from the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto. Yes. It's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Roz. Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That is amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. All right, Gracie! Hey! Okay. So what's going on? It was your birthday when? December 3rd. Okay, so happy belated birthday. Thanks. And you tried to get a hold of us all sorts of different ways, right? Yeah, I tried texting you, <laughs> calling, yeah. twittering. Because yeah. all I want for my birthday is for you guys to sing happy birthday to me. Wait, how old are you, Gracie? I'm 18. 18. Oh, wow, huge birthday. Yeah. What are you doing to celebrate? Uh, I went karaoke with my friends. Yeah. Oh, nice. what's your karaoke song? I don't want to, like, I mean, I'm good with karaoke and, like, I sing. So I, like, I 100% smashed I Will Always Love You by uh, Whitney Houston. Get out of here. Hold bull, on, hold bull, on, hold on, Gracie. Bull. Hold on a second. You can call it bull, but bull ain't picking well, up. Well, hold on a second here, Gracie. Oh. Gracie, you're just chilling, hon. Hold on. So do you know the words, though, Gracie? Uh, not in front of me. Because I was going to get you to sing some of it right now for us. Yeah, no. Yeah, go for it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold you know on. how this works, Gracie. You wanted to call in on the show and be a part of the show. This is the show. Okay, hold okay. on. Yeah, are you going to get your lyrics? Yeah. Yeah, go get some lyrics. It's like low. The beginning is like low for me, so it will sound like horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Can we sweep to sweep sweep? Uh, oh I'm sorry. I'm like, can we switch like flip to the chorus? Fast <laughs> yeah, forward a little bit, more. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, I can't do it in the morning. <laughs> You're demanding. Okay, hold on. Okay, Okay, do you know the part from uh, Bittersweet Memories? Yeah. Okay. Bittersweet. All right, so we're gonna start from there. Okay. Okay. And okay and. Right here. Bitter. Bittersweet memories. That is all I'm taking with me. You gotta stay on beat, Gracie. I can't hear it. So goodbye. Please don't, don't cry. cry. We both know I'm not what you need. You're missing the best part, Come Gracie. on! I can't hear oh, it. Oh my god! And I will always love you. Wind it back, Gracie. This is the worst uh, birthday ever. Okay, you're screwing it. up your own 18th cool. birthday. You gotta hit the chorus. I turned my phone up. I turned my phone up. Okay, yeah, good. Go. Okay. Okay, Gracie. So I'm going to get yeah. to the part where, like, you got to give it your all, like, crazy loud. I will always love you. Okay. Okay? Are you ready? So you yeah. have about a 10-second lead up here to that big, big part. Okay. Okay? Happiness. But above all this. Okay. Here I we go. I wish you love. And then the big part 
right here. Gracie, go for it. Well, Gracie. we love you, Gracie. Thanks. All right, doll. All right. Have a happy birthday. Wait, where's my happy birthday? Ran out of time. You, you took you too took long. took up all the time singing Whitney Houston. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So we've said many times that the best charity is anonymous charity. Agreed. Especially around the holidays. And... When you have the opportunity to do something nice or kind, as small as even tiny little things, you don't do it to be the hero. You don't do it to be thanked. You just do it. And move on with your life. Yeah. And then it is up to you to just know that you did it and maybe you affected somebody's life in a positive way. You made it a little bit easier, a little bit better for one brief moment. And then that just makes the world a better place. And if we all just did that a little more often, the world itself would be a much better place by not asking for credit for every single thing that we do. So in the holiday spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, Maury this morning. Come in here, Maury. Damn it, Maury this morning. Because he had mentioned that he would like to do this at some point, which is the at the drive-thru when you pay it forward. Oh, when okay. You're, when yeah. you're at the drive-thru and, you, and you, pay, you pay for the guy's order who's behind you. Sure. Right? Which is a very generous thing to do for somebody yep. it's great everybody loves that it's always it's a nice wonderful. surprise it's a nice surprise so i assume what happened was maury paid for somebody's order and then left and then when the guy behind him went up to the window uh maury decides to take the best charity is anonymous charity to the next level by doing this Hey, buddy, how are you? I'm Maury from Kiss Honey 25. I just wanted to let you know I felt the holiday spirit. I paid for your order. Oh, you appreciate it, man. Yeah, Thank like a, you know, like a holiday feel-good kind of moment. Thank oh you. God. It is. It is. Yeah, thank I just thought it. I should tell you in case you wanted to say thank you. I did appreciate it, man. Thank you. Isn't that great of me? It is. It is, man. Thanks. Is it, doesn't that make me look like a great person? You are a great person. Because I paid for your order. No, really. You look like a great person. Amazing. Well, Merry Christmas. Yeah, to you too, man. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Right? Oh, doesn't that just my warm the heart? Goodness. Doesn't that warm the heart? Dude, doesn't that? What? Why I would wanna, you do that? No, because that if the person in the drive-through window said that guy paid for your order and all he sees is my black car driving away, he's not yeah. going to know who did that. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, that's why it's called anonymous. Yeah. I know, but Isn't what? That wonderful, but what if he's thinking somebody else did it? I would hate for that person to get the credit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure he had that opportunity. Dude, you are like next level. <laughs> Like no, I, hope I at least paid for his order. Everybody That's listening nice right now. Everybody listening right now. Yeah. All I'm gonna say is now you know. Right. Yeah. But, but hold on, I did pay for his order. I didn't ask for now you know. I didn't ask for a receipt so I can expense it. Now you know. Yeah. Now That's all you I'm know. gonna say. Yeah. All right. You're welcome. Take it for what it is. Yeah. But when you ask Roz and I certain questions, yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. Now you know. Now you know. You're right. And you're welcome. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Scotiabank Arena in Toronto, Saturday night. 
UFC 231 This is her, I believe, her fourth, yeah. right? Loves the UFC. Anytime UFC is in Toronto, Granny is there, sitting right next to the Octagon. I'm surprised they haven't hired her yet to do commentary next to Joe Rogan. Or replace. She's great at commentary. She's, She's got fantastic. a real sense of it, too. A yeah. real sense of it. She knows what's going on. Granny, inside Scotiabank Arena for UFC 231. Here we go. Hi, everybody. It's Granny. We're here to see the UFC fight number 231. And this is the main bout that we're about to see with Max Holloway and Brian Ortega. Okay, here we go. And oh, there you are. That's nice. They sort of reach out and touch, touch their gloves. Kind of a friendly gesture before they start pummeling each other. <laughs> oh, that was a punch on the jaw. And then they punch each other in the ribs. I don't know if they're allowed to do that. And a little bit of kicking starting now. I never know how they keep their balance when they lift a leg to kick the other person. I don't know how they have any brains left because they... They must get hit in the head so often. <laughs> a lot of them are wearing really cute shorts. <laughs> They've got slits up the sides. And you can see they're tidy whities except they're tidy blackies. Oh. oh, Ortega's really taking some punches in the face. I think he's got a nosebleed. Ouch. And Holloway's still... I think he kicked him in the head. But I can't help it. This is very exciting. There he is. There he is. Oh, oh, he's got him down on the ground. They're up against the fence. Oh, no. Oh, he wiggled out of that. He wiggled out of it so nicely. I bet he's got a real headache now. And now everybody's shouting away. There they go. There they go. They're on the mat. Oh, my God, they're down on the mat. Oh, Holloway's punching him in the head. You know who won? <laughs> Holloway. Oh, my gosh. And he jumped right out of the uh, octonet, he, octagon. He jumped right over. And you know who's here? Holloway's little boy. And he came down to give his little son a big hug. Aww. I don't know how old he is. Maybe about six or seven. A little guy. It was kind of beautiful, you know. Granny, everybody! <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. I know I hate talking about dreams. You know I hate talking about dreams, but I have to bring this up. You had a dream. No, I didn't have a We're dream. We're talking about your dream? No, I didn't have a dream. But you know when you have, uh, I don't know, those dreams? Like flying and stuff? No, no, no. You know what I mean. Look at me. I'm going to wink at you. 
those dreams. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. So they've done a study on who you uh, co-star with in those dreams when you have those dreams. Okay. Okay. So when it comes to those dreams, yeah. who do people most likely co-star with in those dreams? Celebrities. Um, a celebrity is number five on the list. 24% really? for men, 22% oh, for women. Can I guess another one? Yes. A coworker. A coworker is number four on the list. 30% yeah, for men. <laughs> Maury. <laughs> it's the holidays. Don't ruin Christmas now. Okay. So 17% of women, a coworker, by the way, number four on the list for those dreams. An X. Is an uh, X on there? Number two on the list is an really? X. 31% oh. of men, 25% what about your significant other, the person that you're with. The current partner, your current partner is number one on the list. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what are we missing then? Number three. Okay. Oh, I'm going to say like gardener. Okay, so uh, a teacher is at number eight. Yeah. Your best friend is at number seven. Okay, weird. A uh, an attractive stranger, just somebody okay. you saw maybe on the bus. Yeah, one day or the or, guy taking out the trash. No, not not the guy that lives down the hall, Maury. That would be a neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a celebrity at number five, a coworker at number four, a random friend. I don't know what that would be. Maybe like a friend of a friend of somebody that you know. I don't kind know. What of is thing. that, Maury? A random friend, the guy taking out the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Moy got this uh, smirk on his face as you're telling this story. What's like, number four again? Okay, number four is a coworker. That's right. Maury, stop it. <laughs> uh, so sexy, Moy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> just please, just keep, make, just keep making that noise, Moy. So all hot, your, dude. all I, your dreams will come I, true. I can't wait to dream about you tonight. <laughs> You just keep making that noise more. Uh, an X at number two, and as Mocha had said, your current partner at number one. I'm imagining uh, at some point in Maury's life, those two things will be the same thing, only flipped. <laughs> no. <laughs> Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix? Roz and Mocha got you. Hi, Kenilyn. Hi. Welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. How are you? Thank you. I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good, thank okay. you. Uh, all right, Kenilyn, how old are you? 30. Okay. 30. So, Kenilyn, beautiful name, by the way. Thank you. You wrote us, FML, Fix My Life. Hi, Razamoka. Do you help people with breakups? Oy, 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 do we? Uh, I've been with my <laughs> boyfriend for four years, and I've broken up with him twice, last November and this past summer. Every time we break up, he always manages to convince me to get back together, and things would be good for a little bit, and then go back to me wanting to break it off again. I'm 30 and don't want to waste any more of my time in a dying relationship. Kenlin, so you guys broke up recently in the summertime. Are you back together now? I assume so, right? Yes. How okay. quickly did you get back together after you broke up? I think it was like just over a month. And who broke up with who? You broke up with him or he broke up with you? No, I did. Okay. And yeah, why did I you break up, up with him at that time? Um, I just felt like um, I wasn't that into him anymore that much. I just, you know, like I'm always the type of person to be wanting to pursue my goals. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like he wasn't doing the same with his life. Like he kept wanting to... Um, put off some of his goals, um, especially when it comes to career and stuff like that. So, is he older, or younger? Yeah, 
He's older. He's okay. 35. All right. Okay. And the first time you guys broke up, you broke up with him? Yes. And what was the reason for that? Um, that was because I thought he wasn't um, really into the relationship anymore. Like, he was kind of being cold towards me. Mm-hmm. So, and what does he uh, say? Yeah. So when you guys break up and you get back together... What is it that he says to you that convinces you to get back with him? Um, he would say like, you know, oh my gosh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and uh, and do better. I know, like, I just want to make you happy. You're the one for me. But then when it really comes down to it, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, I'll give you another chance, and then he'll he'll start, you know, working on his career and stuff. Um, so it's not which I like. So it's yeah. not it's not like somebody cheated, or it's not like he, he you guys fight, or it's not like you're 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 breaking him because you're breaking up with him because you think he's a bit of a loser, right? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't okay. have the same life goals that you do. Uh, so okay, so yeah. what are your expectations? Well, I want him to like you know finally get a career that he actually enjoys, and then also I guess a while back I told him that my goals were. Um, you know, maybe by this time I'd want to, you know, move out or start a family or something, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't seem like that's the direction that we'll be going. So so you have your goals and he has his Mm -hmm. goals, but did you guys have common goals? Because when you just sit here and say, I told him what my goals were, that's very alienating in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, what what were your shared goals? I don't, I don't know. I think, you know what? You had no we, shared goals. Yeah, but so right. um, that was actually part of why, like, we would get back together because then when I told him, like, we would talk um, after we break up and I know Roz is always like, no, you can't, you can't talk when you're broken up. You have to just completely cut it off. Clean yeah, break. complete break. But, uh, yeah, and then he would say, no, yeah, I want those same things too. Like, I, you know, I want to move out with you. I want to take the, you know, the next step in our relationship. But mm-hmm. it's like there's no action to what he's saying. Do you make more money than he does? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. And that bothers you a bit? No, not so much. I mean, I so I just recently started making more money than he does because mm-hmm. I just... Uh, became full-time it doesn't um, it doesn't so, sound like do you love him no you don't love him i yeah i think i just fell out of love with him so i don't know and then now i feel bad <laughs> yeah okay so okay. You're, you you're dealing with your question isn't how do you break up with somebody your question is how do you deal with guilt after dumping somebody because you want to dump somebody yeah i guess so <laughs> yeah. okay so okay now that we got to that uh, clean break. Mo, can I say this all the time? Yeah. When you're going to break up with somebody, clean break. Stop following them on social. Make sure they can't follow you. You both need the time. And it's not done in any sort of malicious, rude, or vengeful way. It's just to allow yourselves to build a life without the other person. That doesn't mean that it's a clean break forever. It doesn't mean that you can't one day start talking again. It just, you got to make this as easy for both hearts while this is happening. Okay, so number one, clean break. Oh, number two, no breakup sex. No breakup sex. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> the way yep. she said, the way she said that, she's like yeah. done it before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, all, we all, we all, we all, know that one more time, one more time. No, there's no one for the road. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's just the clean break gets really hard for us because our best friends are married, so we're all in the kind of same group of friends. Yeah. Well, guess what? You got to figure that out. You're a 30 year old woman. Yep. Okay. This sounds like a you problem, not a him problem. 
What do you mean? Meaning that these are all your issues. Yeah. And they're easily fixable, right? It's not the guy. It's not it's not him. Like you put all this like you have your life plan and no shared life plan, but yet you expect so much from him that you are at the point of now where you feel like you've wasted time and years and don't want him in your life cuz he's a loser. Like that's a you problem. It's not a him problem. He can live his life. He's free. If you're yeah, not if you're I not would, willing if yeah. you're not willing to just like build dreams and goals and everything else together, you seem like you're awesome and like super driven and everything else. That's that's great. Those are all fantastic qualities. But when you are with somebody and you have no sort of common aspirations together as a couple and you're not even sure you're in love with them, now you're not even sure that you're that much into him, move on. Move on. Deal with the guilt. That's what happens. You feel you feel terrible when you dump somebody. We've all done it. It gets better. Okay. All right, Kendallin? <laughs> yes, that's good. <laughs> and also, no breakup no sex. No break sex. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she knew. She knew. All right, Kendallin, thanks very much. Thank you, guys. Uh, bye-bye, honey. <laughs> bye. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life, only on KISS. Club Class with Air Transat. When you purchase a Club Class seat on Air Transat, you get more privileges like complimentary seat selection, mm-hmm. two-piece baggage allowance, which is, like, massive, uh, rapid check-in counter, and priority boarding and baggage service. Now, it's the experience in club class that is you, you can't even really put words to. I've flown business class in many different airlines. Yeah. And club class with Air Transat is the most personable, comfortable place that I've ever sat on a plane. Sure. Yeah. Roxy didn't even realize we were in the air. We were 90 minutes into a flight. She didn't even realize we were flying. Because you got them extra wide leather seats, right? So nice. So comfortable. Lots of leg room. Uh, Personalized service. Superior wine. Yeah. Choice of gourmet meals Mm -hmm. by Quebec chef Daniel Vazina. Uh, Listen, you want to learn more about club class? You want to be a big shot? And it's super affordable, too. Go to airtransat.com. Let's take a phone call. Hi, it's Mocha. Hey, guys. It's Madison calling. I've spoke to you guys before. I've been a huge fan for a while. Oh, what's up, Madison? Um, Welcome back. Thank you. Uh, it's been about six years I've been listening to you guys. And uh-huh. don't make me choose a favorite, but it's my birthday today. Happy birthday, Madison. Between Raza Mocha, who's your favorite? <laughs> hey. <laughs> no, but I was wondering if you guys can play a game. Sure. Um, how about this game? Who's your favorite? <laughs> That's not a fun game for me. Oh, it's very fun for us. Between Roz and Mocha, Madison, who's your favorite? Okay, I'm going to have to choose Roz because... All right, have a wicked day. Thank you very much for listening. He's he's a super cool dude. Or he's a smooth, cool dude. Yeah, way to screw that up, Madison. (laughs) All right. Try and hurt me. So what is your... uh, What's your request, your game request? Uh, Well, if you guys have anything planned out for 5 and 7, that's my favorite game. Oh, is it? All right, cool. Hey, by the way, have you voted uh, at Kiss92.5.com yet for the Roz and Mocha Fans Choice Awards? Yes, and I'm all caught up on the podcast, too. Oh, you wow. Like, okay, I so fangirl every time I speak to you guys. <laughs> one of the uh, one of the categories is best game. Five and seven, Mouth Charades, and Pinched are all nominated there, and your vote was for what? For five and seven. Well, okay, perfect. Okay. So we're going to award uh, the winner in a, a big, crazy award show-style special by the end of the year. Perfect. Sounds great. All right, Madison, just for you and for your birthday, give us a minute. Uh, we're going to get everything set up, and we're going to play 5 and 7, okay? All right. Thank you so much. All right, love you guys. Happy birthday! Bye. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Okay, so by request, gentlemen. Yes. Would you like to play 5 and 7? <laughs> 
This is five in seven. Okay, very easy. Damn it, morning. Good morning. Good morning. We will ask you to name five things. You have second seven seconds to name those five things. Mocha will be the official timekeeper and judge. I would like to point out if this is your first time listening to the Roz Mocha original game five and seven. When damn it, Mori gets something correct, you will hear this. Winner. When damn it, Mori gets something incorrect, you will hear this. Loser. <laughs> Can we just the history it to wrong of the Mazamoga show. We have never had to play. Winner. Right. It's true. Damn it, Mori, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Mori, name five birds we eat. Chicken. Birds. What do we eat that's a bird? Other than a chicken. Loser. What do you eat at Thanksgiving, bro? Turkey. (laughs) Goose? Ew. Who eats goose? Duck? People eat duck. Oh, yeah. Pheasants? Nope. No. Why'd you look at me like you heard that word for the first time just now? (laughs) He's like, you're making that up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Maury, moving on. Name five body parts that start with F. Okay, um... Face. <laughs> F. Loser. Wow. What's wow. this? Finger. <laughs> <laughs> What's this? Foot. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll, I'd even give you this. What's this? Fist. Fist. <laughs> and I was going to say fan. Right. Fanned? Where's your fan on your body? But Point it's actually it. hand. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's this right here? Forehead. Right. <laughs> All right. Oh my God. What's this? What's this? Skin. No. F- fin. F- <laughs> F- F- flab. Not flab. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> yeah, that's so insulting. That is so insulting. <laughs> no, I was not pointing to flab. Maury, what is this right here? Flab. 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 That took way longer than it should have. (laughs) It really did. Flab. (laughs) Next. Uh, Maury, name five words that rhyme with balloon. Balloon, spittoon, um, um, faroon, um, balloon, groon. Loser. Okay. What's a falloon? What's a falloon? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> no, seriously. What's a falloon? What would that look like? A falloon? It's yeah. kind of like you ride it. It's a bicycle and bubbles come at the top. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the thingamajigger from Cat and Hat, bro. Uh, okay. Maury, I would have uh, would have given you uh, buffoon. Oh. Cartoon. Yep. Dabloon. Well, don't go. Sure. Harpoon. <laughs> Baboon. Baboon. Yeah. Okay. Finally, Maury, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Maury, say yes in five different languages. We, um, yes, <laughs> and loser. Okay, you got yes. Uh huh. Do you want to try one more time? I said we. Yeah, you want to try one more time? Maury, say yes in five different languages. We, yeah, yes, um, Yee. Loser. Question. Yeah. What language is hello 
Ye. Yeah. Yes. Yes, ye, like Spanish? No, that would be C. Oh. Eh. What was the F for? Like, I got it wrong or you got it wrong? <laughs> I certainly didn't get it wrong. Okay, you got yes. Uh-huh. And uh, did I not get we? You got we. Mm-hmm. How do you spell we? Um, W-E-E-E-E-E. Right. Uh, C. You got that. I thought for sure you were going to get Portuguese, no? Do you know how to say yes in Portuguese? I know how to say thank you in Portuguese. Which is? Obrigado. Right. What about uh, Russian? We all know uh, niet and da, right? Oh, yeah. okay, yes. So which is which? Niet. No. <laughs> <laughs> what about hola? Oh, oh, oh. No, no, like, yes, saying yes, not oh, hello. Yes. yes, yes. Yeah, no, uh, no, that, no, 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 yes. That's why you play The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hey, did you see this Julie Roberts typo in a local newspaper? No, in, uh, in New York. Okay, so they do a feature on Julie Roberts. Yeah, in New York. In, well, like New York State. Oh, I'm guessing somewhere. I don't think it's New York. Somewhere small. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like the New York Post or something like that. No, no, no. Okay. And the headline reads: Julia Roberts finds life and her holes get better with age. Julia Roberts finds life, life and, and her, her holes. Get better, better with, with age. Okay, hold on. What do they mean to write? Yes. Julia Roberts finds life, finds life and, and her holes get better with age. And her. I don't know. They meant to say rolls. Rolls. Right. Okay. But the R and the H are not beside each other on a keyboard. No, they're not. Right. So. Uh, R-O-L-E-S. I like to assume so maybe they meant holes, but I don't think they did because they, they posted a retraction the next day, which I'm sure somebody spell-checked and went over that 19 times before they said, we meant rolls. Holes get better with age. Julia Roberts finds life and her holes get better with age. Man, that is one of those unfortunate, really uh, unfortunate. You remember Maury's? I was just going to say, I think the most unfortunate... Yeah. Is what happened with Damn It Maury. There, there's, there's two oversights that are that are really have a a, a big place in my heart. One was the one was the Damn It Maury one, which was early on when Maury was here, like within like your first year or something like that. We did an interview on this show. There was a video that went viral of a dad who was in the delivery room with his wife and the heart monitor was going off that was attached to the baby. Oh, I and, have it here. Oh, you do. And it was <laughs> and it was beeping and he was freestyle rapping over the baby's heart monitor. On the microphone. Heart murmur. Dilated. Cervix. What you doing? Serve it. Have a baby. <laughs> right. Okay, so it went viral. It was completely adorable. And we interviewed the guy, the dad. And then uh, at that time, what would happen was Maury would take the interviews that we did, uh, write up the press release, everything else, and then send them out into the world. And in this case, was the entire company across the country. Yeah. Uh, that we big, big company that we work for fifty five radio stations yeah that our company uh, yeah. owns thousands of people <laughs> is what we're talking about here thousands and so because we had done the interview with the rapping dad and Maury attaches that audio clip of the interview and sends it out to everybody but the headline was Roz and, Mo- Roz and Mocha do heartfelt interview with raping dad <laughs> man 
<laughs> Man, I, I had never seen right? a look of worry on Tamit Mori's face yeah. faster yeah. after yeah. after you hear the you hear it send and it goes. That time we did that interview <laughs> that brought everybody to tears with the raping dad. Uh, so yeah, so I would say raping dad is uh, is one of my favorite spelling mistakes, just because it was just and Maury got trolled by every single person oh, who he sent that email to for about a year. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, and those kept going off. Bro. So so the Julia Roberts finds life and her holes get better with age. That's another great one. Uh, but do you remember um, Susan Boyle? You remember when they used that hashtag? So Susan Boyle won the um, Britain's Got Talent years ago. Oh, right. Fantastic voice. And it was a viral video. She went crazy. She was like an older lady and she had this amazing voice. Exactly. And so at the time when they were uh, trying to release her album was sort of early on in the world of hashtags and Twitter where everybody needed a, you needed a hashtag in order to get something trending and get something going. And so the hashtag that they used when Susan Boyle released her album was Susan album party. Perfect. Right, which is perfect. Hashtag yeah. Susan Album Party. Yeah, but when you look at Susan Album Party, it also reads Sue's Anal Bum Party. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody, no, 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 no. everybody, Susan Boyle. Everybody was on Twitter going, "What in the hell is Sue's Anal Bum Party?" <laughs> <laughs> Oh so, my god. Yeah. Oh, those oh jeez. <laughs> Very unfortunate. Roz and Mocha's fix my life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is my question is Got a problem you can't fix? Roz and Mocha got you. Holly, 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 Holly. Hi Mocha, how are you? Good. Roz is here as well. Of course he is. Hi, uh, Roz. Hi, um, Holly, uh, let's start with, uh, how old are you? I'm 32. And okay. are you married? Do you have kids? I have kids, but I'm not married. Before we get to what you wrote us here, uh, we get a lot of these where people call in and they think that maybe they need help, but I'm guessing that they just need like a kick in the butt or a nudge, maybe a nudge. Yeah. So here, let's read this. If you had a job that you loved where your bosses were like family, but you were offered an interview for another job in your field that is 10 minutes from your house and almost double your salary, Damn. would you go for the interview? Your bosses are aware that you were offered the interview, by the way. I'm not suggesting going behind their backs. Please help. So what is the dilemma, Holly? Because it sounds to us like this job offer is absolutely perfect for you. And the reason why I asked uh, age and like if you had any kids is because... To me, at least, this new opportunity sounds like it would be beyond perfect for your family. I'm sure it would be, and I've tried to factor in everything, but I feel really, really bad by going. I kind of feel like I am sort of betraying my bosses if I go. Sure. Um, And I I feel really bad about that because these guys have helped me out numerous times in the past, and like I said, they're they're like family to me. Okay, so uh, the company that you work for now, do you eventually want to run it one day? I don't think that's possible unless okay. I go to law school. Okay, so you will always be working for somebody? Yes. Okay, so if that's the case, your bosses know that already? Yes. Okay, so you're always going to be working for somebody, and nobody owes you in life, and this is for you and everybody else. Nobody owes you a career, right? you got to work right. for that. And you don't owe anybody your life. You're an employee. You got a job. Mm -hmm. You got mouths to feed. You have to make those decisions. They, believe me, make those decisions for themselves every single day. That's true. 
true. They do. You you work for people. You are helping at somebody else. And I don't know who said this originally, but uh, you know, I'm going to misquote this. But somebody had said, if you're not working towards your own dream, you're helping somebody else fulfill their dream, right? Yes. Not necessarily that this is any sort of dream situation, but for somebody who works for a living 40 hours a week and has a couple of kids and is a single mom, 10 minutes away from your house at double your salary sounds kind of dreamy to me. Yeah, it's it's actually been on my list of places I would have wanted to work since I was yeah. about 14. Oh, wow. So, like, it sounds like you're interested in the other job. What is holding you back from going to that interview and potentially getting that new gig? Uh, I guess, like I said, I just feel bad. I feel like I'm betraying my current employment but you don't owe them that though yeah that's true you don't owe them that i mean i get that you feel bad and you like them and they've treated you well and helped you out and everything else but you owe them you owe them no more than that okay so i guess i should step out of my comfort zone and go to the interview nobody's going to be upset with you for my god if you have a if you have a boss right now and you told them hey listen i love it here i love you guys but you know my situation you've been so great to me but I get an opportunity to work 10 minutes away from my house making double what you guys pay me. They would be monsters to make you feel bad about that. Oh, no, I don't think they would ever make me feel bad about it. Actually, one of them has said to me, if you don't go for the interview, you're kind of being stupid. Well, then what does it matter with you? What do you need our help for then, Holly? What the hell? Well, because I feel bad. Okay, the guy who called you stupid, you like him? Yeah. Okay, good, because I'm about to call you stupid, too. Damn. Mo- <laughs> and, 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 Mo- and Mocha's next. I, oh, I don't like calling people stupid, but... Holly, you got to be stupid right now. <laughs> Holly. Holly. Go take that other interview. Go get that job. Do what's best for you and your family. Ten minutes away from home, almost doubling your salary. This is not an opportunity that you want to let pass you by because you feel bad. Okay, you're right. Did they come to you or did you go to them? Well, I had submitted my application months ago. Yeah. And, and they, they just they just called me. Okay. Holly, Listen, they, th- they think you're hot stuff, Holly. Okay? Okay. Okay, go make that phone call. Okay, I'm going to go to the interview. Holly. <laughs> Thank God. Oh, my God. This is frustrating. <laughs> Stop being stupid! All right. Okay. I will go for the interview. Listen, we love you and want nothing but the best for you, but you gotta you gotta go for it. All right. Okay? All right. You got this, Holly. We we believe in you. Oh, I'm glad you do, because now I'm scared. No, don't oh, be scared. Don't be scared. You got this. They you think you're me? hot stuff. Hell they yeah. called you back. You walk in there, head held up high, confidence. Just kill it, Holly. All right. I All right. Will. You got this. You're gonna do this. All right. Thank you guys so much. Okay. And you're gonna be great at it. Thank you. All right, love you lots, Holly. Love you guys too. Okay, bye. You right? Yeah, I'm okay. I was frustrating. Stressed <laughs> <laughs> out. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life, only on KISS. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, it's Jeremy, and I have my daughter, Madison, in the car. She's 16 today. Hey, happy birthday, Madison. She's not uh, She's not very happy. She has a test. She's not feeling well. I'm making her go to school, and I told her I will sing her happy birthday live on the radio. Oh, wow. Damn. Okay. All right. Well, Jeremy, go for it. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jeremy, Madison. No, come What's on. With you? This is your daughter's 16th birthday. The poor girl is sick, and she got a test, and you're making her go to school. Do so you want a nice long rendition? No, we want like a oh, nice heartfelt father to daughter happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, my beautiful Madison. Happy birthday to you. Madison, no offense, but your old man's a jabroni. We're going to sing to you. Yeah. <laughs> Maury, Thanks get in so here. Much, guys. Keep 
doing what you're doing. No, you shush. Hold on. Give us a second. Okay. Hey, Madison, yeah. you can still hear us, right? Yeah. Okay. Your dad's like a phone hog on your birthday. It's your birthday, and we've only talked <laughs> to your father. Yeah. It's not your day to shine, yeah. Jeremy. Okay. I'm going to be quiet, I promise. Yeah. Okay. Just do that. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Madison. Happy birthday to you. Sorry, your dad sucks. Later, homie. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I don't often like kind of smile. We know. <laughs> Stop it. What is the matter with you? <laughs> uh, I'm going through a list of things, uh, topics you're not supposed to touch at Christmas when you have guests over, when you have Uh-oh. family over. Okay. I'm going to guess. Can I guess two? Okay. Yeah. Politics and religion. Uh, yeah, those are two. Those are on there. Yeah, sex. Uh, no, you can feel free to talk about sex. Hmm. I don't agree with this. I like knowing how everybody feels about stuff because I, I like stirring the pot. I oh, like you knowing. Sure do. Yeah, I mean, I like knowing. Like usually, I, when people but that's come, exactly why they don't want them to come up because they don't want tension at Chris. Christmas is about warmth no, no, and no. fuzzies. When you come to my house at Christmas, mm. you underneath your plate, you I get a, love you get, to, you get a card that you pull out and mm-hmm. in, in a pen where your soup spoon is, and you have to fill it out. And I need to know everybody's opinion on abortion and ISIS before I'll even wow. serve them food. <laughs> followed by <laughs> followed by household income. Yeah, and also household income because money is number four on the list. <laughs> I need to really? yeah, I need to know how. How much you make? You okay. like freaking stats, Canada. Right? Yeah, I, I do. I do a census before yeah. before I do a dinner. I really do. I need to know how much money you make, what your religion is, um, your political views. I need, I need to know all about your political views. Right? <laughs> I need to know all of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, before I'll serve you, before I'll serve you dinner, because I like those conversations. I like when people debate at my table. I really do. It drives Catherine crazy. Yeah, of course. But I have to have it. a table full of good debaters, right? That's the that's the thing. Not like, necessarily. No, well, but some not people, necessarily. No, some people can debate. Yeah. Some people just get angry and offended, and it yes. just ruins. And that's everything. where the party really starts. Yes, you're not allowed to get. You're not allowed to get offended. You're not allowed to get offended because like, I I'm from the time where I grew up where uh, my great back friends, in the day my great friends. Well, not back in the day, but this isn't even that long ago. Like my great friends that I had that were lifelong friends, we disagreed on just about everything. Yeah. But we would have these arguments and these debates and then, but I'm like, you're still a great guy and I love you to death and we're going to be friends for life. You can't do that anymore. People don't have friends that they don't agree with on things. Yeah. Right? They just, they don't. They don't because you're- These are too many problems. No, because- It gets too personal. Yes, because it's divided now. The way that the, 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 the world is divided now is that if you don't agree with me, it's not that we have a difference of opinions. It's that I'm a good person and you're not. That's how it is, mm-hmm. right? It's whether you're a good person or not. And I find that really harsh because yeah. I think that you should be allowed to disagree on certain things. So when you come to my house, Maury, I'm hypothetically speaking, yeah, I need to know, I need <laughs> to know everything. Hey, at least I get to sit outside every morning. Okay, but uh, so here's the five things you're not supposed to talk about uh, at the table when okay. people come over. At number five, life changes since last year, including changes in people's weight or relationship status. Oh, wow. Are you kidding me? Wow. 
I can't wow. talk. Please. <laughs> but what if they were fat last year and now they're not? Can you yeah. not talk about how, how that is? I think you we could. Can't, you could say, oh, you look great and let them bring it up. Right, right. I think you could. I have an aunt who will be like, <laughs> she's just like, no holds barred. Yeah. Uh, I'll we'll see her at family functions like once in a while, and that thick Guyanese accent would pop out, and she'd yeah. be like, "Like you put on weight." <laughs> I'm like, "Yes, thank you." I, I have been eating pizza a little bit more often during the week than normal. Uh, yeah, uh, number four on the list: money. You're not supposed to talk about number three on the list: religion. Uh, number two on the list: people's personal lives. Really? No. What else are you supposed to talk about? Well, certainly not politics because that's number one. It's 68% of things Damn. you're not supposed to talk about over the holidays of family. Damn. Maury, get ready for that invite to Roz's place. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi there. This is the Roz and Mocha Show. You've reached hey, Roz and Mocha. Hey, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Good. What is your name? My name is Max. I talked to you guys about like a month ago about Back to the Future. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's your favorite movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so on the podcast, you guys talked about how you guys don't have any rituals. I can name three you all. You guys all do. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. So, well, you guys roast Maury every morning. Well, Roz does like a blink of the eye. Okay. Everybody calls, and then uh, Roz is a smooth, cool dude. Well, that's not really a ritual that I partake <laughs> in, Jackass. That's <laughs> true. Well, still, still a good one. Okay. Right. And <laughs> um, this is kind of a weird one that I remember, but. Roz, you say you sit on the toilet for like a really long time every single morning. Okay. Yeah. I was having a great day up until this kid called. <laughs> that is a ritual. <laughs> yeah. I guess that'd be your morning ritual. Yeah. My morning ritual. I spent a lot of time on the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. I Before spent you a lot get of time into work. On, yeah. So there you go. That's your uh, morning ritual. You know, and I never thought, remember, I was mortified years ago because I said that Catherine caught me. Yeah. And what I meant was that she caught me sitting to go pee. Yeah. And then I thought that we were cool with that. I didn't think she minded, right? Uh -huh. I thought that she was totally fine, that it didn't affect the way that she looks at me as a sexual being in any sort of way. Sure. And so I was in the bathroom over the weekend, and she walked by, and I was standing to go pee. Yeah. And she, she walked by, and she's like, oh, that's nice to see. <laughs> like in a condescending kind of way? Yeah, and I go, and I go, and I go, what? She's like, she's like, I can hear you pee. Like, I can hear the pee hitting the water. Yeah. And I go, yeah, but I, I go, what's, what's, what's wrong with the other way? She goes, well, when I walk by and you're just sitting there with your hand between your legs and I hear nothing, it's weird. <laughs> go to the bathroom, which is turn on the faucet for the whole time. No, but Maury, you don't understand. You don't, <laughs> understand. Water, you don't man. understand. You don't understand. I'm in the bathroom, okay? And it's a revolving door of girls coming in and out. It's, uh, there's, there's no running a faucet. Yeah, but at least it'll take away the sound of not peeing. No, you don't understand. There is no... No, she will come in and do her lips. Okay, while I'm in what there. What if there's a smell? Then that's what that's what you get. And then I get all embarrassed and I say, I would like some privacy, please. <laughs> and then she says, Well, it's your fault. You're in here for so long. <laughs> You're aware that you can lock the door. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Oh, then I do get they then do what I do, which is <laughs> use a knife to unlock it? Wow. Damn. No. <laughs> This is a better business idea than all, all of Maury's. A shirt that just says what Roz says. Maury, you don't understand. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. Damn, guess, Max. I, have we covered off everything, bro? Uh, yeah. Right. Why are you breaking in with a butter knife at home, Maury? Because I want to see Matthew in the bath. <laughs> 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 For 
<laughs> for the purpose of what? Like, like romance or murder? Mean? No, because the, like sometimes if he's taking his calm bath or something like that on a weekend, I'll unlock the door with the knife so I can sit there and talk to him or shampoo oh. his hair for but him. But he locked it because he doesn't want you in there. I know, but maybe he doesn't know he needs me to shampoo his hair. <laughs> so weird. So weird, dude. Yeah. Really is. Again, another shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Max. Okay, see ya. Uh, later, bro. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix? Roz and Mocha got you. Hi, Vivian. How's it going? Mocha, good. How are you? Good. Roz is here as well. Hi, Roz. Hello, Vivian. Okay, so let's go <laughs> Let's go through this with you, okay? Oof, sure. Good one today. <laughs> FML, guys. FML. Fix My Life. I need help. I have a friend slash co-worker that is someone I consider a good friend. We spend all our lunches together, hang out after work, and I share all my problems with her. But there's been an issue of late. For the past few months, I have noticed that she will have strong B.O. Basically, she stinks. And the other day, I could barely eat my lunch because the smell was so bad. This is odd because she is such a neat freak with everything else in her life. How do I approach this topic? How do I tell her she smells? So, Vivian, prior to the stinky situation that happened the other day, had you noticed a smell, like a B.O. smell from your friend before? Or this is like something recent? Well, uh, I've noticed in the past, I would say maybe month or so, Mm -hmm. that's maybe it's gotten a little bit stronger and stronger. So I don't know what's happening or um, like, I think everything is going okay in her life. Otherwise, well, that would stop her from being clean. Yeah, well, so, some sometimes when it comes to smells, right? You have to before mm. you before you kind of go all in on this, you have to figure out if it's something maybe that she's dealing with that she can't help, like if it's a medical thing, mm. right? Uh, but that's yeah. that, but that's not going to come out unless a conversation happens. Uh, some people will say to leave clues. Some people will say to you know uh, broach the topic. Like very, a bar of soap. Yeah. Some people will. will <laughs> and then some people you know will will suggest you know kind of going in light. I think that there's only one way to do this, and that is especially if they're a friend, which is to just be direct, compassionate, and blunt. Yeah. Like I find that I find it actually harder because she is such a good friend to say something. Yeah. I think if it was someone that was kind of a stranger or someone really that I didn't like, I'd be like, yo, you stink. Yeah. But, yeah, but the thing, Vivian, is that she may appreciate the conversation coming from you. You know, you guys are as good as friends as you said in your note to us than to have a stranger tell her because she may feel a little bit more offended if someone she didn't have a close relationship with were to say, hey, by the way, you kind of stink. Yeah, like it's such a hard topic to bring up. Oh, for even sure. Though it's like a good friend. Yeah. She may, there's a good chance she doesn't even know. And I know, I, I know, think, I, know yeah, what you're, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, which is like, how can you not know when other, when you smell so bad that other people can't even eat food around you? But there's a really, really good chance that she doesn't know. That's why with something like this, you have to be you have to be compassionate, but you have to be direct. And there's no sort of beating around the bush. There's there's no hey, so you know, I was thinking, is everything okay in your life for you? There's none of that. There's none of that. Yeah. Right. Be a friend. Be blunt, but be compassionate. Yeah, like I was thinking because we are very kind of like we joke around a lot. We joke around with each other. Um, so I don't know if I should just jump in like kind of with like a joke. Be like, nope, nope, don't make a joke of it. Nope. Okay. No, no joke. No joke. Okay, I'll, I'm going to tell you something right now, Vivian, and something mm. to you, Roz, yeah. and everybody else. Yeah. Because this happened to me the other day. Okay. 
Like this exact same thing, Vivian, happened to me the other day. And I wasn't going to talk about it until like I can hear in your voice right now that you are, you know, struggling with this for sure. Yeah. Yeah. On the weekend, my wife and I Mm -hmm. were making out. Right. And it was getting pretty intense. Yeah. Business. And afterwards, she was like, yo, I don't know what you were doing today, but you stink. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she was like, like, she was like, I didn't want to say anything at the time, but your pits kind of stink. Yeah. And like, I felt bad because I was like, I wish you would have told me before, but yeah. she waited and she told me, and then I hopped in the shower real quick, made myself smell real nice for her. Yeah. I mean, geez, <laughs> good for you. Did you? And, and then round two, right? Because now, uh, now you're looking, yeah. now you're a new man. I'm ready. Now I'm a new man. But I was doing like stuff like outside. Yeah, I was sure. in the garage all day. I was outside all day. You know, and then I, I didn't even think about it and I didn't, I couldn't tell no. that my pit stink. I'll tell you, the other thing that you have when you're in this kind of work situation is if it's done the wrong way or if it's the wrong person who's relaying these kind of messages, this can be an HR issue as well. That's you know, true. If, yeah. if somebody can, somebody can spin this into, uh, you know, office aggression and bullying, if you tell somebody yeah. that they, if you tell somebody that they smell. So that's why, you know, it is good that you are a friend and she considers you a friend and to just be, you know, direct and blunt and compassionate other and, and that way you sort of avoid those other traps that may be, that may be there. Exactly. So I want to kind of want to tell her before it kind of snowballs into something bigger. Yeah, like like your mocha situation, all of a sudden you guys are making out and then you have to tell her, right? <laughs> I would hate that. I would hate that, yeah. Hate Office politics. That Speaking of HR. <laughs> <laughs> well, Vivian, we hoped... Uh, we hope we helped a little bit. Oh, no, that's fantastic. It's just, yeah. I was thinking about like going to like the joking route. No, don't no, do that. Don't, don't do that. Okay. Because no. yeah, no, okay. then you are, you are still then just laughing at her, right? You know, yeah. if, if she jokes, that's fine. If she jokes, that's fine. Okay. You, you don't, don't go in there. Don't go in there trying to be funny about this. Thanks, guys. Thank I'm, you so much. Of course. Take care. Love you. Love, Love you too. too. Bye-bye. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life, only on KISS. Hi, this is the Ronza Mocha Show. Hi, guys. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Okay. Feeling a little sick, but I'm all right. Oh, no. It's that time of year. Yeah. Yeah. Ross, how you feeling? Yeah, like hell. Yeah, I hear you. Listen, it's Diana. You know how Maury's, like, acting skills are, like, on fleek? First of all, nobody says on fleek anymore. Hey, listen. I'm saying this because I heard this on the podcast. I thought it was hilarious. Okay. He's on point, right? And Mm -hmm. he's, like... Super great at imitating characters and all this. Now, I wanted to see if he was actually able to imitate or impersonate one of my favorite childhood cartoon characters. Mm -hmm. Now, I can do a little bit of it, but do you think we can get him to to try it? Well, who is it? Enough with the teasing. That's our job. (laughs) (laughs) Donald Duck. Oh, okay. Maury, can you do a Donald Duck? Wait. Now, Diana, before you do your impression of Donald Duck. Let's hear Dan Mori's impression of Donald Duck. What? Yeah, no. The hell was that? Donald Duck. Try again. (laughs) That's not Donald Duck. This is Donald Duck. You have to say something. I said especially for Donald Duck. Can you guys actually, like, 
bust out a word there while you're doing it? Okay, well, yeah, okay. I did. Uh, first shot. of all, for the record, I did. Diana. I did. Yes. Go ahead, Diana. This is your big moment. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> What'd you did say? You get that? No. What'd you say? <clears throat> oh, hold on. I'm sick, guys. Got it. You gotta bear with me here. Hold on. Yeah. Uh-huh. <clears throat> <clears throat> What are you saying? I don't even understand. Oh, boy. Oh, that's pretty boy. good. Oh, yeah. boy. Okay. okay. Okay, so I'll do his other famous line, sucking succotash. No. No, that's not Donald Duck. Okay, oh. say, no, oh, boy, Maury. Daffy Duck. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You know what? You sound like Donald Duck when he's really mad and he goes, <laughs> that wasn't bad. Whoever did that one? That, that I, was me. I did that one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Are you, oh my god! Okay. You guys. Yeah. Are you, are you happy now? I am. Okay. Good. All right. Thanks, Diana. <laughs> what did you just say? Bye bye. Like, that oh. sounds like Donald Duck just got shot in the face. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. What's up? Hey, Roz and Mocha. It's Reese. Hi, Reese. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Good. What's going on? Uh, I just wanted to ask Roz something. Oh, okay. Yeah, go, go for, for it. it. Hey, Roz, when did you teach your kid to cook? When did I teach my kid to cook? How old are you, Reese? I'm 10. You're 10. Roxy could make an omelet and flip it in the pan when she was just before six. So about five. I learned how to make hash browns and scrambled eggs when I was eight. Oh, wow. wow. Good for you. Is that like your uh, your go-to meal to make on the weekends? Yeah. Nice. Yes. Rox can, she can, she's great because she and Catherine bake all the time. So Roxy could go to the pantry, get all the ingredients yeah. and follow her, one of her cookbooks. And if I left her alone, she could work the oven and everything. She could make a full cake yeah, on, on her own. Yeah. hundred percent. She could, she could make a full cake. Yeah. Yo, yeah. I love cake. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> Who doesn't love cake? Yeah. Uh, yeah no. So she, I, I, cause when you, I find that when you have a picky kid and I don't know, Reese, whether you're a picky eater or not. Um, oh, I'm very picky. Y- when you're dealing with a, a kid who's a picky eater, I, I find that kids will most likely eat what they cook because there's a sense of pride to it. And yeah, I heard you say that on the podcast. Yeah. Like, totally right. Yeah, yeah. And, and it is. And I would recommend that to anybody. I don't like to do a ton of parenting tips and stuff like that. But, you know, you got to eat and you want your kids to love good food. And it's the, it's the same reason why I started Roxy on super spicy food when she was an infant. You know, when she was in a high chair, she was eating spice. Yeah. Because I wow. never I never wanted to have the kid that picked pieces of pepper, you know, out of mashed potatoes. Sure. Because it was too spicy. You know, I like spice. Yeah. I just don't like the plain taste of pepper. Like, if you don't buy, um, you know, red peppers. Yeah. If you buy those and just put it on a, uh, if you just put it on a kebab or something, like a burger maybe. Sure. Um, I usually take that off because the plain taste of just a red pepper is gross. Yeah. Oh, wow. You, I love red peppers. Do you like mashed potatoes, Reese? Oh, I love mashed potatoes. Yeah, see, mashed potatoes are another... Out of the gravy? Totally. Oh, Ma- oh, mashed potatoes so are another thing that, uh, that kids can make real well. Yeah. Because you just put them in a pot, you dry them out, and then you put one oven mitt on a kid's hand so they can hold the side of the pot, and then you give them the masher and just tell them to go to town, and then after that, 
It's just throw butter, salt, milk, pepper, and it really doesn't matter also, how much you throw in. You just let them go. Mashed and potatoes then, you can hide things in, too. Well, no, no, no. Hey, but the, the, the trick, Maury, honestly, the trick is to not hide things. Yeah, you want the, the them trick, to know what's in there. The, 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 the thing is to just get them cooking. No, I mean, so you can hide, not hide things. Because there's a whole cookbook on how you can hide vegetables. I don't agree things. with that. I don't agree with it was, that. It was uh, Jerry Seinfeld's wife came out with that. Was it? Yeah. yeah. See, I don't, I don't agree with that. I think that, you know, I think that you can make a balance. And, you know, if you teach a kid to peel a carrot, cut a carrot, and, you know, if they like hummus or if they like something else, they will eat the carrot yeah. because they've peeled it and they've cut it. Like, yeah. kids will eat what they cut. It's like cook. a sense of pride, right? It is. Peeling yeah. a carrot, that's dangerous. It's not dangerous. <laughs> it's not dangerous. Under supervision, Reese. I was like, Reese. copying my dad. Yeah. Like, whenever I ask if I could use the carrot peeler, he's like, no, it's too dangerous. Do you use While no- I'm over here using, like, a plastic spatula, I'm like... And eggs like <laughs> dangerous, yeah. Uh, the only thing that rock, the only thing that you have to watch out for kids is that uh, when it comes to stove stuff, because uh, when when they're, when you're little, you'll have to stand on a chair off to the side of the stove, which is fine for certain things. But uh, I don't do anything that'll splatter. Like I'll never have rocks do uh, like a fast fry something or when you're braising something because the uh, it's eye level with them. Well, thank you very much for calling in, Reese. Wait, I got a question for Maury. Yeah, go ahead. Hey, Maury, how do you even eat Matthew's dinner when you order skip the dishes or Uber Eats <laughs> to your house? Wow. It's, you get rid of all the evidence and then you eat again. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's yeah. two dinners for Maybe the place Maybe I'll tell one. Matthew. Yeah. I'm about to hide Maury in mashed potatoes, so don't worry about it. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Reese. No problem. Bye. Bye. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. I want to play something for you, yeah. and I want you to tell me who you think this is, okay? Yeah, sure. They're very familiar songs. You'll know the songs, but I want you to tell me who you think is singing. Okay. I'm bad at this, but I will uh, I will give it my best. Say my name, say my name. If no one is around you, say, baby, I love you. If you ain't running game, say my name, say my name. Can you pause it for you me for a sec, because I have one quick question. Is it... Multiple people singing that, or have they taken no. one person's voice and just layered the hell out of it? This person is singing, has other singers, but we'll get to the part where the person singing will be solo. So the answer is just you're looking for a one singular individual. Okay, Correct. I got you. Okay, here we go. Ain't calling me baby. Why the sudden change? Say my name, say my name. If no one is around you, say baby, I love you. You ain't running games. Say my name, say my name. You acting kind of shady. Can I guess? Yeah. Can I guess who I think it is? And it's it may be a, a weird guess. Okay. It sounds like Alessia Cara. That is Alessia Cara. Is it really? Alessia Cara was at Sirius XM <laughs> and brought a guitar. Yeah. And a band. And wow. did a Destiny's Child medley. Wow. Yeah. She's still on the promo run for her Pains of Growing album, which is out right now. And sat down and did a medley of all these songs, dude. And she sounds so good. Isn't that good? I would listen to this. Can you pay my bills? Can you pay my telephone bills? Can you pay my automobiles? If you did, then maybe we could chill. I don't think 
Celestia Cara, man. Right? Yeah. And it doesn't stop there, bro. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. I don't think you're ready for this. That is Brampton's very own Alessia Cara. Covering Destiny's Child. Like, come wow. on, dude. Like, if Beyonce or the rest of the girls wow. in Destiny's Child have not yet seen this video or heard this audio, like, somebody at them quick. Well, this is Alessia Cara covering Destiny's Child on Sirius XM. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hey, Charles, what's going on, dude? It's Roz and Mocha. How are you? Hey, not bad. How you doing? Good, Good man. man. Uh, all right. So, Roz and Mocha Show, along with Air Trends at home for the holidays. Uh, Charles, you wrote us this. Uh, I think Razamoka should fly my wife Sandra home because she left her family behind 17 years ago to start a life here in Toronto with me. Where's she from? She's from Portugal. Portugal. Okay, she said. And then you go on to say, unfortunately, we don't make enough money to go back as often as we'd like. Uh, she only sees her mother and family about every five years. I know it's very difficult for her without her mother and her sisters. It breaks my heart every day seeing the sadness in her eyes, especially since she has not been with them on Christmas since she left. So he she hasn't done Christmas with them in 17 years? That's right. The last wow. Christmas she had with them was uh, 2001. Wow. Holy. Okay. She's always been there for me and has never complained when she has to help um, uh, when she has to help me because of my disability. What's her disability, Charles? Um, I actually have uh, muscular dystrophy. Oh, you do? Okay. So, yeah. Sometimes it's hard for me to get around and to get up and, you know, things like that. So she literally has to sometimes pick me up, you know, 180 pound man, you know, from a seated position just to get me up so I can be able to do my, my things in my own way. So you go on to say that she got a heart of gold. Obviously sounds like she has a heart of gold. Uh, she's always yeah. giving to others and deserves to be able to spend Christmas with her family again. Um, yeah. So she sounds like an amazing woman. She is. Absolutely. She always puts others first. Um, she's always thinking about people's needs and people's wants before she ever thinks about hers. Um, like I mentioned, she volunteers for so many different um, organizations from mm -hmm. nursing homes to uh, uh, animal shelters and uh, uh, disability uh, centers. She, she does it all. Talk about how important she is to you. I'd be nothing without her, basically. Uh, whew, let me take a breath here. <laughs> like I said, she loves me for who I am. She's always there for me when I need her. Um, she never judges me. You know, even with our kids, she's just a spectacular mother, and uh, there's nothing I would ever change about her. I'm just looking right now at flights, right, mm. from Toronto to Portugal. Right. And you're right, it is expensive. It's quite pricey, especially around Christmas. 1500 bucks, and that's just for one person. That's right. And then you have to think about where you're going to stay and spending money and stuff like that, right? It's pretty yeah. crazy. Hey, Charles, we have, uh, we want you to talk to Sandra real quick, okay? Okay. Hey, Sandra, you there? Yes, I'm here. How are you? It's Raza Mocha. Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good. Uh, say good morning to your husband, Charles. Hi, honey. Hi. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, How are you? <laughs> from everything we know, Sandra, the, coming from Charles, you are a spectacular person. And Thank you. And he really seems like he loves you more than just about anything. I love him too very much. He wrote us hoping that we could help you guys out with getting you back home to Portugal so you could spend Christmas with your family. <laughs> I don't 
already crying. <laughs> and we've done a lot of these, and we've talked to a lot of people. And listening to the way Charles talks about you is a rare thing. And it's something that we should all aspire to have as somebody who talks about us the way that Charles talks about you. And so that is why the Rosamoga Show and Air Transat, Charles and Sandra, are sending you for the holidays to Portugal. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Sandra, you'll be able to spend Christmas with your family for the first time in 17 years. Oh, my God. Thank you. You guys are awesome. No, you guys are You're awesome. You're awesome. I love you guys. I listen to you guys every single day. Oh, yeah. Between Ross and Mocha, who's your favorite? <laughs> Stop. You're such a jerk. Uh-oh. You're such a jerk. What? She said she listens. <laughs> don't, I don't, do listen. Don't soil this moment with that. Okay. Can <laughs> between I Ross, between Ross and Mocha, who's your favorite, Sandra? <laughs> Hey, uh, listen, we love you guys. Uh, thank you so much for letting us be a part of this with you. Thank, thank you guys so much, much for doing that. I love you. Thank you. Oh, Merry Christmas. Between Raz and Mocha, who's your Merry favorite Christmas. though? For real. For real, Sandra. You got it. We can't end this phone call without you saying it. Okay. I, I need fine. to hear. I need to hear. Fine. is Mocha. Oh, stop it. Keeps me going all day. Oh, Sandra, we love you so much. Merry Christmas, girl. Thank you. Merry Christmas. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I was listening to somebody talk yesterday how they can't wait to go home and see their family so they can do all their Christmas traditions. And oh, one of their nice. Christmas traditions we've talked about before, which is watching The Sound of Music. Oh, okay. And The Sound of Music is not a Christmas movie. It's just a movie that people happen to watch and it's now become a Christmas movie. I heard, I was on one of those Christmas stations. Yeah. And it was like a Christmas mix, right? Yeah. And that song, what's the song called? Is it My Favorite Things? Oh. Raindrops and roses and whiskers and kittens, <laughs> bright paper packages tied up with string. Yeah, that's on the Christmas These mix. Are a few really? Of my yes. Favorite things when the moon drops and the <laughs> How rain do you know falls. All the words to this. I'm gay. Oh. Oh. Four one six eight seven zero eighty eight eighty eight. Hi, it's Razamoka. Hi, I was just listening to you guys talking about Christmas songs, and I would love to hear Maury sing another song. Okay. Like anyone in particular? Um. You know, I'll let him pick one. Okay, I'll pick one because David Mori claims to be the biggest Mariah Carey fan in the entire world. He is a part of her lamb squad. The lamely. The lamely, sorry. Uh, so why don't you sing All I Want for Christmas? I don't want a lot for no, 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 Christmas. No, that, 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 that's not how the song starts. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Well, there's the ding, 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 ding. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need, and I. Do you have the instrumental over there that you can play? Can we get some tunes on this? Sure. I would actually like to hear that. I have it here if you want to. The instrumental? Yeah. Oh, why'd I get so nervous? <laughs> You're about to hit the big time more. All right, go for it. Okay. I was going to sing Burl Ives. Oh. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> What's that, man? <laughs> Don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. I don't care about the presents underneath the Christmas tree. I just want you for my own. More than you will ever know. Make my wish come true. All I 
want for Christmas is you. Christmas, there is just one thing I need, and I, I don't care about the present underneath the Christmas tree, and I just want you for my own, more than you could ever know, make my wish come true, all I want for Christmas is you, oh I'm so happy! <laughs> I'm like drunk on, I'm like drunk on festive spirit. There you go, Andrew. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And I just want you for my own. More than you could ever know. Where'd everyone go? Make my wish come true. All I want for Christmas is you and you and you. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Roz, we got a text from Caitlin this morning. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and Caitlin writes to us, please help and give me some motivation this morning. I have an 8 a.m. exam and I stayed up all night to study. RIP to me. Oh no. <laughs> so, Caitlin, what is the exam yeah. that you have today? I have a nutrition exam. <laughs> nutrition? Okay. Yeah. Prior to last night studying, had you studied for this exam? Uh, like a little bit. <laughs> so no. <laughs> what kind of what kind of stuff do you have to know for this exam? Um, that is a great question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, RIP to you. <laughs> Um, we got to know like the Canada's food guide, like uh, dietary reference intakes, estimated average requirements, like every protein need that you need, like growing up, when you're pregnant, when you're old. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so run us through one right now. Let's say I'm pregnant. What would you advise as far as dietary needs go? Who's a dad? Wow. This is <laughs> your business. This is oh, probably this... the best studying I've ever did. But we get a cheat sheet, so I have a little cheat sheet here. No, no, the- no, just top of the dome. We need to know what you know. Oh, God. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not, you're not. Wow, Kaylin, RIP to you. Yeah, this is, uh, it's not, going, know, it's it's not going well so far. 40% of my marks. <laughs> 40%? Girl, what have you been doing with your life? We've had, I literally have been studying, like, for the past, like, three weeks, I've been studying my butt off. Like, I had an exam on Friday, I had an exam on Saturday, I got an exam today, and then I got another exam Friday, but then I'm free. Right. Now, is this, like, regular college, like, where you can meet dudes and stuff, or no? You just kind of go to class and just go home? No, I, I, I actually go to school because I actually care because it's, like, my fourth time being in school. Uh, yeah, you, yeah, okay. Damn. All wow. right, so what happened the other three times? Didn't like hairdressing. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, then uh, college, I did college, so then I could go to university because... Okay, what did you take, you, in, what did you take in college? Um, I took a program called Occupational Therapy Assistant, Physiotherapy Assistant. Sure, uh, okay. So like I would work with like a physio or occupational therapist, and I'd like help them with like patients and stuff. Okay. But, so, so the whole reason I went back to school is because I want to be the actual therapist versus the assistant. 
Okay. I want to make more okay, money. So hairdresser, <laughs> therapist, and now nutritionist. Who's paying for all this school? My mom and yeah. my dad. How much How much are your parents in now for your post-secondary education? I, I have to say I'm probably better than my sister. Doesn't um, matter. How much are they in? I don't even know. Like a hundred like, like grand? Think? What do you think? Yeah. Maybe not that much. Like... College wasn't as expensive as university. Okay, well, where sure. where are you living when you're doing all this schooling? I live at home. I okay, at home. so let's factor that in too. Yeah. Yeah, let's not forget about that. <laughs> How old are you? I'm 25. You're 25, still living at home on fourth round of post-secondary on your parents' dime. Yeah. Okay, and you woke up today and realized that you hadn't studied? No, 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 I didn't wake up today. I just didn't go to bed because I studied all night. Okay, so but up until yesterday, you're cramming like you're still in grade 11. Right? Yeah. Yeah. See? Yeah. yeah, you're a terrible daughter. <laughs> I hope my mom's not listening right I now. I hope she is I hope listening. She is. That's I hope like she a is slap listening. in the face to both your parents. Yeah. What's the matter with you? Get you your ass together. To, you need to, like, kill it at this exam. Is, is this my inspirational motivation? Yeah. Figure out your life, Caitlin. <laughs> okay? You're a mooch. Oh, my God. That's gosh. had an easy ride. It's not my fault my mom loves me. Oh, here we oh, go. God. Here we go. Caitlin. You, okay, you know when they start, you know when you read all these headlines and they start talking about 25 year olds and then you have to then defend them because you start to think that maybe people just get it wrong and life is real tough, right? They're not talking about the people that are like really putting in the effort. Those articles are about you, Caitlin. Come on, guys. No, they are. It's, Get your life together. You're a mooch. I'm doing really well in school, though. Nah, you're a mooch. On your fourth round? Well, like, I, the only reason I went back to school is because I want to get a really good job, and you can't get a really good job unless you have a university degree. Okay. Do you have a car? I do. Okay, who pays your gas money? Me. Okay, what, so you got a job? Yes, I do. What do you What do? you do? I'm a gymnastics coach right you're, now. You're a gymnastics coach. Okay, so how much do you give your parents a month in rent? I, I don't pay oh them rent. Oh, my God! <laughs> so you go and work while they pay for your school and you don't give them money every month? I'm only in school part-time, so I don't make that much money. Okay. Caitlin. All I'm hearing I mean, is excuse, excuse, excuse. Yeah. Caitlin, you, you got to get you got to get it together, girl. Yeah. You got to get it together. There's like mad disrespect in that house to your parents. My mom is a wonderful lady. I mean, she sounds she like sounds she's the amazing. best. I, I want to move in with her. <laughs> yeah, she's an, she's a gem. Okay. Are you happy you called in? Um, a little bit. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Say this isn't the motivation I was uh, I was looking for. Well, <laughs> it's a kick in the ass. That's what it is. I know because it is. Because you but... know that you, you know that that's what you need, right? You don't need somebody. I know. You got enough people in your life holding your hand, telling you that you're wonderful. You don't need that from us. You guys are the the the, the bad cop, right? No, we're the truth cops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not my problem. My mom loves me so much. Shut up. With Get that. over yourself, Caitlin. I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> Uh, right. Caitlin, you're, you're gonna a wonderful listen. human being. Okay, you, you sound like you're a wonderful human being, but uh, you owe you you owe a lot to your folks right now. So go and crush that exam. All right. Oh, and thank then, you very much. And then set <laughs> set more goals and crush those goals. Do not All worry right. about your own happiness because at this point, that is the farthest thing from anything that you deserve. <laughs> Get your life in order. Straighten your ass out. All right. Start paying your parents back. All right. Sounds good. Okay. All right. RIP, Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. Bye, Bye honey. <laughs> Bye. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Are these the five, first mov- five, f- the five worst movies of 2018? 
Ooh, so this is from Entertainment Weekly. I love these lists. It's that time of year. Oh, tell me about it, right? And it's hard with some of these lists where they start listing off like the worst of the worst because some of them I've never heard of. And then I, I feel terrible for putting them on a list because I've never, I don't want to judge them. But let's do that anyway. Okay. <clears throat> Can I guess at least one of them sure, on the yeah, list yeah, of the yeah. worst movies of the year? Yeah. And then we'll get to TV shows. Uh, Star is Born. Uh, no. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I said that because I knew Maury. Maury loves that one movie. One of the best movies I've ever seen. <laughs> no, I'm just playing, bro. Jeez, man. Was it really one of the best movies you ever saw, Maury? But you know what the funny thing is? I don't know why. Oh. Like, I loved it. Yeah. But I don't, but and I cried, but I don't know why I loved it. I just thought it was wonderful. And you loved it because Lady Gaga's in it. But mm-hmm. I like Bradley Cooper's performance better. Yeah, me too. Hmm. Isn't yeah. that shocking? I, mean, no, I, shouldn't say, Lady Gaga, I shouldn't say that. Lady Gaga's character, I loved her character because her character was just so, like, she was such a love can fix everything and all I need to do is love this man and get him out of the super dark place that he was. Yeah. And she was completely selfless. And I really loved, like, I love that character. I love that idea of that character in movies all the time. Like the, 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 the sort of super strong woman who is with the guy who's perceived to be the boss, but she's the actual one with the strength in the heart. Like, I love that it's dynamic like in movies. It's like you and me. No, but I, I love that dynamic in movies. Yeah. And um, you know, there could be 100 people in a room and 99 don't believe me. <laughs> and all it takes is one. And it was Bradley that believed in Isn't Lady Gaga. Isn't that true? Isn't that the truth, though? Okay, so going on the uh, list, this is from Entertainment Weekly, of the uh, five worst movies of the year at number five is The Cloverfield Paradox. Oh, man, I like that. I didn't see it. What was it's it? It's on Netflix. Oh, is it? Yeah. Is it any good? It's part of the, the Cloverfield universe. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't mind it. At number four, Venom with Tom Hardy. Oh, yeah, agreed. I still didn't see it, but I heard it sucked. Uh, Gotti with uh, John Travolta. Yo, that didn't even make it into the no, theaters. I, I know. I think that went straight to on demand. Yeah. Is it about the John Gotti guy? It is. Yeah. Yes, correct, Maury. Uh, number two, Life Itself. What movie's that? Life Itself was from the guy who did This Is Us. It was his movie that he <gasps> did. Oh, it was that with, Tiff, with but I. Oscar Isaac, Annette Benning, and Antonio Banderas. But there was no right? buzz. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. I never heard of that and movie. And then uh, number one, Fifty Shades Freed. Surprise, surprise. Okay, that was terrible. Was it? Like, there's a problem where uh, you're doing a lovey-dovey movie and people in the theater are laughing. Yeah. That's what about a problem. Robin Hood? Robin Hood was released not, not that long ago and it yeah. debuted at like number nine. Yeah, but I don't think it was as bad as Gaudy and Fifty Shades Freed. I mean, there's, yeah, a, true, there's a spectrum true, true. here. Uh, now, over on the television side, according to Entertainment Weekly, uh, the five worst TV shows of the year. Big Bang I Theory. I don't know what number five is. What is Reverie? No, no idea. Reverie. R-E-V-E-R-I-E. Reverie. 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 Don't know. Yeah, I had no idea. That's on NBC. I don't know. Uh, Something called Sweet Bitter. Never heard of it. Never Never heard of that show? Nope. Uh, Netflix's Insatiable. This is the the show that was accused of uh, fat shaming. Oh, right. Was that... that, uh... It's like a young girl. I didn't girl. watch it. Yeah, it's it's like a she's, oh, she's fat, a, and then she loses a bunch of weight, and then she the gets a revenge. Barb from Stranger Things. No, is she in that, that one? is so and so is a jerk, or oh, whatever okay. it's called. Somebody, somebody is a jerk. Yeah, I want to watch that show. Is it Rebel Wilson? Maybe no, or... uh, no, 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 no. Insatiable is yeah. It's a younger cast, and she, I guess, is like the fat girl, and then has to have her jaw wired shut because she gets hurt, and then she loses all the weight and becomes hot, and then gets oh. her revenge on. Can I? Is it jaws wired shut so she's not eating? Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, at number two, Showtime's Who Is America with Sasha Baron Cohen as really? the second worst Which show. Just got of the a year. Golden Globe nomination. Correct, Mundo. And number one, I highly disagree with this. There's a lot of shows on television that are worse than this. 
which was the remake of Lost in Space on Netflix. Okay, yo, a lot of people love yeah, that. It wasn't how, bad. How's Roseanne not on this? The reboot of Roseanne. Yeah, or Murphy Brown. Murphy yeah. Brown. Like, Lost in so Space. Much. So according to, just so you know, if you're just wow. joining us, according to Entertainment Weekly, the reboot of Lost in Space on Netflix was the number one worst show of the year. Wow, that's crazy to me. Yeah, like, you really got to dig a deep. A lot like, of people loved. Yeah, that version of Lost anyway, in Space. So uh, there you go. That's the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So the campfire in California that happened, this was the big one that destroyed 18,000 homes. Yeah. Huge. I'm going through the story yesterday of this family and the woman who sort of lived there. Her name was Andrea Gaylord. And when the fires hit, they were on their way back to their house Okay, to evacuate. They were elsewhere. And then they realized that they had to go get whatever they could and get out of there. Yeah. And it was a wall of fire beside their house. And when they got there, they realized that there was no time to get anything. So they jumped in the car, put everybody in the car, and they had two dogs. Okay. And it's not going to be a sad story, is it? They had two dogs. And they tried to get the dogs into the car. And at the time, the flames were there and the heat was there and the dogs wouldn't allow the older guy in the family to pick them up and put them in the car. Oh, they re- scared. They realized they had to leave. Oh my God, dude, come on. So they left. They had to. They left the dogs? They left the dogs. And a couple of weeks later, one of their dogs was found like way far away. Okay. Way far away. And their other dog, Madison hadn't been found and slowly people have been lifting the ban on being allowed to travel back to where your homes were so so people are allowed to sort of go back and see what's left of where they lived yeah and a month later this family drive up to where their house was which is now dust please tell me madison was there sitting on the driveway waiting for them my heart get out of here sitting on the driveway not only did the dog survive living in hell for a month but stayed there waiting for their owners to come home oh my god oh my god the loyalty (laughs) right god i love dogs so much so here's uh here's andrea gaylord talking about when she pulled up to the driveway madison was there there's our dogs waiting and i've this you are the best dog oh man the best way because he hit he he was, i mean he's the best imagine the loyalty of hanging in through the worst of circumstances and being here waiting it was so emotional oh man <laughs> how did that dog survive though nobody knows that long nobody knows like, everything around there is burnt. So, like, no water, no food, no, no, no nothing. Everything around there is burnt. I don't understand how that dog so would have survived. wherever the dog was going every day to eat and find water, it yeah. was coming back at the end of the day to protect what used to be his home. <sighs> Dude, my freaking heart right now. Right? I want to give that dog, like, the biggest <laughs> hug. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Uh... Choir, choir, choir. You know what they are? Did we already explain what choir, choir, choir is to you, Mocha? Um, you kind of did. 
I think you did, but I probably forgot. Why don't you explain it again? So, choir, 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 and help me out here, Maury. It's, what, two guys? It's two guys. Yes. And they pay tribute to people. They do sing-along things. They hand out the music sheets, and right. groups of people can participate. So oh, nice. They, they always show up when, and they do a wonderful job with it. They always show up when somebody, when Gore, like Gore Downey passed away. Right. Um, oh, they did uh, Aretha Franklin as well, right? I believe so. Yes, they did. I think they did Leonard Cohen as well. That's right. Yeah. And so they get like thousands of people together and they're on stage and everybody in the crowd has the lyrics and they're basically like the choir conductors and the crowd, the audience becomes the choir. Sure. Which is really fantastic. And so had you sung with them before, Maury? Had you been in the crowd before? This is my third time singing with them. Oh, wow. Um, I did the Gord Downey one recently at Young Dundas Square and another Gord Downey one at Nathan Phillips Square. Yeah. And then recently they did one with Ronald McDonald's house as a thank you to everyone who's donated over the year. Oh, beautiful. But what they did was is instead of just general people, they brought all the families and kids from Ronald McDonald houses together in one auditorium and me. And what did you, and what did you sing? We sang the Beatles. Which song? We get, sang the we did the Beatles song. Uh, um, all you need is love. Oh, oh, so all you need is love. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the one that sounds like this. <laughs> nice. Everybody was singing. Yeah. That's a whole brand new note I've never heard before. Yeah, dude. Oddly, that, I made the video. Did that you? Comes out today. Well, but I don't video. sound like that. People know who you are. You don't sound like <laughs> no, that. No, that's oh. the point of why I'm bringing it up. I watched the video last night. Yeah. I'm like, oh, geez. Somehow I sound much better. Oh, you think they fixed you? I <gasps> think they muted me, and you just see my lips moving. Yeah, probably. Oh, so it's everybody else around yeah, you. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like your, but your yeah. lips are moving in tune with everybody else. Yeah. So it seems it's mar- remarkable. Remarkable. Right. Ah, it's remarkable. <laughs> <laughs> Like a big man. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Every couple of years, a video will go viral of an everyday household item making a noise and sounding like something else that we've heard. Right. There's a lot of Chewbacca. Like the kitchen cabinet door <laughs> that sounds just like Chewbacca as it's opening and closing. <laughs> I love that. God. That really sounds like Chewbacca. Or, yeah. you know when you go to the convenience store or just like wherever, Walmart, Canadian Tire, and the sliding doors? Yeah. That open and close? Did you ever hear the one that sounds like R2-D2's Scream? No. You know the famous, yeah. like, this? Right? The yeah. R2-D2 scream? Yeah. So this is a, a sliding door at a convenience store. <laughs> 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 
Wow. <laughs> right? Wow. So the new one, the new, new, new one. Yeah. Is, oh, hold on. Before I get to the new one, I have to play this other one that I got. Please do. Of a, a door closing, right? And rubbing up against the frame. And it sounds like the beginning part of the Jaws theme song. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow that's, that's exact right wow those the, the, the notes are perfect yeah yeah so the new one is a guy's front gate at his house outside where and it's so quick that this happens so you really really have to listen and pay attention okay it sounds like the opening notes from the jurassic park theme song okay Yeah, it is. <laughs> so what somebody did was take that yeah. noise of the gate opening, matched it up with the actual Perfect. theme Good. song, but mixed the gate noise with the theme song and okay. tried to match the notes as well. Okay? Yeah, go. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, your gate is Jurassic Park. That is the gate to Jurassic Park. <laughs> I don't have anything like that in my life. No? No, I don't. Not even like your bones? No. My joints? bones? Shut up. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Another marriage has come to an end and no one saw it coming. I know. Actually, no one saw the husband. (laughs) (laughs) Don't laugh. Don't laugh on the phone. Uh, Amanda Sparrow Lang Teague, who married a Haitian pirate ghost from the 1700s. So they're married. Amanda and the ghost are married. She married a pirate ghost. Uh, But the headlines over the weekend is that it didn't work out. And now she's got to divorce her 300-year-old ghost husband. How does anybody do that? What are the details? Thank God Amanda is on the phone to explain everything. Hey, Amanda, are you there? Yes. How are you? It's Roz and Mocha. Hi, yeah. What happened to true love, huh? Um, Well, I guess the same as uh, what happens in physical relationships. Um, It doesn't always work out. Okay, so what happened? So your your ghost again, your ghost husband is uh, 300 years old, correct? Well, I prefer to use the term spirit as a ghost is an inanimate object, um, like something that's oxidized in the atmosphere. Spirit is the actual essence of the person who passed on. So, yeah, um, a spirit. Yes, uh, we, we married in 2016, um, so we've been married just a little over two years. So what happened? I don't really want to go into the whole details of what happened yet. Um, there have been problems for a few months, and the people that, that are around me knew what was going on. But uh, let's say that I found out um, a lot of implications about what I was doing and dabbling in that I really didn't know about. Um, when I entered the marriage to begin with. You think he was cheating? Oh, no, no. Oh. It's it's more to do with um, dabbling in the occult, basically, um, how dangerous it actually can be. So so your your spirit husband was haunting you? Is that what you're saying now? Well, no, I wouldn't really use the term haunting, but um, when, when you work with spirits, um, there are spirits that 
that will enhance you and there are spirits that, that, that are good to be around, mostly like deities, angels, those kinds of spirits. And then there are low realms um, entities or we'll say earthbound spirits as we would call them. And they are not always so good to have around. Are you able to communicate with them, like have a, a, a conversation with your ghost husband the way you're having a conversation with Roz and I right now? Well, I don't hear him like with, with my ears. It's not a physical thing. It's done okay. through the form of mediumship. So oh, in right. the same way as somebody would go to a medium to get a message from a loved one and they don't physically hear the voice. It's done through thought form because obviously spirit is, is energy. They don't have a voice box. So if somebody is like literally hearing voices, then that's a mental illness. It's not mediumship. Um, you are not the first ghost bride that we've talked to on this show. And, um, oh, okay. Um, I'm curious to know, uh, was there any sort of uh, physical connection that you had with your husband that has now ceased? Because oftentimes in relationships, when normal relationships, human relationships uh, don't uh, don't work, humans on humans uh, tend to sort of fall back into bed that one last time together, thinking that that's going to change things. Well, I guess that's where we were like six months ago, um, in the sense that there, there were problems. Um, and, and like anybody in a marriage, I didn't want to accept that it was over. I didn't want to, you know, I loved him and I was happy in the marriage and I, I didn't want it to end. Right. So, yes, uh, we did explore trying to work through it. Amanda, prior to getting with the, the, your husband now, 300-year-old pirate ghost, had you dated ghosts <laughs> Before, or is he your first? No, this was a completely new experience for me, and I think okay. that's why I didn't fully understand the dangers of what I was doing. So Jack was really one of the first birds that came through to communicate so with me. Is there like a settlement? Does he, I don't know, I mean, he's, he's a Haitian pirate from the 1700s. Does he have a lot of gold and whatnot? Like, is there a settlement? Is there any sort of financial things that you guys need to work out with each other? No, 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 obviously not, because okay. he's not physical, so he doesn't right. actually possess anything physical. But yeah, there oh. is a certain so amount of, um, shall we say, um, compensation needed for um, other things. So he's got, um, so he has to pay. Virtual nature. How is he going to pay you? Um, well, I'm not sure that he'll have to pay me, but he will have to answer for some of the, the things that he's done. How do you actually get divorced from a ghost? Um, I'm looking into the, the, the possibilities of that at the moment. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, it's a little complicated. And then how do you get him to leave once you are divorced? How do you get him out of your life? Yeah, we're, we're, we're also looking at that because that's proving to be quite difficult as well. I yeah, imagine. He's not, um, he, yes, he, 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 he's not wanting to move on. If he no. hasn't moved on in 300 years, he <laughs> definitely doesn't want to move on at this point. So, I imagine. Yeah. Clingy much, huh? <laughs> hey, Amanda, thank you so much for taking time uh, out of your day to uh, join uh, us on the Ross Mocha Show. It's a sad story. Okay, no problem. Take care. The Ross and Mocha Show Podcast. Uh, so let's talk about Baby It's Cold Outside real quick. Sure. Because the song's getting banned all over the place. And I hadn't really thought that much about it because I just chalked it up to 2018, going to be 2018. And I came across something yesterday that sort of changed my perspective on the song and maybe look at it a different way because I'm certainly no expert in it. Um, so we all know, baby, it's cold outside. And we all know that people call it the Christmas rape song, right? <laughs> guy in the 
girl. And, I really can't but stay. Baby, she wants to leave, and he's like, no. I've got to go away. It's been called coercive and problematic, and there's issues with consent, and you name it. It doesn't stand up to 2018 standards, but maybe it shouldn't. Or maybe we're just looking at it completely wrong. So the song came out in 1944 when a guy named Frank Lesser um, wrote it. He also wrote Guys and Dolls, by the way, the musical morning. And he wrote it for him and his wife, Lynn, to sing at parties. Okay. Right? This track. This track. Yeah. And then after they sang it at parties and everybody loved it, he sold it to MGM. The song was in a movie. It became a huge hit and then it won an Academy Award. And that guy's daughter has now come out to say that her father would be furious over the controversy surrounding the song because the intent of the song was not even anything remotely close to the way that people are looking at the song now. I was absolutely no, no, no. flabbergasted. Oh, sorry. No. Uh, so this is, uh, the song was also made famous by Dean Martin. Yeah. Who Dean Martin used to sing this song a ton. And then Dean Martin's daughter went on television to say this. Gotcha. I was absolutely flabbergasted. It's just insane. When I heard it, and I, and I said, this can't possibly be. You know, it's a sweet, flirty, fun uh, holiday song that, well, it's been around for 50 years Absolutely. for my dad. You know, he did it in 59. But uh, when I saw it, I tweeted, I think this is crazy. Yeah, well, the outrage has been so spectacular. It's flirting, it's sexy, it's, uh, it's sweet. It's, there's nothing bad about that song, and it just breaks my heart. And I know my dad would be going insane right now. Mm. So you can still look at it though as coercive problematic and the antithesis of what we know of consent in 2018 but let's look at it a different way because i came across an interview with um sophie millman sophie million is a jazz singer and she is well versed in lyrics from songs from like the 40s yeah what if we're looking at the song the wrong way what if the woman in the song actually wants to stay but because of 1940 standards she would be looked at as a hussy if she did she's worried about how she will be judged if she does stay so she's doing everything she can to be like oh no i gotta leave but i really don't want to leave right let's say this song when you listen to it now listen to it as somebody who does not want to leave at all so this is what Sophie Millman says. She's afraid of being seen as slutty or naughty and is fighting her own desire. I see it as a playful repartee or repartee where the only thing holding her back from spending the night is the fact that she's afraid of social judgment. Which is exactly what's happening now. Which is exactly... But on the other end of the spectrum. Right. So the song is not, if you listen to it a different way, don't listen to it as somebody who's desperately trying to get out of a man's clutches, but listen to it as a woman who's afraid that if she does stay, she will be she's judged. Just fighting, she's fighting with herself. Because that's the 40s. So when you listen to it that way, it's a completely different song. A completely different song. Yeah. This is somebody who's afraid of being judged. I just hate... I'm not gonna say it. No, say it. I just say it. I say it. I just hate, 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 hate so much that now today 
last year, what will continue next year and years and years and years that everybody has to find something to be offended about for everything. Right. I just hate that. Yeah. Like, I don't have a... Personally, I don't have a problem with the song. But I think... It sounds weird, yes, but... Context and intent is what we... Is 100%. What we, is what we no longer care about. 100%. And that's a real problem. When you, when you take things out of context and you ignore the initial intent and you see a problem because you're looking for a problem, then you're going to find a problem. Yeah, and if you think... look at this song the way that it was intended to be, and if you flip the script on the song... And you realize that the problem with this song is not about consent, that it's about shaming, then it becomes a completely different yeah. track. I don't think you could take a song from 1945 and put 2018 standards on it. Especially if you're getting it wrong. Especially if you're getting it wrong. We want this song to be problematic. We you really can go do. Through history and look at every artist that has ever existed and every song that they have ever put out and in yeah. 2018 standards find something wrong with it sure you know and, and you can ban this song all you want and then as soon as Christmas is over what those stations are going to go back to playing Ignition by R. Kelly yeah it's a good song though right <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast hi this is the Roz and Mocha Show what's up hey so okay I'm on board with keeping it on the radio, mm-hmm. but I think the bigger issue about this, this song, Baby It's Cold Outside, was that people were looking into the line of what's in this drink. Sure. So she's like yeah. suggesting that she's getting roofied or whatever No, the hell. she's not, though. No, she's stupid. That's the thing. Is no, you, know, you want it to be that way. You want it to no, be that I way. Don't. I don't. I don't, because I think that it's a really cute song, and I think that it's... I agree with you guys that it's, she's in fighting that internal battle of, I don't want to look like a slut. I don't want to look like a Hussy in forty in forties terms. Yeah, she's trying to give all these excuses to leave, but then she's also trying to give all these excuses to stay. But that one line, I think, is just triggering people. Sure, but but here's the here's the here's the defense of that here's the defense of that line, which is you have heard this and people have said this, which is you take a drink of something, alcohol, and you get a buzz, and somebody looks at the other person and goes, Whew, what's in this drink? Yeah. No, it's a very It's a very yeah. common term. It's a very common term. Like, People it's a said bit, that. Like, it's a little bit too much of a strong drink yeah. for my liking. Yeah, Woo, what was in that drink? What's the flavor? Or Yes, I get that. Okay. I, think, I just think that the people that are having such an issue with it, it's not about the... He's trying to convince her to stay. She's trying to give reasons to leave. I don't think it really has to do much with that sort of parlay between the two, um, do like men versus women. I think the issue that people are so pissed off about, which, whatever, they're going to find something to be offended about because it is 2018 mm-hmm. and that's life right now. But it's this whole, did you just roofie me? No, that, but that's, but that's not what the song says, though. I know, but there's this trigger that there's people out there, especially nowadays, like more common now than in 1944, where like particularly women will go out and you don't yes. know if you're going to get drugged and you don't know if you're going right. to get raped and you don't know if right. you're going to get... And that's the thing, eating. again, what we were saying is putting 2018 standards on yes. a song that was written in 1945. Right, but if you are triggered by something that you perceive as a trigger, although it is in no way intended to be that thing that triggered you, I can't help you with that. 
No, you're right. You're absolutely right. I, I don't think you. the solution. I don't think the solution is to remove the song from radio. I think that's a really poor decision on the CRDC, whoever the hell decided that, and CBC and all those people. Because I don't think. Because when are we? So is everybody going to start realizing that Frost and the Snowman is naked? Sure. And is everybody going to start sure. realizing that, okay, this whole Rudolph thing, and so every single song that ever exists now yeah. is going to start getting banned, because, so where's the line? Because there's so many songs that came out this flipping year, not 1944, that talk about, um, you know, big butts and, and tapping that and bending over, and like, really? So where's the line? Because mm. I want my kids to grow up listening to songs where the guy said, oh, there's blurred lines. So I don't know if I want you to do it or or she doesn't know if I want to do it or not. Like, so where's the line? Yeah. So listen, leave it on the radio. It's a freaking classic. <laughs> These guys did not intend it to sound like they were raping her. Right. Get over yourselves, 2018. Not everything is about offending everybody. Thank you, Lisa. Hi, this is the Ron Zamogi Show. What's your name? Hey, it's Sierra. Sierra, what's going on? So I just want to like preface what I'm about to say with the fact that like I've got degrees in sociology and in uh, women's studies. Yeah. So I get the whole feminism thing. Um, but it's just like with anything else, else, sorry, I think we have to take like the radical people and not really <laughs> hold weight to what they say. So like the song is absolutely meant to be heard the way you guys described it like a few minutes ago, like where she's like, well, I want to leave. Like it's snowing outside, but like, I really don't want to leave. So I think people need to like, like it's not played in the malls anymore. And like, there's a few songs, there's like a list of songs that like aren't played cause they're not okay, but mm -hmm. times are so much different than they were then and like things that were okay then were okay then we can't go back and like not make them okay then and like just because they're not okay now or or we want to say that they're not okay now like it's not like i think it's just it's just being blown way out of proportion yeah. and again it's like it's just radical feminism kind of trying to take control of society which is not cool either so fair enough thank like, you sarah yeah no problem how are you guys hi this is the ron zamogi show what's your name my name is lenya Lenya, what's going on? Not much, but I have to agree with Ross. People need to stop thinking about the way the music is playing or the song is singing or what it is, because you also have to factor in the year that it's been played in. So I'm totally on Ross's side. Mm -hmm. I honestly think it's Baby It's Cold Outside is a beautiful song and that people need to take a break and chill out. There you go. Thank oh, yeah. you. If they want to bang, let them bang. Exactly. I with you. Listen, in 1945, they wanted the bang, right? Yeah, but it was exactly. difficult for a woman. It, you know, it was hard yes. to be a woman in that era. Yes, it was hard to be sexual. Exactly. You had to be very reserved. And yes, very you reserved. did. You had to make sure that your teeth were crossed properly and yes. your were pretty. And, you know, so I totally agree with you, Ross. Yeah. You're absolutely 100%. Right. Thank you so much for calling in today, Lenya. All right. You have an awesome day. And... Mocha, you are my favorite. Oh. I am what? You're my favorite. No, oh, no, thank you. Yeah, nobody asked. Shut up. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. The woman that I guess was supposedly having an affair with Offset. Yeah. Came out of hiding. Offset from Migos. Offset who used to be with Cardi B. Right. So they have a child together. Offset and Cardi split up. And everybody has said is because he was stepping out on her. Yeah. And then this woman whose name is uh, Summer something. It has to be, right? 
<laughs> Summer Vanilla? Summer B, is that her name? Something like that? I don't know. Uh, uh, so she comes out and uh, does a video where she says that the reason she was messing around with Offset is because she didn't know how serious his marriage was. <laughs> what? Get out of here. I have not messed with Offset since he's had his baby. What's up, Maury? Come here. I didn't know how serious this marriage was. Um, you know, I kind of read or kind of see things, but um, I haven't like I, it took until today to actually like get into this um, seeing everything. You know, a lot of girls would just deal with this situation and just be like, "Yo, like um, I took Cardi B's. I'm the reason that they're getting a divorce or anything." Like, who would like? Like, I knew he was a husband. Yeah, Summer I Bunny know he is was her like, name. Summer Bunny. Summer Bunny. Yeah. I just didn't know he was like a husband husband. <laughs> I know, isn't like, it? Married to a, another woman husband. I know. It sucks when you don't when you don't know how serious somebody's marriage is, right? <laughs> isn't that crazy? Uh, yeah. That's so nuts to me. So I didn't know how serious their marriage was. That's God, so wild, man. Just like, I guess that's geez. when you're not monogamous, you're monogamish. Yeah, I get you're monogamish, right? Yeah, monogamish. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's how it goes. But man, you got to be like living in some kind of world where fantasy world where you don't know how like where you marriage works. No, but you can even just say like even just say those words. Well, I don't know how serious his marriage was. Yeah, but doesn't money? It's all it's about so money, wild. right? It's so wild to me. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello? Yo, yo, it's Roz and Mocha. Hey, how are you? Hey, Roz. Yeah. We got a text from this young lady. Does the voice sound familiar at all? Hello. Hi. Hey. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm fantastic. It's been a long time. Who's this? Really? Oh, God. Don't do this to me. This is Anna. Remember oh Anna from God. back in the day? So, Roz and Mocha, we've been on the radio for like nine years now. And right when we first, first started, Anna used to call us all the time yeah like all the time and then this morning uh we get a text from anna and was like yo it's anna from back in the day how long has it been anna since you have i think well two years two and a half years because remember i mean joe broke up oh right. oh my god you and joe so holy cow okay yeah. so if i remember correctly anna when we first yeah. started talking to you you weren't with joe and then no. we had talked to you as you were getting to know Joe and then starting to date Joe. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of fell off the face of the earth for a while because you were in that relationship with Joe. And then two years ago, you called us back telling us that you and Joe had broken up. Yeah. And then you kind of disappeared. After seven what, years. What, what happened? Did you get like another boyfriend? What, now? Yeah. Oh, now, yeah. Oh. So you Sorry. only talk to us when you're single? <laughs> No, I've had this guy for two years. Oh, okay. After I met Joe, I'm, after I left Joe, yeah. I met this guy. Uh huh. What's and his we've name? We've been together ever since. Mark. 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 All right. Does and he treat you right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, wait. Just uh, sure. Don't you have a son? You have a son, right? Yes, I. Yes, I do. He's twenty-three now. Oh. Jeez. Wow. He is a grown man. A man. Yep. Absolutely. Holy cow. What's it like being the mother of a twenty-three-year-old? Oh, it's fine. He's a good kid. I yeah. can't complain. Yeah. Does he still live at home? Of course. He's Italian. Where's he gonna go? <laughs> Where's he gonna go? <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be there until he's forty, right? Where's he oh, gonna God. go? <laughs> that's awesome wow it's so nice to hear from you yeah please keep in touch yeah i will for sure all okay, right love. don't, don't only like that. holler out at us when you're single yeah oh you know what anna one thing we've never what? asked you in the amount of uh years that we've known you and have talked to you on the phone mm. 
is between Ronaldo and Mocha. Who's your favorite? Oh, don't even go there. Here we go. <laughs> I love you guys both the same. You know that. But. Oh. All right, Roz. Oh, wow. That was easy, huh? Sorry, Mocha. Is that only when you're single? <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> love you, Anna. Thank you. Bye. Bye, love. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hey, Maury, wouldn't it be great to be rich? <laughs> <laughs> Every now and then act you come. Like a, it sometimes you act like it. No, no, I know you act like it. Like You're sometimes you know, because I wear rich. a really nice winter coat, right. and I'll walk with purpose. Yeah, mm. is that what rich people do? They wear a nice pea coat and walk with purpose, right? And you button it up. You put your hands in your pocket, and you're just like, I've what got does, somewhere to be. Explain to somebody who may has may not have ever seen this before, but explain the concept of walking with purpose. Okay, so head held high. Okay, hands in pocket. Right. And you looking straight ahead, yeah, and walking quickly. Okay, so also walk like a shoplifter. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna they say they too have purpose, right? <laughs> the purpose of shoplifting. Okay, so leave. okay, so a nice a nice coat, and then walking like you're uh, about to get caught. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, one of these headlines every now and then you see them talking about rich guys, where it just kicks you right in the stomach so we all know like richard branson super rich zuckerberg super rich bill gates super rich jeff bezos super rich if the average salary is they say thirty-seven thousand dollars a year yeah how long does it take each of these guys to make what the average person oh makes my in god a year? well okay so I'm you're looking say- at 37 grand a year yeah so yeah. at least 37 grand. I'm going to say for yeah. each one of them, it's going to be within a 24-hour period. Uh-huh. And I'm also going to say that it's going to be within one hour. Right. Okay. So um, Richard Branson makes what most people make in a year in 25 minutes. Oh, my God. 25 minutes. Bill Gates makes $37,000 every four minutes. Four minutes. Mark Zuckerberg makes thirty-seven thousand dollars every minute. Oh God! And Jeff and Jeff Bezos, Amazon from Amazon, makes what you make the yeah. average person thirty-seven thousand dollars every twenty-eight seconds. Oh no! You know how he did it, Maury? Walking with purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Is there one Christmas song that you love singing the most this time of year? Yeah, no, baby, it's cold outside. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I just love everything about it. Yeah. But you don't listen to Christmas. You listen to reggae. Yeah, I like listening to reggae over the holidays. Oh, the, the one, Roxy, Why is that? Because it's happy. It's and happy. Christmas songs are kind of sad, right? No, some of them, but it's like a hit and miss. You put a Christmas mix on and it's not all super upbeat and, and happy. I just I, I think reggae, just the beats, the sounds, everything about reggae to me is just happy. And I prefer to just be happy. It's not often that I choose to be happy. I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> no if you, way. I don't, know if you've, I don't know if you've noticed. I was going to go there, but. <laughs> I'm just, no, because I listen, when it comes to, you know how I feel about happiness. Yeah, you hate it. I don't hate it. No. <laughs> no. Jeez, man, you gotta laugh that hard. <laughs> that was really like, good. <laughs> man, when you get that laugh. <laughs> Freaking Jurassic Park in here. Right? Velociraptor. You know what I mean? Tyrannosaurus Rex over I'm here. I'm about to go deep, and you're like wheezing all over me, man. <laughs> Freaking t- Tyrannomory Rex. <laughs> 
You're going to be okay? I'm going to be fabulous. You're going to make okay. it to Christmas. Hell yes. Okay. I will say, in our house lately, believe it or not, the one Christmas album that's pretty much on repeat yeah. is Michael Bublé. Is it? It's yeah, a it's great a good album. album. It's so good. It's a good album. Although we listen to Patti LaBelle in our house. I just love that one song where she's like, Jesus, Jesus, and we dance around. It's so How else awesome. does it go? She, <laughs> says, she just says Jesus twice and oh, that's it? Jesus. And Matthew's all like, let's go to church. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, if I do put an album on, if there's any sort of tradition that we have and that, that we've had growing up when it comes to Christmas music in the house is my ma would always, every year, um, bust out the Boney M Christmas album. Oh, great album. Which is one of the greatest Christmas albums ever. I agree. And, and so if any Boney M comes on, like if anything sort of reminds me of what Christmas was like when I was younger, it's when I hear Boney M over the holidays. For me, Whether, it's Elvis. Elvis, yeah. A blue Christmas without you. And I'll have a blue. It sounds like the spirit of Elvis. Are you, just, are you doing like, you, you hear a lot of Elvis impersonators, but not many people do the ghost of Elvis. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, Sundus, what's going on, man? It's Ron Zamoka. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. Um, so, home for the holidays with Air Transat. As soon as you heard that we were doing this, uh, you thought of your dad, huh? Yeah. Uh, actually, sorry. I'm just walking to work. I'm just shocked you guys called. Okay. So, why don't you grab a seat somewhere so we can go through this with you, okay? Okay. So, uh, I'll read this while you look for a place to duck into because it really sounds like you're being chased. <laughs> really okay. So, you wrote us. Uh, I wish and hope Razamoka could send my dad and his brother to the UK to visit my grandmother. Uh, my uncle from the UK calls every few days and says that my grandma, uh, who's been a widow since a very young age, misses both of her elder sons very much. Both my dad and his brother miss my grandma so much too, but they're both working all the time to make ends meet for our families to go and see her. I wish Razamoka can send both my dad and his brother to Manchester to see their mother. Uh, thank you. This would mean the entire world to me. She is elderly and can't travel here alone anymore and is always working, and it's just so hard to see her. Uh, Sundas, when was the last time your dad got to see his mom? Um, Almost six years ago. Oh, wow. okay. Talk about, talk about your dad. What kind of guy is he? Um, my dad is like very loving. Actually, just right now, my, uh, my uh, mom's parents are here. Just on Thursday, we found out like my uncle went into uh, my grandfather's story went into cardiac arrest. So he's in the hospital, and then my mom keeps telling my dad like you know her dad is very ill, so she keeps telling my dad to go go see his mom because of the situation right now we're having. Um, Jeez, this is tough. Yeah, what a situation. Is your mom gonna be uh, okay? I guess with. You know, if the potential for your dad to, to not be here for the holidays so he could spend the time with his mother? Yeah, she's the one pushing him to go so bad because my grandmother, the day we found out my grandfather uh, had a cardiac arrest, my grandma in UK had an asthma attack. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so she, but hers was minor. But my grandfather, like, he's on the ventilator in the ICU. Okay. So... Yeah. Okay. Well, we, we, you know, we love the letter that you sent in to us. Uh, we love the entry and we think you are just like a fantastic person for, for wanting to get your dad home to see his mom. But not only that, but so your dad and his brother can reunite with 
their other brother and to also spend the holidays with your mom. And, uh, you know, Air Transat wants to make that happen. And that's exactly what we're all going to do together. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, honey. Thank you so much. It's good. Uh, yeah, I was looking into buying tickets for him to go. Where are you crying right now? Just some random thing. You don't even know where you are. You're just lost and crying in the city. <laughs> some random place. If anyone asks around you, tell them that you're okay, all right? Okay, thank you so much. Okay, we love you. Uh, have a wonderful holiday and uh, tell your tell your pops and his uncle that they're going to get to go see their mom for Christmas. Thank you. Thank okay. you so much. Okay, love. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. What makes the perfect Christmas? I'll give you an example here. The time you wake up, the time you have dinner, the amount of gifts you get, all that stuff. Like, what makes the perfect Christmas? I would say not waking up too early because there's nothing worse than sitting by the tree still tired with sleep in your eye. Uh, there's nothing better, you mean? Uh, well, to each their own. I don't enjoy that. I would say what makes the perfect Christmas is tradition, sitting in the same chair each year to open the presents. How many presents? What's the perfect amount of presents? Because that's on this list. Oh, oh is it really? Yeah. How many, okay, okay, let's start this. Okay, what is the perfect time to wake up? Perfect time to wake up, I would say, is 7 o'clock. I'd say 9 a.m. Okay, 7.56. So oh. split the difference between the two of you. Okay. Okay. Uh, how much snow outside? Give it to me in inches. Ooh, oh. uh, I'm going to say three. Oh, I was going to say like six. Four inches of snow. All right, there we go. Okay. Uh, real or fake tree? Real. Real. Yeah, on the oh, list Even though I have real. fake, but yeah, because I don't want to ruin the hard yeah, one. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, how many presents is the perfect amount of presents to open on Christmas Per morning? person? Yeah, for you. Oh, how many I'm presents? Gonna, I'm going to say five. Maury? I was literally going to say five as well. Seven presents. Oh. They said getting seven presents is the perfect amount. Now, that's very rare. Although, for the first time, yeah. we in our house told our families that my wife and I don't want any presents. Right. We said, don't buy us anything if you're yeah. going to... Utilize your money. If you want to spend it, spend it on the kid. Yeah. On our son. Yeah. And that's it. Uh, how many Christmas movies are you going to watch? Say between Christmas Eve and Boxing Day. Christmas Eve and Boxing Day. Between Christmas Eve and Boxing Day, I'm going to say four. Oh, I was just going to say six. Five. Wow. Oh, wow. You guys are like right on this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys are right on this. Christmas is my middle name. Um, how many family members over to the house is the perfect number of family members over to the house? Uh, seven. Seven. Oh, we both said seven at the same time. <laughs> uh, the answer to this was having as many family members. That's not an answer. That's not an answer. That's not an answer. And what is, this is the most important one, because this is always a fight in my house too. Okay. When it comes to Christmas dinner, yes. what time should you all be sitting down to eat Christmas dinner? Five o'clock. See, this is an argument I'm having right now right, with my exactly. family. This That's is so a thing. Funny. This is a Five. thing, man. Can I just thing? I was going to say, I got a text message from my stepmom saying we're going for three o'clock. And I said, great, I'll see you at six. Yeah. The perfect time to eat Christmas dinner, according to this survey. And keep in mind, you guys were right on everything else. Yeah. Like you guys were average on everything else. Yeah. The perfect time to eat Christmas dinner, 2.33 p.m. No. Really? Yep. That's called lunch. Yeah. 2.33. Yeah. Why so early? So what, like arrive at the house at like 1.30 maybe? Yeah. Noon. Oh, I guess so. That's Maybe. why so people can leave and go do their own thing. I don't know. Who knows? Wow. What are these yeah. people like? Eighty? The early bird special. I prefer to eat Christmas dinner around eight p.m. 
right? Oh, I, like really? a late, okay. I like a nice late Christmas dinner. Seven o'clock, I'll do. Yeah. Uh, Catherine would eat Christmas dinner at noon if you asked her what time she wanted yeah? to eat Christmas dinner. 100%. She would much prefer to do everything over that sort of lunchy, brunchy, or lunchy, early dinner kind of thing where I'm like, no, let's go late. We'll get a couple drinks in everybody. We'll light yeah. some candles. Yes. It'll be nice and dark. Everything yes. will be cleaned That's really up. Nice, I've already had my nap. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. You can't eat dinner while the sun's still up. 2.33, according to this survey, is the best time to eat Christmas dinner. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. Hi there, this is Jennifer. Hi Jennifer, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, what's yeah. going on? Uh, it's my birthday today. Oh, happy, happy birthday. birthday. How old are you today? Thank you. 26. Nice. What are you uh, most excited about celebrating your birthday around the holidays? Um, well, it's not too close to Christmas. It's just far away enough that it doesn't get like overshadowed. Right. <laughs> That's tough for yeah. people when your birthday's real close to Christmas because my kid is uh, Roxy's January 3rd. Yes. And the problem with January 3rd when you're a little kid is that all your friends are still on summer break or yeah. Christmas break. Right. Right. So it's tough. You can't really, really celebrate until after all of that's done. Which she's pretty right. used to now. Yeah. Yeah. So do you make people, when they give you like presents, do have, have people always been super conscious to not, you know, wrap your birthday present in, in Christmas wrapping and stuff like that? Like to just make sure that it is birthday? Oh, yeah. My family's always been so good with that. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. My mother in law, her birthday is uh, Christmas Eve. Oh. So we oh, always yeah. get together and we do something special for her on uh, on December 24th, but we make sure that it is not Christmas-themed, Christmas-related. Right. We try our very best to make it all about her birthday. Yeah, it's tough, though. It is very tough. Yeah. So uh, what do you, uh, do you already have plans, Jennifer? Um, well, I have to go to work today, but then just having dinner with my family and my husband after. Uh, nice. Where are you guys, yeah. where are you guys going? Uh, Symposium Cafe in Stouffville. Oh, nice. All right. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, we hope you That's enjoy your great. birthday. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. Oh, thanks for talking to me. Jennifer. Yes. Do we have the ultimate birthday gift for you? What's that? For your birthday, you, Jennifer, 26 years old, get yep. to tell the Razamoka show who your favorite is between Razamoka. <laughs> no! <laughs> you can't deny a birthday gift! Oh my god, that's not a gift. <laughs> it sure is. Oh my god, no, I can't pick. Between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? <sighs> I never wanted to be asked this question. I honestly cannot choose between the two of you. But? Well, I guess we'll have to go with Roz. Oh, great. Thanks. <laughs> really appreciate the support. <laughs> Thanks so much. That's so great. Disappointing. Well, yeah, the one who no. made me force me to choose. Yeah. No, no, no. I love it. Thank you. I'll, I'll take that. It feels so great. It Come really on. does. Nah, Happy birthday, Jennifer. It feels so wonderful. I'm day, day made. Thank you. Yeah, same here. Thanks. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. I'm kind of hot right now. I'd take my coat off. You're always hot. Yeah, thank you, Maury. Thank you. Good morning, Dan Maury. Good morning. I said it really straight there. You're always hot. <laughs> what do you mean you said that really straight? Because yeah, like, if I said I said something really gay, people would jump on me all, all over oh, for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But what do you mean you said something really straight? Like I said, deeper, I sounded very unfeminine. Right. Do you think you sound effeminate? Normally, I don't think you sound effeminate. No, you sound a like a dude. Of, there are a lot of people that think I'm straight. <laughs> you sound like a dude. Is that what you just said? <laughs> no, like he's got like a dude voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. There are some women that shocks them when I tell them that I'm gay. They're like, no. No. Well, nobody's shocked. Who? Well, who? Yeah. They're, they're great actresses. Right. Who? Who? Name them. Run down the list right who, now. Who was shocked? It's like, 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 it's like women's when we, names. You'd never know who they were. All this is, a, this is exactly like when Maury's like, oh my God, so many people are talking about this online. Or yeah. I tweeted this one thing and yeah. I got so much reaction. Yeah. How many reaction? 
How much of a reaction, Mark? Like, That's like you one know, person. In the last month, maybe five people were shocked. Five who people? Okay, but who, <laughs> who doesn't know that you're gay, though? Who are these people? Where are you going? You know, like uh, random people that I might meet from the U.S. <laughs> who did you okay. meet? Who are you meeting from the U.S. So, this so past in one, month? Oh, so in one month, you met five people from the U.S. <laughs> yeah, okay. like if I'm at the gym or something or whatever, and uh, the instructor's talking to me, and yeah. you, know, you know, Maury is uh, with his husband. Husband? Who says husband? This random person from the U.S. <laughs> that just showed up at the gym. And you're so full. Of you've got yourself. Class. You've got yourself. You, you see what happens. You told one lie, right? <laughs> and now you've spent almost two minutes lying and lying and lying. Okay, because truth be told, once there was a woman a long right. time ago. <laughs> so it's so not so. If you so know not that five not people the truth, from the U.S. in the past month. And, and when we say, Maury, who are these people? Did you honestly think that you just saying five people? from the U.S. that we would then drop it? <laughs> like we're suddenly going to let this go and not be curious about all your new American friends? I thought you'd just be like, oh yeah, the U.S. So did the gym thing happen or no? No, it no, didn't happen. <laughs> but I thought like Roz, if I looked at him in the eye, he'd be like, oh, just go with him. No, because this. I'm genuinely curious. That's why I asked the question. I'm, I'm not trying to say that people don't think people are straight when they're gay. I'm not trying to say that at all. I'm just actually curious. But so if you're nobody, just spinning lies. So nobody actually thinks that once, you're... Once. Once. How many yeah. years ago? Like five. Okay. Right. Because it was a person even from the U.S. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> You're lying about geography. Yes. God, I should have picked another country. <laughs> right. Everything is everything is a lie. <laughs> like everything. I don't know what to believe anymore. Everything's a lie. Anyway, you I were am saying the Lion King. You were saying I look good. Uh, yeah. So right. I say that again, you. but straightly. Thank you. <laughs> the Rosin Mocha Show podcast. OPP are reminding people once again that you can't abuse 911. Uh-oh. Because I guess out in Simcoe, there was a 911 call placed. And yeah. then when the cops arrived, they found a nine-year-old girl who called 911 because her parents asked her to clean her room. Oh, no! <laughs> I mean, for a nine-year-old emergency, uh, yes, but does it warrant... Calling nine one one? Absolutely uh, not. No. Absolutely not. I mean, and I hated doing stuff. I'm trying to. I was, and I was trying to remember, like, because I was. I was never really that much of a like of a. I don't. I don't know if rebel is the right word. I just sort of did like when my parents asked me to do something. Yeah. I never like. I don't remember having those like big giant blows. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe my mom would remember better where I was just like a complete jerk and stuff. But I don't remember doing mm. that stuff. Like I think that I was just like a decent kid that would just clean your room when you somebody told you to clean like your to think room. I was bad as a kid. Were you? I was, yeah. Like that? How? Like I gave my parents trouble. Did you? Yeah. Like what? But you got spanked too, though. I did. Yeah. See, I didn't. Because I was a bad kid. I didn't yeah. listen. Yeah. I didn't listen, and um, I remember one Saturday. I think I was. My mom and dad went to Knob Hill Farms. <laughs> oh no! Grocery shopping. Remember they had the the giant. I never went to Knob Hill Farms, man. Laundry basket. I, I, I didn't go there for your groceries, right? Yeah. And they came home, and I was upstairs watching wrestling. Yeah, of course. And uh, they came home, and they said, "Hey, help with this. Yeah, help your dad bring all this stuff in from the car." I was like, "Okay, I'll be down in a sec." And that I'll be down in a sec turned into minutes. And by the time I went, they had already brought oh, everything in. Oh, that's the in. worst. That's the worst. Catherine, I do that to Catherine all the time now. And I got in trouble. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like bad. Yeah. Yeah. She'll be like, can you help, help me put the groceries away, please? I got to go into the, I got to go to the office. I got to get this phone call. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Just give me like two seconds and then I'll do something. Yeah. And then I'll turn around and all the groceries will be put away already. And I'm like, oh, it's the worst. <laughs> At that point, you oh, know. I, and she's not even in the kitchen anymore. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, it's the worst. <laughs> it's, I'm just, and I feel like such a terrible person. Did you get hit when you were a kid more? Did I get hit all yeah. the time? Like, I remember once my dad raised his fist at me when I couldn't figure out a math equation. Oof, wow. And he was like circling it so much on the paper that it, that circle was like cut through. Oh, and he's like, how do you not get this? Do you remember what the question was? I don't think I ever would have forgot so that question. It was so easy. I don't remember exactly what it was, right. but I remember how looking. Yeah, how do you not after yeah. that? Oh no. my God. And I remember he was trying to, once I was in the library at school with my dad and my grandmother and they were getting so frustrated because there was a quiz or something and the answer yeah. was wrist. But I could. They kept pointing. What is this? Like yeah. to the wrist. I'm like hand. I just remember not wanting to say the word wrist. <laughs> but did you know wrist? Yeah, the I knew. I was wrist? just playing with them. But I was just like, eh. Wow. <laughs> See, I never got hit. Hmm. No, I can't never do that hit. now, though. No, me? no, my God, you, it's very difficult to, to discipline a kid. And yeah. you see these stories all the time online. I was watching one this morning where a guy, his daughter got kicked off the school bus and uh, as punishment, and she got kicked off the school bus for bullying another kid. Ooh. And uh, people are going in on this dad right now because they don't agree with what he's doing. Which is but what? The, the video was him in the car following really, really slowly behind his daughter on like a giant rural road somewhere because she got kicked off the bus for bullying. And she came home and said, you're going to have to drive me to school next week. And he was like, no, I'm not. And so he made her walk yeah, five miles well, while, while he drove, you gotta get while your he ass drove to school, behind then. her. Right? Five miles. That's a long walk, man. Freaking wake up early then. That's a long walk. You can wake up every day to bully. Okay. You can wake up early to walk five oh, miles to school. Jeez. Yeah. Oh Listen. my God. I, that's how the, look, there was a little taste of mocha as a dad. I, I, Daddy I mocha don't play right with me. Mori almost just, just started yelling <laughs> wrist for no reason. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Man, my, it's this time of year where my fingernails start hurting. Your fingernails start hurting. Yeah, because How's that possible? I because over the holidays I eat more pistachios than I do at any other time of the year. Oh, and, sure. And I had a ton over the weekend. I had some last night. And yeah, and I had a ton over the weekend. And underneath my thumbnails is all cut and raw. I know from trying to force pistachios open. When we eat pistachios at home, my wife will always take the one that's like completely closed. Yeah, and then she'll just pass it to me. Right. Not to open for her, but just to open like. I don't just, want this one you to take deal it. with it. I, I feel you should be able to bring those ones back for like you more should. pistachios. You should. I need a shucker. You know what I mean? A, like, a pistachio shucker? Yeah. Like, you know how they do with, uh, what Clams. are those things called? Yeah. And like mussels. oysters. Oysters, yeah. Yeah. Like, I need, a, I, need a, I need a pistachio shucker. Something that maybe just like slips over your thumb like a little thimble. You know. That I can then just hold it and snap them open. You know that they sell pistachios shelled or hulled already. Don't want that because pistachios should be enjoyed one at a time. Yeah, I agree. I don't want to throw a handful of pistachios like, in like my peanuts. mouth. Like peanuts. Yeah, I don't want to do that with pistachios. And I, and I enjoy the process. Like, I enjoy the reward for a pistachio after having done the work. Yeah, However, it's hard I, work. I will say this, though, and every bag has one. Every bag has that one nasty pistachio that ruins it for everybody else. You know when you eat that one and you're like, oh, that was off? Mm-hmm. Every bag has that one nasty pistachio. Is it the one that the shell is pretty much open yeah. and it's still hanging in there? Yeah. But it's like dried yeah. out. It tastes terrible. Yeah. It tastes terrible. Like it tastes like foot, right? It's not good. I was going to hey, say, there's nothing I was going to say, taste of foot. Plastic bag. <laughs> not it. <laughs> <laughs> 
The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hi, this is the Roz and Mocha Show. What's your name? Hi, Melanie. What's Hi, up? Melanie. Good. How are you? Much better now. This is awesome. What's going on? No, honestly, I, uh, I'm just I'm in Toronto. I moved to Ottawa for school, uh-huh. um, and I'm having a hard time getting you guys out there. I don't know oh. why. I don't know if it's my phone or the station, but how can I hear you in Ottawa? Oh, so we actually, the Roz and Mocha Show is on KISS 105.3 in the evening on uh, in Ottawa. Oh, uh, Okay. At 7 o'clock. And also, you can grab our podcast. If you have iOS, we're on Apple Podcasts. If you are on an Android, you can get us through any of the podcast apps from the Google Play Store. Right. Okay. Right on. I will do that. Yes, I heard that, actually. Okay. Wicked. All right. Yay. Um, So, how long ago did you move out to Ottawa? I moved at the end of August. Oh, okay. Not so long ago. You like it okay? I like it. My mornings have been pretty bleak, but (laughs) the city itself is cool. Yeah. Yeah. What are you taking out there? Uh, Social work. Really some riveting stuff. Yeah. So how long have you been listening to the Razamoka show? Honestly, not that long. I would say about two years. Oh, okay. Um, How'd you discover us? How did I discover you? I I don't know. I think I had a job that had me waking up super early and... Mm -hmm. I was listening to the radio, and I was like, what is the best thing to listen to right now? And it yeah. was just a no-brainer. I don't know. Oh, nice. Well, I think you're going to enjoy the podcast. I think so, too. Uh, there are like 50-plus oh, yeah. episodes nice. on there, so you have more hours than enough to, to binge and catch up on. Nice. Okay. And oh, Melanie, to to. before we let you yeah. go between Ron Zamoka, who's your favorite? <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know. I can't. I'm sorry. I can't do it. I love you both equally. It doesn't work that way, and you know it. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Mocha because he's putting less pressure on me. Oh. <laughs> what? I said nothing. <laughs> yeah, Ross, stop pressuring nothing. the girl. Nothing. I said nothing. You both, you both are wonderful. I hope you know that. I love you both uh-huh. equally. Oh, we love you too, Melanie. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 The Ross and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, it's Bob Barker's birthday today. Bob Barker, who, come on down. Who retired from The Price Is Right in 2007? Yeah, and he's 95 today. Wow. Yeah. I miss that guy hosting that show. Do you? Do you still watch Price I is watch, Right? Yeah, I do from time to time. And Drew Carey is just, it's just not the same as well, when yeah. Bob Barker did well, it. Yeah, yeah, but it's always good. Drew Carey's like good, though. Time. I like him on that show. I'll, I'll check it out every yeah. now and then. Do you still watch Price is Right, too? Once in a while. Don't forget, I was What's almost on it with Drew Carey. Yeah, we'll never forget that more. Don't worry. Yeah, but no, but I, I miss Bob Barker doing that just because he kind of was a little bit more crass and, you know... It was like 11 years ago, though. Like, at what yeah. point do you stop? Like, you could you could have been in a relationship with Bob Barker and you shouldn't miss him by now. <laughs> That's true. Right? Like, yeah. you could yeah, have dated... Get over it. You could have dated Bob Barker. <laughs> Let it go, man. <laughs> he broke up in 2007. Can Jim Carrey... Or not Jim Carrey. Drew Carrey live his life? Yeah, I Like, don't know. if you were in here right now talking about somebody that you dated... In uh, in 2007, and you were like, God, I still miss him. <laughs> you know, there there yeah. are times where I miss my first boyfriend, and we broke up in 1998. You miss your first your boyfriend. First boyfriend. There are times where I'm like, Oh, I remember when we would do like the innocent days of going to Dairy Queen. Well, what's stopping you from going to Dairy Queen with your husband now? <laughs> I just we do, yeah. but I just remember those oh. days where you had nothing to do the next day. So you miss being young. You miss youth. Yeah, I miss youth. Right. It just so happens he was part of the right. Youth. Right. You seem like the type of person that misses youth, much like you miss Bob Barker. You miss things. <laughs> it's so weird. No, you do. You you have a real affinity to things that that ground you in your younger years. Because I I don't know whether you think that that's when you were at your best, or I don't know what it is, but because you can't you, relive those times, right? Like I wish 
that I got in more trouble back then. Do you ever wish you got in more trouble? No. No. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> like, maybe, what kind of trouble are we talking? Maybe it's because you spend your you time know, like, at Dairy Queen at 2 o'clock in the afternoon every day. <laughs> like, like how, much trouble, how much trouble do you want to get in? But no, you really do. Because I don't have that. Do you have that, Mocha? No. I, I don't have that thing where I'm, I, I tie so much of my identity no. to things that went on, well, in the, went on in the past. Like, I don't have an emotional reaction when somebody says Bob Barker. No. Like, I just said Bob Barker's birthday today. Maury held his heart and went, oh, I miss him. Yeah. Like, you have these you have these anchors Because I'm to afraid to life. get old. I don't want to be, I want to, I want to still be young and fresh and smooth. Right. Is that yeah. why you still wear clothes that fit 12-year-olds? Or no. <laughs> 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 the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hello, it's the Roz and Mocha Show. What is your name? Uh, my name is Saruka. What's going on? Um, I just want to say that I love your show, and I've been, I've been, I haven't been listening for that long, but uh, I have a quite a long commute to work, and I'm a student. And uh, your podcasts are really making uh, my oh, life wow. easier. Yeah. Thank you. And so when you say you're like fairly new to the show, like how new are we talking? Well, I started listening to the podcast like probably like a month ago and I'm like, like episode maybe 40. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, um, so I've been listening to the radio show for maybe about a year now. Oh, okay. Because we've been on the radio for uh, just over nine years. Yeah. And um, how did you discover <laughs> the Razamoka show? Um, I think my one of my friends was actually talking about it and they're like, oh, I love listening to this show and yeah, I'm like, oh, might as well tune into it. And, like, you guys start about the time that I leave for work. So, yeah, it keeps me awake, at least when I'm sitting on the highway. <laughs> so, oh, nice. And what is it about the show that you like? I just like that I, it's so, it's just so funny. And, like, I know I love how like, honest you guys are. And, yeah, it's so relatable. And when Roz is just, like, you know, ranting, I'm like, I totally agree. And, like, I just remember that one, like, Highway 401, like, that left lane kind of... Uh, a passing lane kind of uh, topping. I was like, I totally agree with you on it. And I'm just like, yeah, it got me hooked. We don't so. talk about that anymore. <laughs> it still gets people I get, fired I get, up. I get, no, I get, but I agree with you. <laughs> I got too much heat when I talk about driving, man. I guess I, I can't. Come from the experienced driver who's been on the road for a year and a half. Oh, no, I, uh, I can't. Yeah, I've been only driving for four months. So, oh, okay. Oh, you and I can right. talk that. We can talk. <laughs> you guys can talk. We can talk all day you about driving. folks can talk <laughs> over there in the far right lane. Uh, so between Raz and Mocha, who's your favorite then? You've been listening for uh, for about a year now. Yeah, I think I've been listening for, um, yeah, with all the podcasts. Yeah, basically, like, know you forever, I feel like. Um, I have to say Roz is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you're an inexperienced driver, so yeah, I'd say I pick you up, okay. but I can't. I can't drive at night yet. It <laughs> 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 is an experienced adult driver in the passenger seat, at yeah. least. And, and unless you live in the downtown core, I can't get you either because I'm not allowed to go on a 400 series highway. <laughs> 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 but maybe next year, girl. <laughs> Keep me in your thoughts. <laughs> thank you so much for calling in, and thank you for listening. Please call us again, okay? Thank you. Have All a great. Right. Day. You too. Here we go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. David Mori called me yesterday, mm-hmm. said he went for a massage, mm-hmm. and things got real uncomfortable. Oh. David Mori, please join us. And then I got uncomfortable because Mori was acting. It's really weird. <laughs> so. Because I'm, I'm going got, to rehab. Mori got uncomfortable at his massage and then telling the story to me. He was telling it in an uncomfortable manner, which then made me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, that happens sometimes. 
And then I got off the phone and I was like, I don't know if I can talk to this guy again on the phone. What was uncomfortable? So I, I went for because I'm, I'm going through rehab for my leg from the car accident. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> if you missed it, like three weeks ago, uh, Dan Moy yeah. got tapped by a car <laughs> on the road, and he got a uh, a five a bruise. inch bruise yeah. that he now has to go to rehab for. Yeah. yeah so I, I was in rehab. How's the bruise? Is it still there? Yeah, it's still here. How big is it? It's the same size. It's just like not going away. Is it still really purple? No, now it's like reddish. It kind of looks like a mahogany wood. Okay, nice. And so Wait, I, but so are you taking this guy to court? The one that bumped you with the car? No, I'm just enjoying the insurance perks of going for free massages. So you right. contacted insurance? Yeah. Your my, insurance? My ins- because there's the thing in Canada, I learned there's no fault. Yeah. So it has to go through my car insurance and then their insurance is, kind of thing. But my insurance doesn't go up. So I'm like, all right, cha-ching. Yeah. So what? So your insurance is asking you now to go to rehab? Yeah, they're like, rehab. you have to go for an assessment and a couple things. I'm like, no problem. Okay, so you go and so you, what, some guy rubs your leg? So I, I, I took off my pants and I'm in my underwear. <laughs> AKA your shorts. <laughs> yeah. Because your boxers go all the way down to your knees. And right. he has this um, this stick that gets really warm that he puts lube on. <laughs> <laughs> and he's rubbing <laughs> my upper area. So it's the dude with, that's rubbing you down. Yeah, okay. with the stick, with the lube, and his hand. And the problem was, it's like, it's all right there. And... I closed my eyes or whatever, and, and you know, things were moving and stuff. Okay. And in order for things not to get more, I guess, less relaxing, I started. I had to sort of start thinking about other things and talking okay. and stuff like that just to get my mind off of what he was doing. Okay. So I just started yelling out, you know, it's snowing outside. Right. Meanwhile, we weren't talking, so I just yelled out, it's snowing outside. Went <laughs> out of silence. Right. Okay. For your 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 therapeutic <laughs> treatment following a car accident aren't supposed to be erotic, right? It's <laughs> supposed to like it should hurt a little. Like it should be medicinal. Like it should. Yeah. You shouldn't be going to a place where it's you know where it's low lit with candles. This is like physio, right? I know, but it was really really warm and vibrating. Oh. <laughs> so it was in silence and right? dark. Well, listen, man, the body's going to do what the body does, I guess, so right? So I had to break the silence by talking about something, so I just it was like... So when you yelled out, so it's snowing outside. <laughs> so it's snowing outside. <laughs> what, did, what did he say? He's like, I'm sorry, what? It is? Oh, I haven't been outside all day. I'm like, yep, snow, lots yeah. of snow. He didn't and do. Then, he didn't lean into you and go. Let me warn you, we up. <laughs> <laughs> That's a signal. These right, yeah, chilly. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So after you said that, and then he replied, was it then quiet for the rest of the? It got quiet again. So I had to like talk about something out. Going like, well, from here, I'm going for lunch. <laughs> like you're asking him out on a date? No, I was just like I. Had you to didn't just, tell me that part of the story. I had to just say anything, just to sort of. Create conversation. I'm how like, mm, long? Okay, how long was the uh, the 45, session? Forty-five, 45 minutes of rubbing and vibrating. Okay, so forty-five That's minutes. How long into that forty-five minutes did you yell out snow that it's snowing? <laughs> two minutes. So two minutes in. So <laughs> two minutes in, and then how long after that two minutes did you mention that you're going for lunch? Four minutes after that. <laughs> so six. All right. 
right. So what did you do then for the the other 39 minutes that you had in that room? When I got silent, I was just like, oh, what are you doing for Christmas? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me about your grandma. You got a grandma? It's like you're, it's what are like you getting your grandma? You're asking him out or something. You're, you're interviewing him to be your yeah. next boyfriend. I just wanted it like it was so good, but at the same time, I'm like, we, we yeah. got to talk about something because it's really warm and, and yeah. you know. How do you smart. avoid salmonella splash when you watch the turkey? I'm just curious. <laughs> <laughs> playing everything. Everything. <laughs> step by step, please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> salmonella, not a problem? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. When's the last time you went to the library? Oh, God, dude. Friggin' years. Really, huh? I bring and my kid to the library. She likes the library. I'm waiting for my kid to get a little older. Um, he loves books. Go and get his library card oh and stuff like God. that. Oh, my God. Dude, I can't tell you how, how happy I am. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the, the pictures in the books. Yeah. Or it's our voices, my wife and I, when we read to him. Yeah. But he's 19 months, and he loves books. He will go grab a book. We will sit there and read like seven books yeah. all in a row. That's great. Don't stop that. He'll just sit in our lap. And we will just read and read and read. I love it. I can't wait to take him to the library. I absolutely love the library. I never was read to as a kid, but now I'm obsessed with books. And in fact, it was... You only just recently started reading books. Yeah, a page and a half a day. Yeah. And, but now I love donating. When I'm done with the books, I donate them to the oh, library. Oh, good. See, yeah. that's, that's the way the world should work. Uh, so the Toronto Public Library revealed um, that what the, some of the statistics of what was borrowed this year... Oh, nice. And when it came to U.S. politics, people in this city anyway are obsessed. So apparently 500 people in Toronto place holds on fire and fury. That was the Donald Trump expose. Oh, yeah. And his time in the White House. And that was in a single day. That was more people put the book on hold than in New York City and Washington. Wow. So people in Toronto were obsessed with that. All in all, in 2018, Fire and Fury was borrowed 3,547 <gasps> times. Holy cow. But you it's not the number one book. Oh, really? No. The number one book borrowed from the library. And when I found this out, it all made sense. But the number one book borrowed from the Toronto Public Library is not a book that was released this year. Okay. It is not a book by, with a famous author. It is not a book based on anything that has to do with pop culture or sports. I was going to say politics. like a, a Harry Potter book or something. No. Nope. Where would it, it be filed? Oh my Where God. Would it be filed? Oh wait, it, no, it not has, Twilight. It has, it has nothing to do with food. Is it, it has, a how-to? Um, yes, it's a how-to. Oh, like a gardening book? No, it has nothing to do with okay, what food is it then? or gardening. The number one book borrowed in 2018 is the Ontario Driver's Handbook. Oh my God, no! that's hilarious. Yeah, 4,665 times over the they past They actually have that to take out? Yes, you can borrow it. Really? Yep, that is wow. the number one overall book borrowed from the Toronto Public Library. Wow. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix? Roz and Mocha got you. Hi, Julie, it's Roz and Mocha. Good morning, how are you guys? Good. Yeah. I feel like... Uh, You've been living a lie for years and years and years, huh? <laughs> Not uh, that many years. Okay, so let's go back over this real quick. Julie, good morning, by the way. Roz and Mocha fixed my life. I've been with my boyfriend for three years now, and he's amazing. But there's mm -hmm. one thing I just cannot stand. Him and his family have a cottage up north that they adore. But to be honest, cottages, camping, trailers, just not my thing. I get super anxious when I'm up there, and I truly dislike it. The cottage is their world. It's beautiful, and I can appreciate the thought of it. I just don't like being up there. I dread summers because I know that 
every long weekend. It's time to go up. It means so much to him that I go up with him and his family, but I don't know how many more long weekends I can take. Wow. I've, gone, I've gone plenty of times, and I've tried hard to stay open-minded. Please give me advice as to how to go about this issue. Thanks. Okay, Julie, does your boyfriend know that you hate going up to the cottage? Yes. Oh, he does? Yes, he does. And I've been fully open with that fact. And So what does he, he say to you when the subject comes up knowing that you don't like to go? Well, it's important to me. It's important to my family. And I want you to be there. Um, you're, you know, person I want to spend the rest of my days with. Mm-hmm. Uh, this cottage is for us in the future. And with time, you'll get to love it and oh, no. just 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 be there just you know he's never really forced it like sometimes i really oh my god it takes like everything in me to be like okay i'll pack the freaking luggage like uh, yeah. but is there I any room because, for compromise whatsoever in what sense though because i feel like i'm i don't want to be that kind of girlfriend that's like no you guys go do your thing like i want to be there for him at the same time I don't want to be at the cottage, but I want to be there for him. Right. If you and, if you say you're yeah. not going, does he go up without you? Um, not often, no. Okay, so he'll just sit at home and then make you pay for it. And not make me. He won't make me feel bad, but like okay. you do feel bad. I feel bad naturally right. because his family really wants him sure. and do, us do, there. Now, right? does he take it as that you don't like the cottage or that you don't want to spend time with his family? Because it's two different. There's two different things. Mm. Uh, I would say he knows the type of person that I am and he knows for the most part it's being up there. It's being stuck for three days. Hold on a second. Julie, I'm going to stop you right there because this may shift the direction of the conversation. Do you like your boyfriend's family? Yes. Okay. And you get along with them? Yes. I will just say that his father is a very hardworking person man of like an old school guy uh-huh. and when we're up there everything is about work right it's about cutting firewood firewood sorry it's overwhelming the amount of work that needs to be done yeah it's the maintenance but of the cottage right um, yeah and, okay and that's on us. I think the the way to frame this, first of all, if you uh, if you enjoy you know spending time with his family, I, th- I think that you you have to frame it in a way where he doesn't feel like you don't want to spend time with with his family. Okay, that's the first yeah. thing you have to do. And I think that you don't come at this with in in, in a negative way that you know that you, yeah. you hate going up there and you hate the work and you know you're you're sort of grind your teeth and get through every weekend up there. I think that it, there's nothing wrong with saying. I know that you love this and and it's awesome and it's, it's incredible. Okay. But I don't love it the way you love it. I I really don't. And to dedicate all of our long weekends to the same thing, which I am not even close to loving the way that Mm -hmm. you love, the way that you love it. I can't help but feel that I'm compromising a little too much here when it comes to every single long weekend. Mm -hmm. And and it's finding a balance because this isn't something that's going to taper off. You know, if you guys start, you know, continuing on with this, maybe you get married, everything else. He already has visions of you guys and your kids going up there every long weekend. He says it. He says, right now, you don't love it. But when we start having kids, you're going to love it. Yeah, but I'll t- I'm going to tell you what the problem is, is that he's right. Not not about you loving it, but your kids are going to love it. For sure. I know. 
Cause and I'm, I'm going to fear that. Right? Yeah. Your, your kids, <laughs> yeah. your, your, your kids are, your kids are going to love it. And you don't have to, you know, come up with like any sort of structured thing. Like uh, the thing that for me always fails in these conversations mm-hmm. are when you have to make it even where you say, hey, listen, you know, if, for every one weekend we go up there, we got to do one weekend back in the city to do things that I like doing. You can't play yeah. that. You can't play that even game. Like any compromise has to just come out of compassion for the other person's likes and dislikes and what they're truly passionate about. Right. Yeah. I wasn't raised to go to cottages. I wasn't raised to go to trailers. My parents were very like private people Mm -hmm. and they didn't like that kind of stuff. Hence why I never got to do that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I'm not grown into it. Right. So my family over the long weekends, it's more like, okay, barbecues at the house, you know, let's invite the whole clan over the nieces and nephews. Let's just get together. Okay. So what are you doing with all those other weekends that you're not at the cottage? I don't have much plan. Okay, so, but what I'm saying is that you don't see that as, like, a balance, though? Uh, but, yeah, I guess. Like, the, you're saying the weekends that are not long weekends, we can spend doing whatever we want? I don't, I just, I just don't see why you don't. Well, we do. It's just, it gives me anxiety to go up there. Okay, so it's not about, it's not about you spending the long weekends at the cottage. You just really hate going to the cottage, regardless of the situation. It's just such a different thing for me, and I know... And I know it's not a terrible thing because I see most people in the world love it. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I feel like abnormal. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's a you problem, right? You know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta figure that out, and you gotta figure it out with your boyfriend, because you can have the conversation of you don't really love it the way that he does. You appreciate the fact that he's so passionate about it, but you don't share that passion. That's one way to sort of go into this conversation. But if you are going to continue the life with this guy, you can't yeah. kibosh cottage weekends, hun. It's not fair, right? It's not fair. Then it's all you. Okay. All right, Julie, so you got the answers, right, from Roz and I. The other thing yeah. I'm going to throw at you, if you really, 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 really want to get away from this, you break up with your boyfriend and you get a guy in the city. <laughs> Boom. Oh, my God. Done. Probably I would so. never do that. Yeah. Well, I then would okay. never do that. Friggin' suck it up. Do you go to cottages, Mocha? Hell no. <laughs> Why? City boy for life, girl. I know. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life, only on KISS. Hey, I have, got, yeah, go ahead. No, what? No, I was just going to ask you if you watched Dumpling yet on Netflix. Dumpling? Yeah, you haven't watched that yet? No. Oh, it's awesome, man. You got to watch it. Dumpling is uh, Jennifer Aniston's in it. Yeah. And it's about a teenage girl who is overweight and she's got a friend and her mom jennifer aniston is this small town texas uh, beauty pageant queen legend who runs the local pageant and dumpling is the the nickname that she has for the her daughter the young girl and then her daughter decides to join the beauty pageant and it's so that's the story of this young girl and her three friends who joined this beauty pageant, which starts out as a protest to the horrid aspects of things called beauty pageants. So is it like Little Miss Sunshine? It's sort of like Little... It's not unlike Little Miss Sunshine. Because it sounds like you're describing Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah, it's not unlike Little Miss Sunshine, but Little Miss Sunshine really wanted to do the pageant for the right reasons, right? Uh, where this is, it, it's a little bit more of a of a protest at first. But man, I watched this movie alone, a couple of drinks, I was crying. Yeah, yes. And also, the best part is 
the every single song that is played in the movie, uh-huh. every single song, even when the, the the characters are hanging out singing songs together in the movie, every single song is a Dolly Parton song. Really? Yeah, it's all Dolly Parton. Oh, the, the two I wish characters, you didn't tell me that. the two main characters are obsessed with Dolly Parton. You've turned um, me on to Dolly Parton in so many ways. I'm oh, like, I'm dude, Dolly's the bomb. Now. I just but, logged into my Netflix account, and yeah. added it to my list here. Yeah, it's real cute. Like if you haven't watched Dumpling yet, it's really it's. Oh, and it's it, an it's an actually. Like a Netflix movie. No, it is a Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Jennifer Aniston's really great. I got to add one more to your list. The Kaminsky effect. Yeah, I haven't got to that yet. But Dumpling is... uh, Kaminsky effect was nominated for Golden Globe too, so I'll probably watch that over the holidays. Douglas. Here's the, um, the description on Netflix. To prove a point about measuring up and fitting in, Texas yeah. teen Willow Dean Dixon yep. enters a local pageant run by her ex-beauty queen mom. Oh well, man, this looks real nice. Dude, I'm telling you, Dumpling is amazing. But uh, the most binge shows on Netflix in 2018, they released this list. And, and Netflix, Ooh. and they don't release numbers as far as how no, many people binge know. these shows. They don't want you to know, but they will release the most binged shows. But the year's not even over yet. Well, it's close enough though, I man. know, but something could come out on top. Uh, at number 10 was uh, season six, Orange is the New Black. Okay. Uh, number nine was Insatiable. Insatiable. Uh, number eight was Anne with an E, season two. Another great show. That's like Anne of Green Gables. It is, yeah. It's awesome, though. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, the Haunting of Hill House at number seven. Ah, no surprise there. Fastest Car at number six. Really? Don't know what that is. Uh, Bodyguard at number five. I watched one episode of that so far. It's the best show I've seen in years. Yeah, you know, we, the we lead started, actor uh, that's hot. We started watching that. Really good. Yeah, I like it a lot. I think great, we're like two, ep- two episodes in. <sighs> so hot. And it's a quick watch, too. It's, it's only like six episodes, I right? know, but ever, once you get to like episode eight or whatever it is, like the final can episode, ask, they get up to like an hour 15. Can I ask a question? Uh, like, the woman yeah. he keeps visiting, is that his ex-wife or ex-girlfriend or something where the kids stay? That's the only thing I'm confused at. Okay, we'll talk about that after. Oh, okay, because I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Uh, 13 Reasons Why, season two at number three. Oh, uh, yeah? Making a Murderer, part two. Loved it. At number two. And then something called On My Block, which I don't know what that is. On My Block? What's yeah, that? Yeah, that was the number one oh, stream show on Netflix. I heard about that. Isn't that? That's about the bunch of kids that live in LA, right? Is it? I don't know. I believe so, yeah. yeah on My Block. And they also revealed the three Netflix movies that were rewatched the most. This oh, makes me happier than boy. anything. This makes me happier than what Dumpling made me happy. Okay. Uh, a movie called Roxanne, Roxanne, which I don't know that a lot, oh, a lot about. That is the story of uh, female rapper Roxanne Chante from back in the day in New York. There we go. And then yeah. to all the boys I loved before. Uh-huh. And my favorite movie on Netflix, which was number one, the most rewatched movie on Netflix was The Kissing Booth. I like that. Is that the that. one with Robbie Amell? No. No, this one is like literally. No, that was the a babysitter. Photo. Oh. Yeah, yeah. The kissing booth is everything that those movies should be. That everything that a teen high school love oh, romance. Is that the one the the time machine? Booth? No, that's how we met, or the oh. story the story of us, oh. or how we met, good. or yeah, one of those yeah. things. That movie was awesome. So what's the, the kissing booth? The kissing booth is just same thing. Nerdy girl falls in love with a dude. Yeah. At high school, she just feels she's oh, good man. enough. He's like hot stuff. He's got a motorcycle. Just everything that you need <laughs> in a movie. <laughs> Right? So that was the most watched yes. movie on yes. Netflix for 2018. Yes. Wow. The Roz and Show podcast. Hi, this is Roz and Mocha. Who's this? Catherine. Hi, Catherine. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Mm. Wait, not Roz's girlfriend, Catherine. No. Oh. You say that with such disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Uh, I just wanted to call in and say thanks um, for being great every day on the radio and also for the podcast because my husband and I don't get to listen to you guys really during the week. Oh, wow. Um, so we've kind of made it like a little habit. We've been in the car a little bit more lately, so yeah. we always 
put the podcast on and he always has a great laugh out of it. So Oh wow, thank, thank you. Nice. So yeah. during the uh, during the actual live show, how much time do you get to listen to the show? Well, he drives like maybe ten minutes to work, so oh, okay. he gets to listen to like basically nothing of it. Yeah. Um, and then I don't get to listen to a ton of it because I have two kids, so it's generally kind of hard to to hear you guys over it. Oh, <laughs> uh, so when do you guys listen to the podcast? Uh, we usually listen to it on the weekends. Yeah. Um, my grandparents can't drive anymore, so usually on the weekends we're kind of out and about all day long. <laughs> so we're, we've been in the car a lot more lately than normal. Now, do you listen, uh, you generally listen together, or do you listen at times separately or are you not allowed to listen separately <laughs> it's one of those things where you have to listen together well okay like our tv shows you're supposed to watch it together yeah true uh-huh. you can't, you can't, you can't jump best. ahead but but i can't always wait so you will yes. skip ahead and listen to the show Catherine, without yeah. your husband now yeah. Do you tell him or does he ask you? And if he does, do you just lie to him and pretend like you waited for him to, to listen to the show? Sometimes I lie. But then sometimes, like when you guys had Mark Wahlberg on yeah. a couple weeks ago, I was like, oh, I'm like, you have to listen to it like from this part. We can't listen to it from the beginning. He's like, well, why? I'm like, just like just be quiet and listen. And then <laughs> as soon as he heard that Mark Wahlberg was going to be on it, his whole face like lit up. He's like in love with Mark Wahlberg. Oh, so. Wow. Great. It's so awesome. Yeah, it's great. so awesome. Yeah. I'm so happy that people are into this podcast, man. I really am. It's so great. It really is. It's the great that's the greatest thing anybody could ever say. It really is. Like I don't think that you or anybody else listening right now knows what it what it feels like when somebody's like, Oh, I just like they, they love the podcast or they binge it with their family or they have yeah. to like, you know, treat it like Netflix where you gotta go cover your tracks when you jump ahead and <laughs> you know, you don't want to piss your partner off. Like it's it's the greatest thing in the world. It's the yeah. greatest gift anybody could ever give, really. Truly. Well, I just want to say I really appreciate it because I know it takes a lot of time and effort and it's a lot more like on top of, I know you guys have a lot with your family and Roz works like 15 different jobs. Yeah. Well, Catherine, thank you very much to you and your husband for uh, for listening to the show, listening to the mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, we love you guys for it. No problem. I've got a bone to pick with Roz, though. Oh, why? Oh, what do I do? Yeah. Go for it. We got because time. you're being selfish, first of all. I'm being selfish? You're being selfish, and I'm going to tell I've, you why. I've so never been accused of being selfish. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time anybody in my, in my life has ever called me selfish. Okay, this is news to go. me. <laughs> you're being selfish because I heard that when it's time for you to retire, you're just going to up and leave everything. Yes. So you're being selfish to everybody because when, that's not fair to me. That's not fair to you. I don't even know you. What about me? What Why? am I going to do with my time? That's not up to me. Well, it is so. Yeah. Listen, I'm not. Re- it's not like I'm retiring next year. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. I'm going to be here like a real long time. It doesn't matter. But when it's time to go, it's time to go. You know what, you know what I'm saying? No. Oh, jeez. No. Okay, great. Home, okay. Okay. No. Oh, that's exactly what I have want to spend my time. Yeah. Listen, you can come over to my place. Yeah. I got the setup and everything listen, ready to go. Listen, yeah. There are uh, there are a long list of things that I have in my life that I would much rather do before spending an, an afternoon in your basement with Maury. <laughs> no offense, oh, Maury, but you not? know what I mean. Listen, I got a soundproof room. <laughs> that me and Maury in a soundproof room? <laughs> yeah. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. This is what it would be like. Um, Mocha, I think we're out of chips. <laughs> also, also, how do you lock this door? 
<laughs> but think about the things we could talk to that no one else will ever know about. Like what? You I don't want to know that much about you, though. Well, maybe it was going to be about you. Oh, I already know everything about me. Do you, though? What are you talking about? I mean, you need to know about you from an outsider's point of view. No, I really don't. <laughs> no, I do not. In a soundproof room. Yeah. Uh, first of all, don't start saying like inside out and soundproof room in a basement with me. <laughs> right? Like it's just, it's, it's not good. Hey, it's Catherine, not good. Uh, again, thank you so much for listening to the show. Thank you to you and your husband for listening to the podcast. Between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Roz, 100%. Oh. After you just laid in him? <laughs> yes, I had to. It's called tough love, honey. Oh, wow. Okay. Damn, you are a fireball. <laughs> I like you. Call us again, okay? No problem. Bye. Right. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. Oh, hi. How are you today? I'm, I'm great. How are uh, you? Doing fantastic. Air Transat has a, uh, offered up uh, a ton of trips for us to uh, give to people as part of Razamoka's Home for the Holidays. Thank you for your entry, by the way. Oh, no, well, thank you for calling me. I was, I'm just so surprised. Okay, so we just got a couple things that we want to go over with you here. I'm going to read what you wrote us, okay? Okay. Uh, my father, who is now 60, is from England, and he moved here 30 years ago to be with my mom and later have me. Uh, and had to leave his family behind in England. He's only been home two times in 20 years. He misses his family dearly. He hasn't had a Christmas with his family in 30 years. I was born here in Canada and have only been able to meet my family in the UK a few times. I have never, ever spent Christmas in England with my dad's family. I love my family to death. And I call them, text them weekly. Uh, I just hope that I can spend at least one Christmas with my dad and his family. My dad's siblings are now in their 70s, and I don't know how many more opportunities he'll have to spend Christmas with his family while everyone is still with us. The only thing that I want for Christmas is to be able to take my dad home to his family so he can have another Christmas at home with his family. My dad has worked so hard to give me the best life possible, uh, so the least I can do is try to get him home to see his elderly siblings again. I, I just love my dad uh, so much, and he deserves the world. So talk to us about your dad. That's so nice, by the <clears> way, Sarah. <laughs> well, if you can picture the most amazing dad in the whole world, that would be my dad. Yeah. Um, he, he has worked so hard my whole life to, to just provide for me and my mom and, and take care of us, and he's always there for me. <clears throat> he, um, he puts family first constantly, um, but as a result of that, obviously, it's not possible to pack up me my mom my dad and go to england all the time yeah. so we just kind of have to make the best of um what we can do and yeah. and call and text and and try to facetime with family and that sort of thing but i mean that's that's kind of all that he's really been able to do um other than the past two times he's been home in 20 years why is that why has he only been back two times in 20 years um it's, he's just been really, really busy, and it's really, really expensive to go to England. Um, yeah. Our family's houses are really small, so to put the three of us up in like a two-bedroom house isn't really possible. So yeah. when we go, we have to pay for flights and hotels and everything like that. So it's not always financially possible. So we, we try to save up and save up and then try to plan it around like special occasions. Have any of your dad's siblings ever uh, visited Canada to see him? Probably 20 years ago, one of them did, and then wow. one of them came last summer. But other than that, no. And mm. does your dad talk about wanting to spend Christmas with his family? Yeah, he's talked about like what Christmas is like in, in England and how it was different from here and um, like traditions of like the whole family going to the pub and singing Aww. Christmas songs in the pub and just spending time with like his family. But yeah. obviously that hasn't been a reality in 30 years. So he, he he's, he's talked about it, but I don't think he... 
um, I think he's kind of just accepted it that he I, he might not be able to ever. So so go back. really, your dad wants to go back to England so he can get smashed with his uh, brothers and sisters at the pub. <laughs> well, it would be more fun if you guys were there. Yeah, oh my God, uh, this is amazing, and I absolutely uh, love reading stories like this. You sound like a a wonderful human being and just such a wonderful uh, daughter that cares about her parents uh, so much that you'd want to get your dad back home. Definitely. Like I said, my family just means the world to me, and I honestly idolize my dad. And um, I'm I'm in my early 20s. I can't afford to just try to fly him and my mom there and that sort of thing. So I'm just trying to do all I can do to see if I can make that happen for him. God, I hope my kid talks about me like you talk about your old man one day. She will. Oh, I, I, she, will. <laughs> she will. She will. Of I she mean, will. It, it, took, it took 22 years for me to have this mindset. <laughs> You're right. Getting to, getting to England is very, very expensive, especially over the holidays. Definitely. Yeah. Sarah, the Razamoka Show and Air Transat would love to get your dad back home to England to spend the holidays with his family. Oh, my God. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you so much. And we're going to make that happen. Oh, my God. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> thank you so, so much. Oh, my God. I can't wait to tell my dad. i got to think about how I'm going to surprise him. He's at work right now, so there's no way he's listening, but he would have been listening if he was in the car right now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what do you think he's going to say? Like, just absolutely floored, and then he's going to be like, oh my god, I've got so much to do now. Yeah. <laughs> like, prepare that liver for all that drinking in the pubs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, oh my god. We, and we, I can't wait to tell my family he's going to be home for the first time in 30 years. Yeah. We we love you. We love your pops. Um, love your love for your pops, and, uh, and we are more than happy uh, to help you out with this. More than happy. It's our pleasure. Oh my god. Thank you so much. Right. Congratulations. Sarah. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Byway's coming back, Roz. What? Byway, the discount chain from back in the day. Come they closed on. their last store in 2001, and they are bringing it back. Yeah. And I can't help but think that with the success of like Dollarama, yeah, stores like that that are popping up legit everywhere. Yeah, Byway is like, yo, we gotta. This was us back in the day, what and we gotta bring it back. Two thousand and one is when Byway shut their last store, and they're opening their very first one in twenty nineteen in Toronto. Yeah, I still remember bringing my lunch to school in a Byway bag. A lot of people did. Yeah, a lot of people did. They, they had better have that same logo. That's really all we had in Acton because we didn't have, you had to go to Georgetown to go to Zeller's, uh-huh. uh, but we had a Byway. And what was the other one? There was another one. There was Byway and then there was another one. Bargain Herald? Bargain Herald. Yeah, man. Bargain Heralds. We used to have Byway. Yeah, we went to Byway a lot. Yeah. And I, I don't remember much about Byway. It was sort of an everything store, right? Like it totally. was kind of like a, like a winner's almost on a much yeah. smaller scale. They, yeah. So you could buy candelabras and t-shirts and a remote control car. And also a can of corned beef. And also a can of corned beef. That's right. right. Yes. Thank you. So here's what it says. The stores will stock children's wear, household furnishings, yeah. men's and ladies wear, toys, toiletries, and food. Is the brand really that and everything lucrative that like people are dying for byway again? Well, listen to this. Everything in the store will be sold for $10 or under. Oh. 
So it's not a dollar store. It's a it's $10 not, store. Yeah, so the max you're oh, going to hit like is 10 that. bucks. Oh, I like that. But again, you know, you see like Dollarama and all those places opening up everywhere yeah. and super busy all the time. And yeah, no, you're they got right. a ton of stuff. So I'm sure the people, the guy Byway. behind Byway, Byway. is like, listen, I got it. This was my hustle back in the day. I had to get back in the Jeez. game. But Byway is coming back. 2019, first store <laughs> will open in Toronto. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So yesterday, uh, we were talking about Steph Curry and how he, along with a couple of other NBA players, don't believe that the moon landing actually <laughs> happened. Right. And that may be somebody like, not somebody like, but Stanley, Ku- uh, Stanley Kubrick was the one who directed right. the false, quote-unquote, moon landing. Yeah, there's a bunch of different schools of thought. It's, did they send something to the moon? And certain people believe that, yes, they sent something to the moon, but, but men did not walk on the moon. That was filmed on a soundstage, is a lot of the belief. Right. And it was simply done. The reason they did it was to slap Russia, because it was a space race at the time. It was a race to the moon. And you can find like all sorts of documentaries and <laughs> conspiracy theory videos yeah. on YouTube. There's one I watched like forever ago on, I think, like National Geographic. Yeah. And it made me believe, based on the way it was put together, that the moon landing actually didn't happen. Really? But it happened in some like desert in wow. California or something, Arizona. Yeah. So now. I don't know, man. The folks at. That's a hard uh, thing to say. NASA replied to Steph Curry. Yeah. And here, they've actually invited Steph Curry out to Houston to one of their facilities to prove to him that the moon landing actually happened. How? I guess they got stuff. And here's what they said. Quote, there's lots of evidence. NASA landed 12 American astronauts on the moon from 1969 to 1972. We'd love for Mr. Curry to tour the Lunar Lab at our Johnson Space Center in Houston, perhaps the next time the Warriors are in town to play the Rockets. We have hundreds of pounds of moon rocks stored there and the Apollo Mission Control. During the visit, he can see firsthand what we did 50 years ago as well as what we're doing now to go back to the moon in the coming years, but this time to stay. Yeah, but I'm not going to defend... Steph Curry, right? But you know, buff a rock, and there you have a moon rock. I mean, you're just showing me a rock. Well, no, I mean, there's ways of telling that it's a moon rock. How? They have their ways. It's they can tell that dirt is from the Atlantic and not the Pacific. Everything, yeah, but, everything has markers on it. Everything has a. You can tell where something. But just because a scientist tells you and says all these big words and stuff, so you think everybody's lying then? No, I'm just saying so, Steph's going to need lots of proof, right, but, to but, change but his mind. In order for you to, to to go down that road of how can you tell that it's not just a rock, then you have to assume that everyone is lying, that everybody's lying. Still, like he, they almost need to send him up, Steph Curry himself yeah. two-time mvp yeah and that, that's part of the other argument too is that if you well, then why haven't they gone back but didn't and, they just send somebody to the space center yeah, or but that's not the moon though it's not the moon everybody always says well then why haven't they gone back to the moon and i, I guess the answer for that is well because they already know everything they need to know about the moon yeah first of all and then i think that they're the technology that they use to get to the moon where it comes to i don't know like atmospheric re-entry or whatever that is yes. i don't know what it is yeah um, but that technology is no longer used by nasa now they're on to other tech that gets them farther and the that's ships why they that went they to build mars and, allegedly yeah, that's, why, that's why they go to that's why they go to mars allegedly <laughs> or the arizona no, desert stop. i can't i'm uh, 
I would like to believe because I think it's great that they hustled people into thinking that guys walked on the moon. I think that that's awesome. Also, I really do. But I just can't. The, 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 the amount of people that would have to have been involved in a conspiracy like this to cover something up. And I know that it was like the 60s where it's easier. You know, it's easier to, it's easier to do that. You know, back then, astronauts weren't, you know, they weren't scientists. You know, these guys that they sent up to the moon weren't PhDs like they are today. These guys were test pilots because the only thing, the only requirement that you needed was you needed to physically be able to withstand the trip. That yeah. was it. You needed to know how to fly something and they could teach you what the right buttons and were. And throw and up when you're upside down. That's what I mean. They yeah. need, it was just, it was a physical, it was physical endurance is what they needed also, these guys to be able to do. everything is believable in black and white. Right. So they're not, uh, they're not like they are today. Like, you know, you could pay, maybe pay somebody off or maybe trick oh somebody God. or whatever oh, it was. Yeah. Like these, these were, these were just, these were dudes that could just withstand the trip. That's all they were looking for is you just had to be tough enough to go to the yeah. moon. You didn't have to be smart enough to go to the moon. You had to be tough enough to go to the moon. Yeah. That was Physi- it. Physically strong. Physically strong. Yeah, yeah that also, was it. How are we the only creatures out there? Well, we're not. Right? Like, we've never met any other spacelings. Right. Just, like, how is Steph Curry not discussed that? Like, if they're if we've I not don't... been to Mars, how are there aliens? Well, you didn't say we haven't been to Mars. You said we haven't been to the moon. The moon. Right. How is there no aliens? Like, how are they not coming here, landing, and... You don't know that. You don't know be that. Here. Walking amongst us, shapeshifters. Yeah, look up, uh, look up, uh, um, reptilian shapeshifters online. I Mark. saw that. Wasn't that uh... Barack Obama? Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Richard Young, hello, welcome hello. to the Roz and Mocha Show. Richard Young from the duo of Young and Strange. You're going to be calling Toronto home for a little while, December nineteenth, January sixth, as part of the Champions of Magic tour. By the way, tickets on sale right now, Ticketmaster.ca, and it's going to be at the St. Lawrence Center for the Performing Arts. It's going to be exciting. So what kind of what kind of illusionist slash magician are you? Are you the kind that says, what I'm about to do is a trick, and then people have to sort of in their head go, how did that trick even happen? Or are you the, what you're about to see is real? Like, are you magician or warlock? Oh, that's interesting. No, I'm definitely, we do magic in terms of entertainment as yes. in try and figure this out folks that kind of thing okay so, uh, we do grand scale illusion so i'm in a double act with another guy um he's not here today uh, because uber price surged to 2.0 so he decided not to come so fair enough oh. i wouldn't be here either <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah and your and your partner so it's uh sam uh, strange sam strange now uh, richard young and sam strange you guys are friends were you friends before all of this yes yeah we met when we were kids our parents knew each other and we were both wow. into magic we were a little bit competitive for a while and then yeah. Join forces. You had, to do, you had to do something, though, with the last names Young and Strange. That's right, yeah. You had to do something cool yeah, together. absolutely. We it was it. either this or uh, a tag team wrestling duo. That, do you know what? Do, yeah, WWE is my favorite thing in the whole world. <laughs> oh, my God, dude, me too. Literally, my favorite. I've been to WrestleMania twice. <laughs> no, you have not. I have. Your favorite wrestler. Oh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Ooh, okay. He's still great. Okay. He's man. number two for me. My, okay. my number one's The Rock. Okay. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, Dude! We're going to disagree on that. Holy. So, uh, Richard Young is here from the duo of Young and Strange Champions of Magic in Toronto, December 19th to January 6th. And I see uh, in front of you, you have a Sharpie and a deck of cards. Oh, no. Oh, I do need someone to pick a card, though. I'm sorry if that's going to work out. Yeah. Can you yeah. come around? Is that all right? Yeah, 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 for sure. I should show you, first of all, that this is a, this is a standard deck of uh, 87 playing cards. Okay. Uh, they're all there. Yeah. They are all different, though. Yeah. Is that fair to say? 
They are different. Yes. Yeah. So I riffle down the edge of the the corner of the deck whenever you like. You just say stop. Stop. Do you want? To, are you happy there? Do you want me to keep going? Are you a skeptic? Do you want me to start again? You know or? what? I, I keep going. Keep going. Oh, yeah. Wow. He really has ruined the trick I've now. I've never seen somebody so, say keep going. Keep, keep going. going. Stop. There. Okay. I'm not going to give you another chance. I, you may think I've seen the corner of that one. So take the next one that was after where you said stop. Okay. And uh, show it to all your friends. Probably won't take long in this room, to be fair. So. <laughs> okay. Show sure. Roz. <laughs> okay. Very good. Pass it to me with the back facing me so I can't see it. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah. Yep. And I hope you would agree that, that there's no way I could know what the card is. No, nope, absolutely and there, not. And there's no, no marks on the back. Oh my but god. But now you're it, looking at it. That was a joke. <laughs> oh. I, I turned it over, folks. I turned it over. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm actually I'm tearing the card. I don't know if you can hear the sound of me tearing the card. Okay. Um, oh, wow. And uh, actually, would you like to look after a piece? Look after I a little piece. So piece. the card sure. is now into four different pieces. Yeah. Do you by any chance have a uh, magic wand on you? Do you keep a magic wand with you? I left it at home. Yeah, funny I enough. Have one. Oh, it's my little sharpie pen here. Okay. Okay. The, so we've torn the card into four pieces. You yes. have one corner. I do. I have the other three. Okay. If I give one tap on my fingers for each piece, the pieces will vanish like this. Okay, get just out. Absolute silence. I'm hoping that was amazement rather than just okay. complete indifference. Hold on. And I'm in the room, like I'm four feet away from you and I have no idea what just happened. Here's the amazing bit. The, those three pieces of card now putting themselves back together. They're fusing. They're traveling to an impossible location. Stop it. Yeah. The cards came out of the box, which has been there the whole time. Yes. I don't want to touch the box. Would you grab the box? Lean over and grab the box. Bro. If that card is like fused together with the three pieces in that box, I'm, I'm going to leave. Okay. Let's have a look. I don't want to touch it. Yeah, go for it. Go ahead, grab it, Marco. So build it up as much as you can. Shut up. There's a yeah. card the in there. Card is it? But most importantly, is it? Is it three quarters of a card? Is there a corner missing? Oh my and god! And of course, the edges of a torn card are just Look, like a signature. It's all. It's still together. Does your piece match the other three quarters of the card? Is it, it yes, yeah. perfectly. Oh Look my that. god! Okay. Look at this. Dude, honestly, Come this is when I—it's like, it's not every illusionist that I tell to get the hell out of here at this okay, point, right? But get the hell out of here. And you mean the country, don't you? <laughs> yes, not not I just do. the studio. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. Weird me out, man. I have a much easier time watching this stuff when it's on television because I don't take it so personally. When it happens right in front of me, yes. I'm like, I take it so personally that I allowed <laughs> this to happen right before my very Hold eyes. On, but I, you know, he ripped it I into know. four pieces, right? Yes, I And look at this. That. The three pieces yeah, are yes. like all together. Yes. yes. Amazing. I don't mess with and stuff And the piece like that's that. ripped off? Mm-hmm. And it's it right. matches perfectly. Yeah. It's right what you said, though. That is the best thing about magic. It's a live entertainment. So right. although there's some great magicians on TV, yeah. actually, it really there's nothing like seeing it live. It's and being incredible. Involved. You get that when you come to our show. To be fair, yeah. we do magic right in the middle of the audience, so people are it's right awesome. up close to it, and it's really powerful. You about that to way. get the Stone Cold Stunner right here? Uh, yes, <laughs> champions of magic. We love this December nineteenth uh, to January sixth. I'm not touching that because I know that after I do the Baba that comes to visit you. <laughs> <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Hey, Mocha. Yo! For the podcast. Hell yeah! Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Let's do the news! A Roz and Mocha Show and KISS 92.5 News Break. Uh, they've released the first and second ever audio recordings of Mars. Uh-oh. And if this isn't the thing of nightmares, I don't know what is. Now, keep in mind that they've like messed with the the speed of them, and they've changed the pitch a little bit, Why? just so it actually sounds like something. They they tr- they did what they needed to do to sort of get a sound out of it. So okay. here's audio recording number one of uh, vibrations uh, on Mars. 
sounds like a windy day. Yeah. Okay. And, but like uh, a windy day in your nightmares. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you just wait. Here's audio recording number two of okay. Sounds of Mars. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's uh, like, okay, Demi Gorgons. Yeah. They're Thank coming. You. Thank you. That's scary, man. Thank you. Right? Nope. So it's looking like that uh, Meghan Markle is losing another aide who works at the palace. Oh, no. What happened? Is Meghan Markle earning the reputation as being so difficult that nobody wants to work with her? <gasps> uh, that's a report what? coming from the Sunday Times in which they claims that the Duchess of Sussex will soon be losing another personal assistant. This one's Samantha Cohen, who was recently brought in on an interim basis after her previous assistant quit in late November. Mm-hmm. According to the Times, the departure of the quote highly regarded 50 year old royal aide nicknamed Samantha the Panther oh <laughs> yeah comes of its rumors of a uh, strife between Markle and Kate Middleton now a Kensington Palace spokesperson shot down those reports uh, that uh, Kate Middleton was furious when Markle berated members of her staff, stating that the alleged incident, quote, never happened. Uh, but other reports say mm-hmm. that inside those palace walls, Meghan Markle is known as Duchess Difficult. Oh! <laughs> 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 what are you going to do? So apparently, Nicki Minaj's new boyfriend is a registered sex offender. What? Yeah, so Nicki Minaj, check this out. I had no idea. Cause, but I guess they grew up together in Queens, like they've known each other for a real long time. And Kenneth Petty, he's 40 years old, and court records obtained by TMZ show that he was convicted of first-degree attempted rape in April 1995 when he was 16 at the time. And so was his victim. Prosecutors said that he used a sharp sharp object when he tried to force the girl to have sexual intercourse. He served four years in a New York State prison at the time. And then years after getting out for that, he was convicted of first-degree manslaughter and served seven years after shooting a guy. And he was released in 2013. And wow. then, and then Nicki Minaj, because I guess, I don't know, I guess you defend your, your boyfriend at the time. Nicki Minaj wound up writing, quote, he was 15, she was 16 in a relationship, but go off internet. Y'all can't ruin my life. You can't even run your own life. Thank you, boo. So <laughs> seems heartfelt. So I guess that she's I guess she's sticking by her man. That's a, that's quite the sheet though. Isn't her brother like convicted well, felon as well? I don't know. Like maybe rape or something? Maybe. I'm pretty sure. Uh, apparently the academy is in absolute panic mode right now to find a new host for the academy awards. There's an emergency meeting happening tonight. Uh-oh. And quote, a top source says that they are freaking out. There was no contingency plan in place by the broadcaster ABC. According to another source, the show's producers are back to square one. And a lot of people throwing around names like Jimmy Kimmel, John Stewart, yeah. or David Letterman. Um, but the, prob- a, the, the guy at the top of my list I was going to say is Kimmel. Can't do it. Why not? Because everybody's got a history now. Everybody's got history. Oh, yeah, true. Right? Even even though you can't even go now back to old people that have hosted previously. Because all that old man show stuff with Jimmy Kimmel is going to show up. Yeah. All of it. 
all of it. You can't even go Chris Rock because you go through oh, you go through Chris Rock's no. history, and Chris Rock has a bunch of gay jokes uh, that he used to do I in his act as a, well. I tweeted out a suggestion that a show that's nominated or not nominated does it in character, like Will and Grace. The characters would do the show in character, okay, like Jack would do some of the nominations. Here's, here's and the awards. problem, though. Here's the problem. Because how funny would that be? Not at all. Here's the problem: is that Last year, they had 25.6 million people watch it, which was a 19% drop from the year before. Mm -hmm. Okay? Uh, Will and Grace are not going to get the job done. But it would be entertaining. No, but it's Mm. not ratings. It's not ratings. You can't tell me if they didn't do a video saying, oh my God, look what we're doing. Just Jack, blah, blah, blah. That's exciting to a very small portion of people yeah and those small people deserve something too sure i'm not saying they don't but you got to do mass appeal with the academy awards somebody suggested john stewart and then they were like hey guess what bring up john stewart's old stuff where john stewart was at the time of monica Lewinsky and bill clinton john stewart made more slut jokes about monica Lewinsky than anyone else in late night yeah than anyone did he went in on monica Lewinsky harder than anyone you think that's not going to come up what about Ellen? What about Ellen? Clean record. Sure. You can do Ellen. Yeah. I think Ellen may do it. I think that Ellen may be the only one that has a clean she's enough a, record that you could do it. She's somebody the safest. El- somebody else said Tiffany Haddish. Remember what Tiffany Haddish said about Bill Cosby? Oof. When she said that she wanted Bill Cosby to play her dad in a movie and she didn't care what he did and that she'd drink the wine and take a nap if it meant uh, getting Bill Cosby to play your dad? Wow. Completely forgot about that. Right? We all forgot about that. You got a good memory, bro. Somebody said uh, Donald Glover. Go and look at Donald Glover's no old videos. Way. Yeah. Go and look at Donald Glover's old videos. You can't get Donald Glover. Can't do it. He's, lo- like, he's loved everywhere now. Yeah. Somebody said Stephen Colbert. Go look at Stephen uh, Colbert's old no. videos. Can't do it. No. So once you start with this, you see where we're going. Yeah, yeah. There's no end to it. Will and Grace it is. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Baby, it's cold outside. Uh, three versions of Baby, It's Cold Outside are currently climbing the charts. Oh, wow. Because it's getting banned all over the place. These are uh, Dean Martin's version from 1959, Zoe Deschanel and Leon Redbone's interpretation from the Elf soundtrack in 2003, and a version recorded by Adina Menzel and Michael Bublé in 2014. These were the three largest gainers of any song on Billboard's latest holiday digital song sales chart, with Dean's version jumping from 23 to 2. Wow. It hasn't been this high since it went number one in 2011. Overall, it jumped 257%. Take that, jackasses. <laughs> Complaining all the time about everything. We broke it all down yesterday. I think that you, is that up on the website, Maury, that whole thing? Yeah, you can go to kiss925.com to uh, listen to the breakdown that we did and why we may be listening to Maybe It's Cold Outside the Wrong Way. Uh, according to the rap, Aquaman Aquaman may be the most epic superhero movie ever made, quote-unquote. Get out of here! Yeah. No! Let me read you this. No. They say, yeah, after decades... The most epic! They say the person who, write, who wrote this article watch... Avengers Infinity War after decades of getting treated like pop culture punchline thanks mostly to super friends yes and a little bit from entourage Aquaman has finally made its own feature film it's a weird and wonderful superhero adventure that strives and almost succeeds to be the most epic superhero movie ever made no James Wan who directed Furious 7 uh, ventures from a neon Tron inspired Atlantis to ancient ruins straight out of Indiana Jones and then into a nightmare realm of evil swarming fish 
monsters. It features gigantic battles between innocent crab people and bad guys riding armored sharks. At one point, a day-glow rave octopus plays the drums while Aquaman fights for the throne of Atlantis in an underwater gladiator arena called called the Ring of Fire. (laughs) No, I still don't believe any of this. Okay, whatever. No. No. Okay. I refuse to. Infinity War is the greatest... Okay superhero movie okay. that has ever been created okay. Okay. until Endgame drops right. in April. For the game, somebody was in the dressing room trying to uh, talk to Kawhi and there's so much basketball to talk about and he just went straight in with the Christmas traditions question. So, Merry Christmas. Uh, uh, can you talk about your favorite Christmas moment? Not right now. Not right now. No, 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 not right now, man. Kawhi don't play. Kawhi don't play. Kawhi's like, I'm not giving you any sound That was like, where were you, Moy? Where you interviewed somebody where they were... Well, the MLS Cup, Toronto FC. Oh, the Toronto FC when when they won when Maury when uh, Maury went to interview the guys from the FC, they're all like, "There's so much soccer to talk about," and Maury goes in there like this. Congratulations! Yeah, thank you. Made Toronto history, dude. We did. It was great. Okay. More importantly, I have soccer jokes. Can I give you one? No. For real? I don't, I, bro. I, I don't want to do any jokes. I mean, okay, sure. Go ahead. Um, what is it called when a dinosaur gets a goal? I don't know. A dino score. Hilarious. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Um, a Google CEO explained, tried to explain why when you Google the word idiot, pictures of Donald Trump show up. Oh my God, for real? <laughs> Let me do this right now. Hold on, hold on, hold on. They was at a congressional hearing yeah, and they yeah, actually, somebody yeah. actually did it while they were sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> so Google CEO uh, Sundar uh, Pichai was asked a series of questions. Among those was the question of why when you Google image search idiot, Trump comes up. And the tech executive explained that no one, quote, manually intervenes in a particular search result, saying that this means that there's no political bias to uh, Google search results. No, man. There's a lot of pictures of Donald Trump here. And if you remember, Trump himself accused uh, Google of rigging results. Uh, of its dominant search engine to suppress conservative viewpoints, which I don't necessarily disagree with. Just for the record, I spelled idiot wrong for the first try. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's not a good look, more. <laughs> not a good look. Uh, ratings for the Kardashians are way down. Like, way down. Yeah, that show. There was a 37% drop from the beginning of the season. Less than a million people watched the Kardashians this past weekend. The season finale, and this was the finale where they like talked about Kanye, and she went to Washington, and she did all this stuff. I'll and tell you it, why the Kardashians doesn't work. 851,000 people. The Kardashian shows don't work anymore because so much of their lives uh, play out in real life, real time. Yeah. So by the time that stuff gets included on the show, yeah. it's months and months later, like yeah. six months later. And we already know the stories. We already know... How, how the story you already plays know how it out, ends, how it yeah. ends. So there's no point in watching the yeah. in-between. Li- does a little bit also mean we uh, count as we just don't care anymore? I think that's a little bit of it. Yeah, yeah sure. sure. A little bit. But I mean, her social, her, her social footprint is still really, really huge. So people obviously do care. But I think that the idea of doing a reality show now is just, it's not necessary anymore. Yeah, but, the, the, it. but it's a huge uh, source of income for them, right? It's a massive, massive money machine. For sure. Uh, apparently, Maroon 5 is having a real hard time finding guests to join them for the Super Bowl show. Oh, really? I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, source tells Us Weekly no one wants to associate themselves with the NFL despite early reports that the group's 
uh, girls like you collaborator Cardi B might join the performance. The insider says, as of today, she's not. She's been going back and forth. But it's a no as of right now. And, of course, this follows reports that uh, Rihanna and Pink both uh, turned it down. Jay-Z turned it down a couple of years ago. Um, you got to wonder whether, you know, after Maroon 5 said yeah, because they probably thought it was a huge honor. Like, they only said yes because they had no idea people had already turned it down because of Colin Kaepernick. Oh, for sure. And now they look like fools. But did they not think ahead? Like, think about the grand scheme of things and no. the, 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 the bigger picture. No, because last year it wasn't a problem. I guess. Right? It's only this year that it's a problem. I know, but they should have known or somebody in their organization it, should have known that this year it, it would have... <laughs> It how do you know that though? Would have gotten this way. But how do you know that? Because of but, it, but even it was, still but the Colin Kaepernick, Kaepernick stuff. thing was last year as well. I know, but after like did this not did they not accept after the whole Colin Kaepernick Nike situation? Yeah, sure, but the Colin Kaepernick situation was no different last year. Oof, I don't know. It was man. no different, but you got to be like, oh, man, what are you telling? Like, there's no group, there's no like rock star union. We're like, you get an email that says, hey, guys, by the way, we're not doing the Super Bowl show this year. Yeah, here's here are the reasons why. Yeah, here are the reasons why. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, Rihanna, just so you know, so we're going to say no this year. Pink, you good? Yeah, Adam I'm good. Adam Levine's like, man, guys, yeah. I even checked my junk mail. Right? There was nothing there. Nothing. Uh, they say that Kelly Clarkson is being groomed to take over for Ellen once Ellen DeGeneres leaves her daytime talk show. What? So Kelly Ellen, Clarkson, really? Yeah, because she's getting her own show. We knew that. But uh-huh. Ellen did an interview with the New York Times saying that she's only signed on until 2020, and that almost didn't happen. She almost ended her show already, and she wants to end it, and her wife wants her to end it. She wants to go and do more comedy and more movies, more whatever, uh, all this other stuff. Hmm. So it's looking like 2020 for Ellen. And then in September, it was announced that the Kelly Clarkson show would be premiering in the fall of 2019. And this is how they describe it. Fun, energetic show that breaks with tradition. In each episode, audience will experience a full hour of remarkable stories, celebrity guests, spontaneous surprises, humor, heart, and of course, good music, which sounds very familiar. So the Ellen show. So the Ellen show. (laughs) Also, Kelly Clarkson show while it's on the air in that sort of overlap year, will actually be the lead-in to the Ellen show on all the the same stations. takes off, Yes, it'll just be replaced with Kelly Clarkson. So they're they're all banking. TV executives right now are putting everything behind Kelly Clarkson and her show, which hasn't even been on air yet, to take over for Ellen. And Ellen, remember, was when she basically took the mantle from Oprah... Yeah. But Ellen's show had been on the air since 2003. Yeah. Right? Like, it's yeah. been on the air a long time. Like, people have to really know your show before they switch. I like Kelly Clarkson, though. Yeah. I like her. Oh, I don't mind her. But to me, I think this. If Ellen's going to leave, there's one real logical plan for that show. Mm-hmm. And that is, it's a perfect transition. The guests are the same. The theme is the same. And people will love it which is you look at James Corden's late night numbers and go, you know what? He's not killing in late night, but he'd kill in daytime. Yeah. And you give Ellen's show to James Corden. People love that guy yeah. too. You give Ellen's show to James Corden. To me, that's what I'd do. I'd, I'd, take, I'd take James Corden out of late night and put him on daytime and have him kill there because he would. Yeah. Yeah. Ross and Mocha Q&A. Ask Ross and Mocha, a podcast exclusive. This is where we gather all of your questions from Instagram at kiss925 and uh, we'll try to answer as many as we can every week and we will also invite somebody to join us on the podcast to ask their question live however before we get to that fellas 
I would love to read to you a couple of reviews that we've received this week sure on apple Podcasts. by the way feel free to leave a rating and or review uh, all of these reviews i'm going to read to you guys they've all received five star ratings so thank you to everybody uh from caddy i lived out of town going to school for work in the city every four months so i missed that four months of the ronza mocha show on kiss 92.5 i discovered the podcast and now i can't stop listening and i'm so excited to take it back to school with me and continue laughing and wheezing every day. <laughs> I also turned my boyfriend onto the show slash podcast, and now we listen to it together and always laugh. Love it and keep it up, guys. Another one from Christina Conda. I've been listening to your show since I was 12 years old and listen to it every morning before school. And now that I go to university, I can't listen to you guys on the radio anymore. So this podcast is a great way for me to keep up with the show and the hilarious things you guys do every morning. That's Love awesome. you guys. Uh, Sophia D. I just started listening to your podcast about three weeks ago. You guys make me die of laughter. I was having such a bad day last week, and I drove home after work while listening to the podcast. It had picked up from where I left off, which was when you guys were talking about those little animals that poop square-shaped. <laughs> I remember that one. And you guys instantly brightened my mood and my day. Thanks for being you and always making me laugh. Love it. All right, and I'll, I'll end on this one. From Miss Madge. The subject line is terrible idea. Oh. Although five stars. I listen to your podcast sometimes at night in hopes that it would help me sleep. Instead, I am suffocating myself with a pillow so I wouldn't wake my husband for <laughs> laughing so much. You also make me love taking the TTC because it gives me a chance to listen to your podcast for an extra 20 minutes. So wherever it is that you get your podcast from, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, please leave a rating and or review. We would love you for it. All right. So That's awesome. Here Who we do go. we have on the phone with us today? What's going on, Mark? How are you? I'm good, Mocha. How are you guys doing? Good, good buddy. Man. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Uh, what's your question, Mark? Okay, so my question was, um, how soon into an early relationship would it be considered okay to drop the L-bomb? Ooh. Wow. Yeah, I I like... I, I've, been da- I've been dating someone for a few weeks. And, um, a few weeks? I, just a few weeks. Okay, so I'm 35. I was married. I'm separated. So was she. Um, and so I have experience with love. I have experience with knowing what I want, what I don't want. Mm-hmm. And um, like this girl just checks off absolutely everything. Our chemistry is amazing. Like the compatibility is off the charts. Okay. And I'm feeling it. Okay. I'm feeling it, you know? Uh, how do you think she feels about it? Well, we've talked about how we feel about each other and how yeah. amazing it is to, to have found each other and to come from such a bad place. And so none of this is completely new to her. And whenever I've mentioned it or mentioned my emotions to her, uh, she's, she reciprocates. She huh. says she feels the exact same way, and I do believe it. Um, where did you guys meet? Uh, online dating. Okay. Online dating. All right. Uh, I will say this about about love, man, and that is a, a lot of people will say you got to read the signs and, you know, you got to read what the other person is sort of putting out as well to determine whether it's, you know, a mutual understanding between you guys. But I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't think that the falling in love with somebody and uh, let alone saying that you love somebody is something that you need permission for or you need a sign before you do it. You're allowed to love who you want to love and you're allowed to fall in love as fast as you want to fall in love. Uh, but 
for me, you know, you there's stages to things, man. Like there's like infatuation and then there's absolute attachment. And, you know, you could be in love with the idea of her. And when I say that, I mean, she, like you said, checks all the boxes, right? Yeah. And oftentimes yeah. when you're going through something where somebody, you know, checks all the boxes, that's a very sort of, I don't want to say selfish, but it's the wrong kind of way to look at things. When you are looking at someone going, okay, they're in the right place in life. They sort of look the way that I like people to look. She's got a good job. Uh, you know, her kid is the same age as my kid. She's been divorced for around the same time I have. That's not about that person, okay? Yeah. It's it's the idea of something that you are attracted for and possibly looking to uh, eventually fall in love with. You have to get to the point where you can answer the questions, and that is when the two of you, okay, are not close to each other, does it hurt the next thing you, is, the next thing is, you have to look at that woman and say, is this the person that has my back? Is she my secure sort of base, my home base? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and honestly, that's how it is. And yeah. I just kind of gave the example of check out the boxes because but I, I don't necessarily like that example, but there isn't something specific about her. It's not like, oh, she's the knockout. She's funny. She's it, for, for me, it's everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I look, I look more in depth, more than just the surface. And I look at, would she be compatible with my kids? And uh, the answer is an obvious yes. Like, it, it, does she fit, like, into my life as my missing piece of the puzzle? And, and like I said, like, this is still pretty new, so I don't know um, if it's the right time to do it, but the way I'm feeling now, it, it's, it's there. Sure. And I've never felt like this about anyone at this point ever, I'll even with my you, ex-wife, like, nothing. Uh, I'll tell you right now, Mark, from my experience, you got to do what is in your heart, in your gut. When I met Jenna, I dropped that L-bomb within, I think, the first five weeks of us dating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And less than a month after that, she moved into my condo. Right. And we ended up getting engaged like a year and a half, two years later, now married, got a kid. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? See, that's beautiful. So you're the perfect example of this theory that I have, that time and love can't coexist. Because you have couples that have been together for years and they hate each other. But then oh, I'm yeah. kind of on the opposite end of that where it's been a short duration. But I mean, the emo- there's no doubting our chemistry and our emotions. And it's, it's just, I, I, I can't even string words together that will emphasize how much I care about this woman. How old do you have kids? Mine are eight and six. Okay, so here's the thing, bro. You have one job in life. One job. And this is yep. way above and beyond even your own happiness or falling in love. You can't screw with your kids. So yep, every de- every decision you make when you're going to jump into these things, and believe me, I'm a jump for love kind of guy. I hate the world right now where Tinder and dating and swiping, it's so cheap. It is so cheapened the process and there's no currency to courting somebody anymore. There's no currency to sort of getting up the balls in a bar or at a party and walking across a room and introducing yourself to somebody, yeah. right? Like there's no right. risk yeah. taking anymore. It's really not. Yeah. It's so different. And so I'm all for this. I'm all for jumping into things for love. I really, really am. But when it, when you got kids, it's a little bit different. But again, I think Mocha, you know, said it and I agree with that, which is, you know, nobody can tell you who to love. And you know, if you're waiting for signs, it doesn't matter. You know, you, you got to speak from the heart. And most importantly, if you're going to be spending any sort of time with this woman, you got to tell the truth. That's job number one, right? Just got to tell Absolutely. the truth. And if this is the Absolutely. truth, then that's the truth. Yeah, and it, honestly, it is. It is. And I mean, even though it's a short duration, we've gone yeah. out of our way to make sure that we spent a lot of time together. Okay. I mean, in a few weeks, we've seen each other a lot. Okay. What's your, what's your girl's name? Alicia. Alicia. Yeah. 
Is Alicia on the other line? Yeah. Okay, Alicia's on the other line. Oh, damn. What? Yeah. All right. Okay. Don't get nervous, Mark. Hold on. Get, I'm gonna lock my heart's you. already... We're, we're going to uh, lock you in, uh-huh. and don't say anything, okay? Wait, wait. But, okay. But, but, but Mark, before we lock her in, you got to tell her you love her. <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. He <laughs> <laughs> no. said that very nervously. Well, we didn't set this whole thing up, so he's not going to. All right. Hi, Alicia. It's Razamoka. How are you? Good. How about yourself? Good. Doing good. Good, good. Uh, so, you know Mark, huh? I do. Yeah. How do you I feel? I had a feeling this had something to do with well, him. Well, you know, how do you feel about Mark? <laughs> Mark's a really amazing guy. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. like the time that you spend together. You enjoy Absolutely. hanging out with his kids. Absolutely. Yeah. What else do you like He's, about Mark? Uh... <laughs> You're going to make me do this on the air? Yeah. <laughs> Mark, he's got just an amazing smile. He's got a heart of gold. Um, he's just good people all around. Is yeah. he hot? He's, and, and yeah. How, he's yeah. hot? Yeah. And how long have you guys been together for now again? <laughs> it's been a couple of weeks. Been a couple of weeks. Okay. Time doesn't really exist. No. Oh, yeah. wow. That's nice. And no. how do you define, like if you guys were to sit around and do like a state of the union kind of thing with your relationship so far, how do you put that into words mm-hmm. where you guys are at? Oh, geez. There are no words. Um okay. So time doesn't exist, and mm-hmm. it's one of those things where you know you know. So we're in a good oh, wow. place. Yeah, we're gonna kind of just go with the flow. But you know, when your heart's in the right place, that's kind of where we are. Okay, so uh, Mark is on the phone with us as well. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and uh, <Hi>. <laughs> so Alicia, let us read you what Mark's question to us was, and then we'll give Mark okay. the floor. Okay. Okay. Mark wrote us saying, "Hey, Razamoka." When is the right time to drop the L bomb in a new relationship? <laughs> Mark? Hi. <laughs> Can I um. just jump in? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Hold on. I don't think I don't think there's a time and I don't think you necessarily always need to say it, but it's there. Does that answer your question? Mark? Uh, yeah, yeah, you go yeah, ahead and do your thing. <laughs> Okay, so the whole spiel I had in my head was completely ruined because of that now, but okay. Um. <laughs> no, but Mark, we're really curious about the whole spiel in your head, so go, go ahead with it. Go ahead with it. Please. Well, that's the way, I, I've already kind of said all this to you. But say it to your girl, man. man. <laughs> so, as you know, like, in my theory is that time and love doesn't coexist. And, I mean, the amount of time that we've spent together and uh, just what we've done and like the chemistry it's there's no question in my heart that i'm absolutely head over heels falling in love with you and what? yeah i i, I <laughs> yeah I, <laughs> can, can i just jump in can i just jump in real quick jump jump real high mark yeah you sort of bailed on it bro I you sort of bailed on it what is it that you really want to say to alicia <sighs> I'm sorry that this I'm is happening. Thunder again. I love you too, hon. <laughs> I, oh my God, I, I love you. Happening over the phone sucks because I really want to squeeze you right now. Just give me the biggest hug. Right? Oh man, oh. that's so good. And Alicia, guess what? Yeah. Mark wants to take you to Hawaii. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Don't do that. Yo, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> my heart's already thumping out of its chest. Oh my god, you guys are wonderful. Thank you so much for uh, hanging out with us. Uh, it, it meant uh, that meant a lot. That was fantastic. I love that, man. That was great. <laughs> 
Hey, thank you, guys. All right. You love birds. Take care now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So nice. Mark and Alicia. Should we all, all right. just say it around the room now? Uh, we have a question here from oh. Mike on the flip side. What sucks about being in love? Oh. I'm just kidding. That oh. wasn't a question. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Mark's like, I had an answer prepared. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Deb asks, what do you love the most in the world besides a human being? I would have to say my dog, Tig. Oh, wow. But that, is that considered a human being? Like, uh, I, does she mean are, outside of a breathing are dogs thing? dogs considered human no, beings? No, I meant, like, does she mean outside of breathing things? No. Okay. No. Hmm. Like a chair? I would, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, okay. Yeah. Let, let's say this. Okay. Like, like my PS4 controller? Yeah. No, no, yeah. no. Okay, but let, no, but let's make it difficult because it is very easy to love a dog. Okay. I love my cats, right? But sure. that, to me, is just a given. I think that they want you to go a little deeper with this. Okay, my so, iPhone. So, so let's, okay, your iPhone. Like, I Perfect. love my spot in the bed. It's my happy place, my side of the bed. Okay. I'm the happiest when I'm there. Or my cushion of the couch. I'm very upset when someone sits in my cushion in the couch. Really? Yeah. Okay. What do I love more than people? Interesting. Your hair. No. Like. Your pants. Oh, silence. No, I do. But I, I don't know if I can say that. Like, I would say solitude. Like, being alone. Oh. But that's not really a thing. Uh, my kitchen. Like, I love oh, my kitchen. I, sure. I, I'm the happiest I am ever while I am in my kitchen cooking. Like, that is... That's my, you know, Maury cushion or spot in the bed or your phone. Like for me, the kitchen is just where I feel that uh, I'm at my best. Uh, Niana has a question specifically for you, Roz. Oh, okay. Would you rather life without your daughter, Roxy, and girlfriend, Catherine, or live with Dammit Maury for one week? That's a ridiculous question because, of course, he's going to say... Of course, I'm going to say live with Maury for a week. Oh. Life? My life without Roxy or Catherine? Yeah. So you're going to take away my family for life yeah. or I have to live with Maury for a week? Right. Okay, please. It's stupid. When does the week start? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aaron asks, what's your most used phrase? God. Your most used phrase. I would say mf -er. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right. Maury? Or, or I love you. Oh, that's I nice. think I'd probably say I love you more than I say I've never or, heard it. You never heard what? You say that? Why would I, though, Maury? Come on. Well, it says most used phrase. Yeah. My most used, I think, would be, oh, snap or oh, damn. Right. One of those two. How about you, damn, Maury? I can tell you what Maury's is. What? <sighs> wasn't my fault. <laughs> oh, no, I was going to say mine is... And that's an everyday life situation. <laughs> no. Every day. At work, yours outside is, of work. Yours is what, Maureen? I was going to say mine is. No, but the truth really is. No, that's no, not. No, because you no, never. That's not what you Even said. when you tell the quote unquote truth, you're lying. Yeah, that's not, that's not your most used. Your, your most used, uh, your most used phrase, Maury, is uh, uh, either it's something along the lines of like, it's not my fault or. Gravy on the side. <laughs> gravy on the side. <laughs> Too tired? <laughs> Too tired. <laughs> To, I'm going to ask Matthew. What would Matthew say your most, your, your most used phrase is? <laughs> Too, tired. Too tired. Also, gravy on the side. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's fun to joke about somebody's sex life. <laughs> Especially when it's not your own. Correct. Okay. All right. Uh, since we are in the uh, holiday season, Abibi asks, what are the Christmas movies you watch every Christmas? Oh, easy. Yeah, that's an easy one for me, too. I think that um, we watch Elf. Yeah. Because my kid likes Elf a lot. Same. We watch... What else do we watch that's like a sort of tradition-y one? You guys do Home Alone? 
Yeah, we'll do Home Alone. Yeah, Elf yeah. and Home Alone are the two yeah. that are uh, the most on our TVs. Yeah, we do we do holidays. Elf and Home Alone, and then A Christmas Story we'll still watch every now and then. I'll watch that with my bro. And, and I know there's a huge debate about whether Die Hard is or is not a Christmas movie. But oh, it definitely it, is. It, but in my house, like my brother and I will always at some point around the holidays just throw Die Hard on and watch, watch it. Just it. because yeah. we always First have. First time ever last week. Yeah, Maury didn't understand Die Hard. That's <laughs> not to understand. <laughs> I didn't know what he's he, fighting no, for. He, no, he, Maury didn't understand Die Hard. <laughs> Can you believe that? It's so simple. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so simple. Yeah. Gravy on the side. <laughs> um, my, my movies would be Serendipity and Love Actually. Right. Yes. There you go. Those are two other big ones that are on. All oh, okay. Time. Well, that's a great, uh, this is a great follow-up from Jessica. If you were stuck in any Christmas movie, which would it be? If I was stuck in a Christmas movie, which would it be? I'd say Elf because I like New York City. Yeah. And it's fun. Right? Elf, yeah. What would you? I was going to say serendipity because I love New York City, and then I could sit at that table and have frozen hot chocolate every day. Right. Wait, but you have a hot chocolate every day now in real life. <laughs> I know, but it's not frozen. Right. I'm going to say just because I love my uh, Catherine so much. I'm going to say Love Actually because oh, you nice. hate that movie. I hate that movie. I hate that movie. But she loves it. But she loves it, and also the whole thing takes place in London. It does. So if we had to live in in one place, if I could close my eyes and make her dreams come true, it would be to to move to London. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, what instance in your life did you realize you had become a man, and what was it when you realized when you became an old man? Oh, shut up. That's from Drom, um, by the way. Okay, so do you have a moment, Maury, where you you realized you became a man? I think when I moved out on my own and. You know, I had to cook dinner or pay bills. I think it's when, like, bills started to arrive and I lived on my own. I think that's when I realized. I mean, they say the bar mitzvah is when you truly become a man. But You're that's 14. 13. Yeah, 13. Um, but I think it's when I moved out it's on my own. such a weird thing, eh, the bar mitzvah, telling somebody that they're 13, that they're a man. It's such one of those religious things that I find so weird. It's so whacked out. If that's truth, then all the money gifts would be in your pocket, not no, your parents. No, it's just, it's a weird thing to say that this is when you become such an old thing. Like, that's, yeah. Yeah. that's what you used to do. Like, God, hundreds of years ago, you used to tell a 13-year-old that they were a man. Yeah, no. You, you don't do that anymore. You don't put that kind of... For me, stuff on a kid. When I felt like a man, yeah. was when I got my license at sixteen. Oh, good for you! And then same when here. I... Same here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> By the way, I got my license when I was forty-one. <laughs> Forty-two. Yeah, last 42. Year. Yeah. Forty-two. Um, and the second time I felt like a man was when I moved out of my parents' place and I was uh, living on my own, paying rent. Really? Yeah, and yeah. had like all bills to be responsible to make sure that they were paid on time. Yeah, I think I also felt like a man when I had to babysit my brother. Really? You know, and I had to act responsible. Even though most babysitters are like teenage girls, that's the moment where you felt like a man. <laughs> yeah, because I had to act responsible and make decisions for him. Yeah, yeah. When I acted like a teenage girl, I felt like a man. <laughs> <laughs> when I took on the responsibilities of a 13-year-old <laughs> girl, <laughs> I felt like a man. Uh, when did I feel like a man? Jeez. Uh, Definitely during your first pregnancy scare with a girlfriend, you feel like a man. That mans you up real fast. Yeah. That really does. How old are you? Young. Yeah? Young. Like teenager? Oh, like early teenager. Yeah? Yeah. Like the, the, the earliest teenager. So thirteen. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I, my, I, I say this. I say this to Catherine, which is uh, it's interesting because the one year, the ten months that she was pregnant with Roxy, I would say was the only year in my life that I went almost a full year without a pregnancy scare. <laughs> Hold on. What? <laughs> Yo, this is like revelation. Not, not, not a pregnancy scare, but like, you know, like your girlfriend looks at you and goes, God, 
like, when was this period coming? You were here yesterday. You know what I mean? And and like, then, yeah, yeah, it should have been yesterday. Yeah, and then later on that night, she's like, oh, yeah, there we go. Like, uh-huh. no, I'm not talking like full on, but like every year of your life, you have, you at least go for that one. God, what's the date today? And I'm like, <laughs> I think it's uh, the 26th. She's like, 26, 26. She's like, I'm bloated and I, my back sore, but I really bloody thought that I'd have my period by now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I've been, I've been involved in a lot of those conversations over right. my life, but except for the year that Catherine was pregnant with Roxy, yelling at her body, being like, "Hurry up!" Right? Yeah, yeah. And then, and then even after, like, my God, I'm with Catherine for a, a lot of years before we even had Roxy, and I would say that every, at least once a year we would go through, you know, that kind of that time of the month where she's like, "God damn it!" Like. You sure it's a 24th today, man? <laughs> right? Uh, so I would say, yeah, your first pregnancy scare was when I really felt like a man for the first time, but not in any sort of prideful way because it was really devastating. Oh, yeah. You know, the idea of that. But that's when you realize that you you got to grow up fast and there's certain things, responsibilities that you have to take. And even though I did try and take the responsibilities after that, you use protection, you try and be careful, everything else. Stuff still happens oh, because sure. you're a dumbass teenager. Yep. Right? You're stupid. Uh, what are your top three songs that you listen to to lighten up your day? Woo! Top three songs. Damn it, Maury. Go. Uh, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, Shallow. <laughs> to really? lighten up hey. your day? Okay, listen. <laughs> Can I say something real quick yeah. since you brought up that song before you continue? Yeah. I don't think that song is as great as everyone has been making it out to be. Really, huh? Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. I just don't like it. No. No. I don't think it's a great song. I think it's because you don't like the two people singing it? I love Lady Gaga and I love Bradley Cooper. I just don't think that it's the okay. monster that they. Yeah, like it's Here's, a good okay, song. I'll it's tell, not a great song. Okay, can I tell you? Can I like in my? Can I give you my theory on that song and why everybody thinks that it's a great song? Okay, is that it is like? Do I have to watch a movie in order no, to understand no, 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 the no, song? No, you don't because no. I haven't seen the movie. You're, you are putting it up against every other great song. Shallow is a great song for a movie. It's a great movie song. Yeah. So only compare it to other movie songs. It's a great movie song. It's right. a great soundtrack song. But it's not I Will Always Love You. No, that's what but, I was just going to say. But it's a great song, right? It's a great movie song. I don't know if it's necessarily a great song. Okay. Which is better, Maury? I Will Always Love You or Shallow? Shallow. You think it's better? Oh, get out of here. No way. Really? It's my opinion. I think it's one. I, because, you think yeah. Shallow by Bradley Cooper and... Lady Gaga is better than Whitney Houston. I will always okay, love you. Now, okay, like right now in my life, yes. Right now in your life, yeah. But, but I mean, you... I do love the Whitney Houston song. Don't get me wrong, but okay. like the Bradley Cooper, like to me, I put that on and I just feel really happy. It puts you in an emotional place yeah. that you feel like yeah. you're doing something. Like I'm not saying no. that we, I'm not on. trashing right. on Whitney Houston's song, but no, no. right now, to me, this song. But is did better. you? But did you ever have that attachment with "I Will Always Love You"? Not in the same way. Okay. So what other song that's sort of like Shallow has given you those feelings before? Mississippi Goddamn by Nina Simone. Really? What else? Give us something that we know. Um, oh, uh, Walking in Memphis by Mark Cohen. Okay, there we go. That's what I was looking for. Huh. So Walking in Memphis by Mark Cohen gives you those same feels. Oh, 100%. Because I've walked does. on Beale Street with my dad. <laughs> right. I've walked in Memphis. I, w- I did that song. Okay. Okay. So those. So you like those songs. Mm. Uh, what Do you have an uplifting song, though? Oh, the an uplifting Mariah Carey, We Belong Together. 
I don't That's know a that slow one. jam, it's though. It's another slow <laughs> jam. What is the matter with you? Are we gonna I don't know. I like to be sad sometimes and bring me up. Cry God. for help over here, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, you got two more songs, Maury. I gave you three. Mississippi Goddamn by oh. Nina Simone. It's in my. These are the CDs right now in my car. Are they? Yeah, Nina Simone. Okay. Um, Bradley Cooper. And um, oh, and the third one is the Love Actually soundtrack right now. Which is just no, but we're talking songs, song. bro. Not we're not talking albums. No, I'm giving you songs. Okay, Shallow, yeah, mm-hmm. Mississippi, Goddamn, mm-hmm. and the third one would have to be Mariah Carey. We belong together. Okay, Mocha, uh, Juicy by Biggie, <laughs> Scenario by Tribe Called Quest, yeah, and Kanye West featuring T Pain, Good Life. Really? Yeah, I love that song. Oh, can I add one more? Yes, of course. Buju Banton and Champion. <laughs> you know the one, right? Yeah, I do. Me gotta walk like a champion, talk like a champion, want a piece of body girl dummy where you get it from, I find you ancient, rum pum 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 pum. Why would he say he finds a girl ancient? <laughs> if he's trying to I didn't write it. get with her. I don't think those are the words. I find you ancient. Rum pum pum pum. Rum pum 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 pum. Roz, top three songs it's, you listen to to lighten up your day. Uh, I usually um, listen to one song. On my walk back from the liquor store to my house, I can usually get about one and a half songs in. Oh, okay. And um, the last song I listened to, which I'm, is not one of my favorite songs, but I'll tell you the last two songs that I listened to on my way back from the liquor store. Okay. One was a song, I believe it's called um, If You Want Crying by Katrina and the Waves. Okay. <laughs> if You Want Crying? I think that's the name of the song. All right. Do you know that one? That big, no, you don't, you don't know that. You don't know no. that one. You don't know that one. Uh, and then um, I had the, la- the song before that that I listened to was a song called Sit Down by James, which uh-huh. is another old one. Who the and hell then, is James? Then, Isn't it the same guy that did Laid? Yes. And then the day before that was Ring of Fire by Johnny Cash. Oh, oh okay. Wow. Yeah, those, those are my last three I walking into walking home from the liquor store songs. Wow. All right. A burning ring of fire. Here's a question down, from Steven. Down, down. What's a task that everyone looks stupid doing? Example, I've noticed people make stupid faces while washing really dirty dishes by hand without even realizing it. I make stupid faces when I do um what everything? Is, no. <laughs> When I'm doing um, with Everything? weights, when mm-hmm. I'm when I'm doing like moves with weights, for some reason my like face scrunches. Right. Shoulder presses, but that's the movement that you doing though, right because now. your face would contort when you're lifting weights, though. Yeah, I just don't like that. Okay, right. I'll tell you one right yeah. now. Yeah, go that's, for it. When people look real dumb, yeah, is when they're driving and they're picking their nose. Okay. Oh, I do that all the time. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you ever see somebody's mm. face while they're picking their nose? driving yeah it's almost like everybody thinks that nobody can see into their car yeah but that's and they why get I, like weird 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 looking faces when they're like mm-hmm. digging for gold that's yeah. why i reverse pick so i pick my left nostril with my right hand and my right nostril with my left hand so people can't see yeah uh, i would say that every single person looks dumb when they're trying to get into a hot bath <laughs> that's true. That's true. Because you, you test the water like with your hand, you do the, yeah. the quick yeah. the quick in and out with yeah. your hand. And then you gotta squat d- and you just like get yeah. your butt cheeks more like you know what I mean? Like everybody looks dumb trying to get into a hot bath. What about lifting everybody. a box? I don't think people look dumb because I think that like the, the look of strain on your face is a normal look. It's the same thing as what you look. said about... Um, or opening a jar of pickles. No, the same thing. Same thing. Same it's like, thing. just like lifting weights, right? Yeah. Like I would say that... Oh, you know when other people look dumb? What? When they're trying to hold back a sneeze. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're stupid. <laughs> That's so true. You really, really do. Um, another question here. What is something popular now that people will look back on in five years and be embarrassed about? Instagram? No. You know what 
people look real dumb doing. What? And they still do it now. What? Is that floss dance. Remember Backpack Kid? Yeah. We made that real popular last yeah, year? Yeah. Or a year and a half ago? Yeah. No, yeah I think it. in five years, people can look back on that and be like, what the hell is that? What was the question again? Uh, what is something popular now that people will look back on in five years and be embarrassed about? Justin Trudeau. Oh! <laughs> nice hair, though. <laughs> I, and, I 100% feel that way. Finally, Brianne asks, if you could sum your growing up experience... Sum up your growing up experience as one song. What would it be? Oh God, again with the songs. Yeah, Maury going back to the to the sad. Sh- shallow. Oh. No, <laughs> I was going to say um, father and son. You know, a silver spoon, little boy blue, and the man in the moon. When you coming home, Dad? I don't know when. We'll get together then, Dad. You know we'll have a good time then. Cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. Little boy blue and the man in the moon. And then I know the dad's going to come home and say, let's have lunch That is lunch the saddest now. song. That's, that's, the, that's sadder than Shallows and Walking in Memphis <laughs> put together. That's a terrible song. I don't know, man. I, I think you should really call your dad, Frank, and have a conversation. <laughs> say. Like, y'all need to talk some stuff out. I know you have a great relationship now and everything. You guys hang out all the yeah. time. But there are some things you really need to talk about, bro. I think you got some things from when you were young more that you really need to work out with your dad. I really do. Oh, because like, like he was always just with the ladies and not me? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. If the door was closed, don't, don't open. I don't know. Like if you like really, you know, when you grow up in that sort of situation. But like keep in mind he was 22. No, no, no. But when you grow up in that sort of situation, we know how the story ends, okay? When you grow up in that situation where you're the young guy and you see the person who's supposed to be your shelter, who is supposed to be teaching you things, who is supposed to be looking after you. When that guy uh, sort of neglects you and then just starts going off with women and women and partying. We know how this ends because we've seen it a hundred times in a movie and they're horror movies. And the guy who was you grows up to murder all those people. Right? <laughs> but that hasn't happened yet. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> You're sticking a spike through two uh, co-eds at camp <laughs> who are doing it on the, you know, on a, on a, on a, on a one mattress, uh, Spring bed, right? <laughs> what am I going to be singing Silver Spoons while yeah, doing it? Yeah, like that's oh, that's man. what happens. You just see your dad go off. You're in, you're in the car. Little boy blue and the man in the moon. Yeah. Oh, when you're coming home, yeah. Yeah. Don't we know know when. We know how that ends. Uh, you got a song, Roz? Uh, One song that what was, was, uh, was a question again? If you could sum up how many people is more killed that we don't know about? <laughs> the answer is 27. <laughs> uh, do I have a song that sums up my life? Yeah. Your growing up experience. Oh, my growing up experience. Like pour some sugar on me? No, Mrs. Robinson. Mrs. <laughs> Robinson. You know the well, kid that has an affair of, with a teacher? Because I was with a lot of older ladies when yeah. I was younger. <laughs> yeah, maybe Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I I would say the song that I I really identified with a lot when I was younger, or that I, I that really sort of thinks back when I think back to it was my youth was. God, for a lot of it, I mean, there's like a, a lot of metal in there, but I'm going to say Let's Go Crazy by Prince. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. yeah. You? All right. Uh, sum up your growing up experience as one song. It would be a song by Ludacris. Yeah. Move, bitch. Get out the <laughs> wow. way. Get out the way, bitch. Get out the way. Wow. 
There you go. Yeah. All right. Uh, every week, ask Roz and Mocha on Instagram at Kiss925. You'll see us post a picture. Feel free to load up the comment section with all of your questions. We will try to get to as many as we can. And we'll also invite one of you to join us on the podcast. Feel free to leave a rating and or review Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever it is you download the Roz and Mocha Show podcast from. Thank you very much. Catch you next week. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com or on the KISS 92.5 app.